Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. All right, welcome to the Sebe Cast number 135 with DJ Cumboy and Sekon. How you boys doing today? I I love that I'm making everyone in the community say DJ Cumboy. <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing well. I uh I don't really know what else I could add to that. Yeah, I slept well for once, so I'm doing great. Yeah. What do you mean for once? You have like insomnia? Yeah, I have a lot of sleep issues actually. I, uh, I feel so bad for you for that. Yep. Yeah, I don't really know what I can do about it because I've tried to speak with a doctor about it as well, and I've been prescribed like sleep aid medications, but I'm not a big fan of those personally because, well, one, there's a concern that. If I take the medication, have you heard those horror stories where people will take those medications and like drive their car and not even know? Oh, Jesus! Uh, no, oh. no, fuck. Yeah, and then also I just feel like whenever I do take them, I wake up the next day and I'm just tired throughout the day. And yeah, sure, I slept, but it doesn't feel like a restful sleep. Mm. So for me, it's more of just like I don't know, getting my circadian rhythm back in back in order. And I feel like you know, just being active and doing things that just promote better health is just going to help me in the long run. So. Yeah, it's always like the most boring answer that like fixing a lot of shit is just like eating well and moving your body and just getting good sleep at a proper time consistently. Like it's all about the consistency of normal things that fixes a ton of issues. Not every issue, but I'll it, agree with that. Yeah. I just I feel yeah. like consistency is probably one of my I feel like consistency makes life bland sometimes. You it know what does. I mean? But it the... also makes it great. It, so no, it's no, kind it of does. like finding a balance with it, yeah. I, I think, and and I think, at least in my personal opinion and my experience, early twenties, I wanted that ultimate freedom of like I can just go to sleep whenever the fuck I want. I can eat whatever I want. I can just do nothing whenever I want. But the longer you live that way, where you have that ultimate freedom, the more you crave and the more you actually just deeply appreciate routine. It feels so odd, but it's like okay, I actually want this now, low key. So that's at least what happened to me over my early to late twenties. Yeah, I feel like having a routine is great. DJ, you have a routine? 
I have a very good routine right now, but um, it got fucked when my uncle came and visited us because I stayed up and I've just been sleeping at 2 a.m. ever since. <laughs> like, Do you go feel like it's... Sorry. No, you're good. Just going to sleep at 2 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I had a routine where I'd, I'd go to bed 10 p.m., wake up 7 a.m. every day, no alarm, meditate in the morning. I stop meditating. <laughs> I sleep at 2 a.m. And I blame my uncle for it, and I can't fix it. What Damn. do you think so difficult about fixing the routine for you? Fixing? The dopamine hits, bro. All the boys are awake at night, and so, like... Okay, 10 p.m., Uber goes live. You're like, oh, I'm going to stay here for a bit, watch watch the bald man play. And then it's somehow 1 a.m. And then you just lose track of time. Yeah, I mean, 2 a.m. is really not that bad. I just, yeah. That's pretty... Still. That's like wannabe degen like you're not you're nowhere close like <laughs> true degen is going to sleep at 11 a.m okay like, yeah just, like it's, sure. it's actually noon out and then you wake up at like you know 7 p.m and you're like what the fuck is going on yeah i've lived that life i've lived like every single hour of life and the best one is wake up at 6 or 7 a.m personally for me i know there's like those crazy psychopath athletic freaks that are like no you got to wake up at three or four a.m to get really start off your day but honestly six or seven six Dude, or seven is great four a.m wake up is kind of just amazing though like even if you're not living an active lifestyle it just feels like you have a head start to the day it feels like unlocking a cheat code it's it's fine but the pro at least for me personally and i know people can do that and if you stick with it long enough it's it works but for me like 4 a.m it's still pitch blackout and it, and now it's still pitch blackout for two and a half hours at 4 a.m so mm -hmm. it feels like i actually kind of woke up too early to the point where i'm going to take a nap later or something yeah. like, and it's like a rewarding nap like i'll like use it as a reward i'll be like yeah i actually did good this morning so now i can reward my, like but 7 a.m i can straight up go the whole day go to sleep at 11 p.m i mean Shit. speaking speaking on routines with 4 a.m i feel like when it's pitch black outside i will make myself breakfast i'll make myself a coffee you know i'll do my bed i'll do my laundry i'll get like a whole bunch of chores done that i feel like i put off naturally so I feel like that's why 4 a.m. works for me because it's pitch black outside and you woke up and like even if you do spend a little bit of time on the computer, um, I don't know. I, it just feels like you haven't wasted the day almost because I feel like if I wake up at 6, like 8 a.m. or something or 6 a.m. and I spend even a little bit of time on the computer just browsing Twitter being horny or something, uh, like I feel like I've wasted a, like, you know, a portion of the day whereas... You know, if I'm waking up at 4 a.m., it doesn't really feel like that. And I feel even okay. waking up at 4 a.m., I'm more inclined to, like, do my chores for some reason. When do you sleep when you wake up at 4? Uh, what's that? It's like 10 or 9? Okay. Anywhere in that range, 8, 9, eight, nine 10, yeah. What What is your preferred hours of sleep for both of you? Like, if you could just get a certain number of hours for sleep a night, what works best? A night? So I like, a, like, 7, 6 hours, and then a nap. At 2 p.m. is what works for me. Like, like how long is a nap? Just two hours? An 30 hour? minutes. No, like 30 oh, minutes shit. and I'm, I'm good, yeah. Damn. I would prefer like seven and a half or nine hours, either of those two. Yeah. 
I actually, yeah, I think I, I think I've always leaned on like the more nine to ten hours. But lately, when you're in a good rhythm, I'm really good with eight, and I actually feel like it's the healthiest option because I, it feels like oversleeping makes you want to nap more. Mm. So eight, eight. I mean, sorry, dude. The doctors are right once again. Like eight hours is just it. I think. I feel like anything would not. Like I wish I could sleep ten hours or eleven or twelve. Like sleep is fucking amazing. But I just feel like there's so many hours of the day that I've wasted in a way, even mm. though they're not wasted, they're spent well because sleep is one of the most like sleep is probably the healthiest thing you can do. Like it counteracts so many issues, so many like health ailments that you can develop later on in life. Oh, like t- sleep is king. Yeah, totally. It's been so good. Like I sleep, I probably on average o- over the past year, like 365 days. If somebody were to track how much I've slept, it's probably like nine and a half hours a day. Or you got that athlete sleep, man. That's good. No, it's really freaking good. It's so good for me because like I, like Sekon was saying, sleep sleep seriously is where you're growing and just <laughs> like repairing everything. And uh, yeah. yeah, I've actually noticed it like it just like in my own physique, it's not like anywhere close to where I want it to be, but like it's shit like the i don't push myself as hard but i get enough sleep so like every little thing i squeeze in it actually like gets implemented in a sense dude is sleeping better than lebron james bro (laughs) multi-trillionaire athlete and he's sleeping better than him that's crazy i'm jealous as hell so did he go to the saudis and get that one trillion dollar deal like what What's going on there? I'm kind of out of the loop. I know my brothers are really into like the sports scene and they kind of tell me little bits here and there, but apparently like the Saudis are trying to take over like all sports just by yeah. giving everybody like a ton of money. I feel like they've just been offering a lot of money to like what is it? Sports wash their their scene. Okay. Like yeah. But um I don't know the specifics because I'm going to be honest, I mostly follow NBA for the memes. And yeah, I haven't really followed many sports as I've in in recent years, I don't know about you, DJ. Do you keep up with it? I watch the NBA for the halftime with Shaq and uh, Chuck. <laughs> and that's the only reason. I that is so valuable. That's yeah. actually like that's pretty cool. I've never actually heard somebody that only watches it for that. That's like watching the Super Bowl them, for the for the commercials. I mean, people actually do that unironically. Yeah. I mean, Shaq, Ernie Johnson, uh, Chuck, and. Uh, why am I forgetting? Is Kenny, those four together on the halftime show? Like, yeah, I can understand why. I, I don't know if you've ever seen any clips, but like Chuck and Shaq really rip into each other, and Ernie just feels like it feels like it should be its own longer length production. Honestly, like they should have their own podcast. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, how have you not yes. broken away from the whole network? Like, why not just go on YouTube like and do your own thing? Where It'd you're be just a so podcast. Good. That's what everyone's done. Like everyone has their own <laughs> podcast now. I feel like I know Ernie and Chuck have their own podcast together, but I feel like uh, it's still missing that you know the the there's something that you can't really speak on when there's all four of them together. Like I can't put words to how they make the production just feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. I think they should definitely. All four of them together should make their own podcast. That'd be fun to watch. They're probably they're probably under good. like a contract that's like, no, we fucking need you. Like you're the only thing that's holding <laughs> us holding us together. So 
we'll pay you. Yeah, I, I remember like amount. there being contract discussions like last summer. So I'm pretty sure they're just getting paid out the ass. And you got to respect it at that point. Like Chuck doesn't even like basketball. He'll actively say, I fucking hate basketball right now. Watch the NHL playoffs instead of the NBA <laughs> playoffs during NBA playoff season. And Chuck used to be like a basketball player himself, like a pretty good one at that, like one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And that is not, that's not a detriment, like him like actively saying he's not even that interested. Because that's like the biggest fear when it comes to OSR's creation is like some people embrace it. Like I know Jimmy, like the the YouTuber, he will kind of actively say, I mean, Eviescape does the same thing. He's like, I fucking hate this game, but I'm still going to do the tournaments and the esports events and all that shit. But it's like, what? Like, it, it's is this a detriment or is this just fine? Like just being fully honest. What about in their case? Do you think it's bad or do you think everyone just appreciates the honesty? I feel, uh, I feel like you know, SRS DJs are going to stop playing because some content creator said it, and I feel like no, no, but they'll you know, stop sports watching, fanatics. But they would stop watching that content creator because there's other ones that are more into it. I guess that. Oh, right. in that sense, yeah. I the, feel like there's like an air of like they're not really being serious because they're clearly playing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched enough Jimmy or Eviescape to comment. DJ, have you? No, but I was gonna say like. When Chuck says that, I'd probably laugh, like the same way I'd laugh when a YouTuber would say it. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's generally the the vibe I'd get. Cause... I feel like this also speaks. Sorry. No, I feel like this just kind of speaks to like DJ as well, which I wanted to get into. Like DJ really lives this life with, like, lives life with this mentality of just fuck being serious about anything. And I wish more people would adopt that. And I feel like that's kind of like, does that, do you get what I'm saying by that? Or by yeah, that? Yeah, or no? yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of the philosophy that Chuck adopts and maybe even Eviescape and Jimmy, where they're just kind of saying shit just to say shit and they're not really serious about anything and they don't think, they don't take it too deep, maybe? No, that's definitely true. That is what I aspire in just my whole existence is to stop giving a fuck and to stop asking why the fuck like any of this is just happening right now like why the hell am i right here on this floating rock like like, i think too deep like why don't i just fucking embrace the fact that i'm just chilling here having a great great time and just not think too deeply yeah like do you think it's do you have like existential crises a lot no is it just not not quite i think i think when i had my whole like psychotic break basically with that mushroom trip that i fucking live streamed i mean mm-hmm. that that definitely like warped my perception for a couple months like it it slowly faded that was like that whole just whoa like i am this is too much basically and uh, you know i'd have like little moments where i'd get like the the ptsd from it and then i would always be thinking like i i i would think too deeply of it and that was just like drug-induced psychosis basically like it wasn't anything serious it was pretty mild but for the most part like i don't really have those existential moments where i'm thinking too deeply unless i'm in a state like that and when i did mushrooms pretty actively like I would think very deeply about stuff, but it was never negative. It was generally a very positive experience for several months. And it was like really introspective and stuff. And so I would think deeply, but then toward the end, it got really negative, like a really, I don't know, bleak view of it. 
So what about yeah. you guys? Like, do you, do you guys think the, okay. So I, before I ask you, I feel like, and I'm not going to put words into his mouth, but Randy, when I talk to him, like he is one of those people that really thinks deeply about life, but he doesn't feel like he can really talk about it because he doesn't feel like anybody else gives a fuck. And most people really don't. Like most people don't give a fuck about talking about why the hell we're here. So you just kind of like go surface level conversation for the most part and just talk about, you know, whatever's going on. Um, But I feel like he and I could have like a really fun, deep conversation because that's something I think both of us really actually do care about. And we do like talking about like the crazy stuff and the mysteries of the universe. But what like what do you guys think about that? Do you ever feel like you can't talk about that stuff because it's like inappropriate? No, I don't. Sorry, nah. go ahead, DJ. Fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's. Uh, kind of forgot what I was gonna say. Well, you go second, and then we'll see if you yeah. think about it. Um, I don't. It's not that I don't feel like I can talk about it. I just feel like when I was younger, I probably questioned it a lot more. I was smoking a lot of pot in high school hmm. and just doing more drugs in general, mostly for, I don't know. It just felt like my mind was freer to, and like it helped me to think about those things in a, in a way. But I also just as a child just naturally thought about them because like I can vividly remember in my mom, in my mom's room, she had like this painting of Jupiter or something. Mm-hmm. And when I was like six, seven years old, I would like just stare at it and think about like, well, you know, I think you know what the planets are at that point, but I would just think about death oddly from staring at that picture and like, where do I go when I die? Right. And like, why am I here? Like weird questions like that. And when you're that young, you don't really have an answer for anything. So I would just get really fucking afraid. Um, but I feel like I've tackled with those issues a lot more when I was younger into like even when I was that young, obviously not knowing what the fuck I'm thinking and talking about and like don't really have coherent thoughts much like I am today, I suppose. But even going into my teens, like I thought about it, but I feel like there came a point in my life when I was in my 20s where I realized just it was an active detriment to me in a way. And it wasn't like this active thought I had. It's more of like me looking back. But I feel like I've just separated my identity, like the time I spend from that a lot. And yeah, so I don't feel like there's anything societally preventing me from talking about that stuff. I just feel like when I do talk about it a lot, it just impacts my mental health in a way where I'm just like very... It's just not worth it. Yeah, almost. I mean, I don't mind talking about death. I actually love talking about death because I feel like, especially in Western culture, death is something that's feared when it shouldn't be. Totally, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really spend much time thinking about it or talking about it, though, personally. But DJ, what were you thinking? Uh, I don't know, but I did have a similar experience as you growing up and thinking about death and fearing it. And I don't know when that stopped, but it just became okay at some point. And uh, some people just don't get over that part. I don't know what it is. Well, I think it's the way you're raised. Like if if you were raised in like just a really fundamentalist religious household, what regardless of it, mainly Western religion, anything like that, like you get pretty scarred. I think like some people can get scarred from the idea of hell, and it's drilled into them. Yeah. And and that whole tactic of just you know, drill, I mean, 
I was talking about this with my sister and my brother-in-law that live here in Eugene now. And like, I go visit them quite often. And, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law were both raised Mormon as well. And like, just, I was just telling him, like, I, I vividly remember when the Mormon, so you grow up Mormon and when you're a child, like you're singing all the great songs about like God is love, blah, blah, blah. It's all love up until the point where you turn like nine. <laughs> and then in class, like I vividly remember the class where they start talking about the degrees of glory in Mormon theology. And you, then they talk about like outer darkness, which is like eternal hell burning. And when you learn that, like, it fucking shakes you. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this just got hella real. <laughs> like, I, I was, like, totally fine, like, loving this, like, whole community program. And then it's like, you learn the deep stuff. And it's funny because, like, I, I watched a documentary on um, the, like, FLDS church, which is just, like, a, a branch of it that took it seriously. Let's say you've heard of Warren Jeffs, right? The guy that went to prison for, like, child rape basically he was the prophet of the flds church i did not hear about that yeah. no there, i've yeah i haven't the, personally no yeah there's a documentary and like their church history also stems off of joseph smith who was like oh. the original founder but at a certain point down the line their prophet like there was the prophet that led what is today the normal mormon church and then there was another prophet that was actually like Joseph Smith's relative, like actual, like is like grandson or something that or something like the bloodline should have went a different way. But the official Mormon church said, no, it's not about bloodline. It's about priesthood authority, whatever. So they branched off and that church was hella fundamental. Like they believed in everything Mormons believe, but they just had a different prophet and that prophet I mean, just totally delusional, schizophrenic, raping children and starting just crazy shit. Anyway, but there's very odd similarities to it all because it's kind of based on the same theology. And uh, anyway, as soon as you start learning the dark stuff, that can really fuck with a kid's mind if they take it seriously. Now, some kids' minds are more like, what the hell is this? I don't really fully believe this. But some people go full on like, yeah, I believe this. Yeah, I feel like uh, we, we talked about this um, a couple weeks ago where it's more of like some people, some people's families, some people's households or just some children themselves have this like, a, like they, they see through these teachings because like I grew up in a religious household as well. I grew up in a Sikh household. But like when you were taught some of these things, you're just like, okay, that just didn't happen. And like you just assume to know that that's just fake news. You know what I mean? Like there's no way that... God had a battle with 500 people in their body became like, I don't remember the exact teachings I was taught, you know, but you know, like in Hinduism, cause my dad believed in a lot of religions. There's like this idea that earth is made out of like bodies from a war or something along those lines. It's like, okay, that obviously didn't happen, but I never really thought about it in the perspective of someone else who like genuinely believed all the teachings and understandably. So they should, right? Like it makes sense that they would because the people around you all seem to think, like, this is true, and this is correct, and this is right. And then you have to, like, deal with the dissonance of going out in reality. And, like, it's almost like, you know, when people talk about Santa, right? It's like, Santa's real, but it's not real. Do you know what I mean? And having that weird dissonance. So, uh, yeah, like, it can obviously be very jarring. And, like, it's, 
learning about a place fucking that's literally like eternal damnation and you suffer like yeah i can't even imagine like yeah completely understandable why like a lot of people fear death for that reason yeah 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 i was listening to a lot of like alan watts for like i don't know just months back kind of like listening to some of his uh stuff and yeah like he was a like philosopher in like the you know 20th century that was just very influential but he brought like eastern philosophy over to like western society and he just really helped illustrate it a lot better and like yeah it's it's entirely different like eastern philosophy has nothing there is no fear about death but in western society it's all fear it's just like <laughs> shit yeah like yeah for me growing up i feel like religiously there was not really a fear of death but societally culturally like within the you know place that i grew up there was definitely a fear of death even like for my mother i feel like my mother really fears this concept of death i talked to her recently about it actually mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like yeah, it's interesting because, like, there is still that bleed over even within Eastern. Like, I would say that, you know, my parents are from India. They were born and raised there. Like, my dad's not really afraid of death, but my mother definitely is. So I feel like religiously and, like, spiritually, and there might not be these influences, but I feel like just because of the, like, cultural or social circles, there is definitely still a fear of death there as well. So mm. I don't know about you, DJ. Like, is fear of death a big thing in your family or no? Do you remember uh... talking about that growing up at all or no? I'd say my mom and dad do fear death a lot because they're like, they're not very religious, but just culturally, like you said, like growing up, spending four years around people uh, that believe in the same thing, I guess, just kind of sticks with you. Uh, I moved a lot growing up, so like I moved four countries, and I think just because of that, like changing who you deal with every time kind of made me different. Are you saying Man. you're built different? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I am, but still. <laughs> like whenever uh, you think of death, like what's your first thought that comes to mind? Well, now because uh, when I did shrooms, I thought I was dead. Now I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like it just passes like i'm okay with it kind of. um, like what do you mean you thought you were dead so the first time i did shrooms oh, oh this is self-snitching damn uh what you were on the job is that what you're gonna say you might you don't, you, on the job. Yeah, you, you don't need to incriminate yourself just just tell the I, I was in my, i was in my own place but um my brother was on his computer playing runescape and we shared a room so i was blasted off my mind on shrooms and i didn't tell anyone that i took them so i was just laying <laughs> in my bed and he has a super loud like red switches <laughs> it's like and it was just fucking yeah. with me the whole time and then I closed my eyes and I just fell asleep. And it was just so relaxing that I thought I was dead. Um, and then I woke up to more like keyboard clicking. And, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I don't know. So does like, that experience uh, basically make you feel like that's how death's going to be? Yeah, just pretty gonna, much. You're just going like, to slip and just like, oh, whatever. Like whatever <laughs> happens, happens. <laughs> exactly. Like just, I think it'll just be... I don't know. Nothingness. 
Oh, like that's just kind of was like just this eternal state of relaxation, almost where Exa- like yeah. you're so relaxed, you exist, like you just don't exist, and it's pretty much. Yeah, I feel like life is just endless suffering, and I don't mean that in like a pessimistic "I hate life" you know Mm-mm. way, but I just feel like just when I conceptualize what life is and like what I'm doing on this fucking rock or whatever, it's just. I deal with a problem and I move on to the next problem. And I feel like when I get depressed or when I have issues is when I don't have enough problems almost. But like conversely, I feel like if I have too many problems, I get too anxious. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like, you know, what, what is having a goal? I feel like having a goal or having some sort of motivation is the ability to deal with a problem, to deal with a task. So like, that's what I mean when I say like life is just problems and yeah, I don't feel like problems like a negative thing necessarily either, but yeah, I feel no, like it for, is endless suffering yeah. for sure. Like it, it definitely is. Um, it's weird though because like you wouldn't you wouldn't argue that, or would you argue that somebody that grew up in a third world country that's actually like you know just actually going through misery, do you think that they have more suffering than somebody that's growing up in a really comfortable? you know, middle class area in the United States, like current century. I feel like suffering is all about your perspective. And what I mean by that is like the hedonic treadmill. Like, um, it's easy for me to sit here and also say all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, okay, let's say I imagine life 500 years ago when just generally speaking, everyone had a lower quality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't know of what was better. So, like, how could you really compare at that point? But even, like, with the hedonic treadmill, like, let's say you grew up poor, very poor, right? And then you became upper middle class or even, like, a one percenter somehow. Mm-hmm. And then you slip back and you become middle class. Like, you're still very well off in the sense that you're comfortable with everything. Like, let's just say you become upper middle class. It can be argued that you're suffering more because of the dip that you've had from being, you know, a one percenter to becoming something less. Yeah. like you know upper middle class then you were just because like from you just ascended like you had this constant um experience of just your life trending upwards almost like it started off from a very guttural raw tough place um and also just speaking about suffering as well like when you're born into a situation like i feel like you normalize a lot of it do you know what i mean Oh, yeah. hundred. I mean, you can't not normalize. That is normal. Like, that is absolutely your normal. You know nothing yeah. else. Yeah, but I feel like it's hard to really compare that situation well, as well I, because I it's guess, different kinds of suffering. So did you ever hear that Yanmi Park um, episode on, like, Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman? She was the girl that escaped from North Korea, and she had, like, a absolutely, like, horrific experience there. But she thought it was normal life to just see a kid on the road with vultures eating his innards like still half alive like and she she just looks at it and she's like oh that's like a normal day you know people are just starved and just dying on the streets yeah like that kind of shit but she finds it totally normal and then you know you escape north korea and you go to like civilized society in the united states you're like what the fuck like this is actually like i had zero clue life could be this much better so i guess and I don't know the answer to this, but I would argue that like your life is better if you don't have like that insane suffering that even if you don't know it's really suffering, like it would be like almost objectively just 
better. Like uh, at least um, your well-being is better objectively in a state, you know, in wealthy United States rather than being starved and I, malnourished I, in North Korea. I wouldn't disagree at all with that, right? Like it's just objectively better. Yeah. But then I also just think about, I guess more of what I'm talking about is how do you actually feel in the moment though, right? Like it's easy for me to objectively look at those two people and be like, obviously, you know, the situation that this other person is enduring is that they're just in a better state, right? Like yeah. they're healthier, they have more opportunity, they have all these more things. But like just the idea of perception of struggle, I feel like is such a key integral part of it. But yeah, objectively speaking, like it's just easy to look at that situation and be like, I would rather be suffering with first world problems than, com you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you just can't make that comparison. So, yeah. so, so do you think like in the future, like let's just imagine like we somehow come together as a global society in the next thousand years, understand our differences. We just have solved poverty, everything, everything's like hella good. As good as you can imagine it, at least, which I'm not going to try to like say my view of what would that, what, whatever you could imagine would be a very great state of the earth and state of humanity and state of just animals in general's well being. Like, do you think we would still be at the same point where it, at the end of the day, it's still suffering? Like, 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 do you think no matter how good we could be off, there would still be that suffering? What makes anything good? It's that you suffered before. There were need to be suffering. IMO. I don't know. But, DJ, but, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, okay. Okay, well, sorry. Let's, let's hear Let's hear Comboy's yeah. take on it, and then I'll share mine. I think that you need to see what's bad to see what's good, right? But, like, Seki, you, you were saying, or or the other way around, like, you were born to a very wealthy family, and then you lose it all yeah so i i know i don't know if you want to share this or if you shared this no before, i don't care but... yeah i've talked about everything yeah okay so like how did that feel for you when, when your family lost everything um yeah so it was weird right like i grew up pretty well off yeah. like upper middle class and then we were really high up there i'm not gonna state anything more but we were getting there right and then overnight, because of 2008, because of like um, a lack of understanding of like diversification of assets, like you literally lose everything. Like imagine going from, I don't even know, like I was like, you know, I don't really have to worry about much. Like my parents, I, I want to say, did the best that they could in terms of teaching me the value of money. Like they wouldn't just buy me anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I remember <laughs> when I was growing up, like I wanted to get a PSP or something. And my mom, like we could have easily afforded it a million times over, but she's like, no. You have to earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I remember going to my aunt while she was over and like being like, my mom will buy me a PSP, will you? And then my aunt was like, of course I got you. And then my mom like stepped in and like, but yeah, like what I'm just trying to say is like they did, I want to say, teach me a little bit about uh -huh. things. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. I would just grew up in a great situation. And then in 2008, losing everything, it was a great wake up call. Um, I feel like through that struggle of literally going from, you know, money is not really something that I think about to like, I'm driving in a car right now, like this car, like, you know, there's no place that we can call home. Like, I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight, like into that situation. I mean, obviously my parents just knew a lot of people because of, I don't know, I feel like society is less about um, just being capable 
in a sense, it's more just about who you know. So we knew a lot of people. And in, in that sense, like we were taken care of. Do you know what I mean? Like we were yeah. given more opportunities just because of the networking my parents had done to get to that point. But um, still as a child, like there were people who left my life. Like I grew up with a nanny and she was no longer a part of it. Um, uh, just like having like a lack of stability of like, where am I sleeping? And then like getting a job while I was pretty young. I mean, my dad went into alcoholism and my mom, like she didn't go back to India to, like, cause we had a business in India that my mom would take care of. That was no longer a thing. So it was pretty much just my parents are at home and then the children were working to try and pay off a mortgage that was like under my sister's name. So like, yeah, like speaking on the struggle of that, like, I don't really feel like it was a struggle. Like, I don't know how to say it. You know what I mean? Like I can, like I was too young, I feel, um, to really understand the gravity of what happened, but I normalized it. Right. Like, just like I normalized anything that else has happened in my life. Like, I don't know how much I can get into it, but yeah, like, I feel like I've talked a lot about it with my therapist and it's just like, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life. Like a lot of like, you know, physical altercations, uh, just stuff that you see growing up that like a child doesn't normally just see. And it is weird for a child to experience all these things. But to me, it just felt normal. Like, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like if I was older and I lost everything, it'd be a different type of suffering. Right. Because I feel like the responsibility necessarily wasn't on me. Like I still had older sisters who helped take care of the situation. Like I can say, you know, I got my insurance license and I started working at a younger age and things of that. But like, Still, I don't feel like I felt the full burden of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ramble made any sense. No, that so. did, that that did to me at least. Okay. Yeah, it's just interesting because you think of like societal progress. You know how much like it. I I think about this like you know every probably as much as I go existential mode where I think about like really stuff. But I just I think how incredible it is to have been born into a world that has literally been here for so goddamn long (laughs) and we've gotten to a point where you're just born into a system like you're just born into a literal society where nobody lives for really more than 100 years like that is just impressive i don't know there's something impressive about humanity that we've actually come this far does it make you fear like do you have a sense of fear of how insignificant um, the time that you spend on earth is, or do you feel like it is significant? I feel like there was, that was loaded in a way. Do you feel like it's significant or not? And if so, do you feel a certain way about it? The, the, the more I've like lived and like, especially like this past like two years, probably the more I'm like, dude, like you can make it as significant as you fucking want. Like there, that movie, um, Scott Ridley's Napoleon's coming out in like a little bit. And it's just the whole story about Napoleon. Like, just mm-hmm. that is like one of those like that that was a real person napoleon that fucking just took his life hella seriously or not seriously you could argue both but just ma- it made his life like i'm gonna be fucking significant like i'm gonna be a baller like i'm just gonna like do whatever the fuck i want and be powerful and just <laughs> it's crazy that like he's still just a human just like any of us and you can really choose to make a huge impact in the world if you want to but you can choose to also just not leave an impact whatsoever it's kind of just up to you and now obviously everyone's just thrown a circumstance that wasn't their choice but i don't know do you feel like regardless of what impact you make though that does it really matter in the grand scheme of things like well it well in the grand scheme of things like it just you could say 
Like, I don't care about humanity. I don't care about anything. But, like, that is up to you. Like, you you decide. Like, do is in the grand scheme of things your children's 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 happiness and well-being like is that important to you or do you No, think- i'm just talking more in the sense of like regards of what we do as human beings like yeah like it w- will anything well there is no cosmic really I, I don't i don't think there is any cosmic meaning to it all but like okay. because you're a human like you can say there is meaning like there would be direct meaning right now for my life to be good and me to find, you know, wealth, prosperity, love, all that stuff, you know, family. And I could just say, like, I can see, I can, like, empathize with my own child and his child's child and whatever, having a good life. So if I were to leave a positive impact here, even though in the grand cosmic scale of things, it doesn't matter, at least for them, it will be a better world. Like, it will be a more enjoyable experience so i think you can like get meaning from that if you choose to so like i feel like that's like a motivating factor for you to like is that something you like uh, i don't know constantly think about as a as a meaning for your life you know like leaving it a better place than you found it almost i think almost like intuitively this, this is the really strange thing like sometimes i wonder like is it because of my religious upbringing that i care about like like I'm not nihilistic in a sense like I actually have this deep unconscious that wants me to do good almost as if there was a god to please you know like mm-hmm. like do I I seriously do wonder about sometimes like if unconsciously or like subconsciously I'm thinking I want to do this just in case almost but I won't admit it to my waking self cuz I'm pretty I'm I'm agnostic but like I lean like it's not like I lean atheist like as in like I I don't believe in God it's just like there's no real evidence for it other than like just consciousness itself which I would argue like I would say almost there's more of a probability that there is a God or there is some sort of creator just based on the fact that we're conscious I feel like what are your thoughts on pantheism what is that are, are you saying panpsychism like the no like being a pantheist is that like multiple, like everything's a god, or like, or panpsychism uh, where everything's conscious? Uh, pantheism is a. Here. I'm just gonna Google it, man. Yeah, yeah, do <laughs> do that. Uh, a doctrine which identifies God with the universe or regards the universe as a manifestation of God, like pretty much what I've understood pantheism to be is just like this idea that nature is almost God, like the the laws of nature, what defines, you know, the way that our universe works is God in and of itself. But maybe that's just like a misunderstanding, I suppose. No, I think that's right. Like, I think, at least in my head, I just wonder, like, if I was God, what the hell would I want to do for eternity? Like, what the hell am I doing? And the one thing I would want to do is forget I'm God. Like, that would be the only thing that would be exciting and that would be thrilling. And I'd want to have the mundane, like, experience where I don't know what the fuck is going on and I'm suffering. And, like, I would want that. Like, I would actually crave it because you're just having cosmic sex with stars, basically, for eternity. You're like, I'm fucking bored. So the fact that there's any existence whatsoever almost speaks to, like, there being a god. Not that, that That's not, like... A theistic thing like the christian god or anything but just everything would be god in a sense because if god's omnipresent om- omniscient whatever then he 
or he or she or it has to be everything. So in a sense, I almost lean that way. Mm -hmm. And then I think sometimes maybe the only true enjoyment without being like just depressed as hell as God (laughs) is to literally just keep reincarnating into something else because it's like you realize like this is actually the only joy I can get is like having absolutely forgotten that I'm a God and just create realities and just live them basically for fun. I mean, I, like a video game for God. Yeah, kind of. What type of religious beliefs do you have coming? I grew up Muslim, but I am agnostic as well. Didn't you also grow up with like Christian influences? Yeah. Uh, do you feel like any of those like religion shaped you in any which way or no? So by fifth grade, I was kind of questioning most of my surroundings. Um, and then during high school, I was telling my mom about it. And she's like, oh, go repent. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it never changed. No one, no one brought me back. So I was just chilling. Um, I don't know. So I was just I was kind of lost since fifth grade. And when I had the courage to, to talk about it with someone, uh, it wasn't convincing enough. So, yeah, I, I just stayed in my ways. Do you, so, like, would you say overall when you started, like, dissenting, almost your family was tolerable enough of it? Like, did they force you to, you know? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Was there, like... Were they mostly just personally in denial, or did they like force my you to attend anything? My mom is in denial to this day, bro. Um, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, baby. But yeah, no, cummy, like... my, my little cummy is still religious. It's just like, oh, God will save him. God will save him. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like all religion really is for like at least older people is like this idea that god is love and we're all gonna make it at the end of the day like it's just everything's gonna be okay and i'm like bruh that's not what the fucking book's telling you like that like you're 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 just making up your own shit in your mind now and that's what everyone does though like everyone creates their own idea of what their religion is in their mind and you know, you can preach the good stuff as much as you want, like all the all the great yeah. verses. But what about the fucking like burn in hell forever? Like, is that just irrelevant now? Like, are we just gonna like cognitive cognitively dissonant, dissonant? Or what am I trying to say? How do I, I use like, that? Just in ignore, word? like yeah, like just uh, actively like just use cognitive yeah. dissonance to just ignore. Yeah, just completely forget that that was ever taught because that's what I seem to here that's the thing i feel that, like people are selective but yeah sorry come in no that's the thing that puts me away from like uh following religion is just using fear and i just don't agree with that so that's what just like triggered it at first for me i don't know like how do you how did you change your views growing up me or when did you start questioning it well uh, i'm curious both, what Sa- I guess. yeah Seder, how what what happened with you yeah. Oh, my, well, I was on my I was on my two year mission, and I just remember 
Like you're literally in there for two years, just teaching people and reading up and stuff. And like you eventually start kind of, cause keep in mind, like I left when I like just had turned 18 and I was there for two years. So like I, I didn't leave until I was after 20. And by the time I was like late 19, like early 20, like I'm just thinking to myself a lot of things. I'm like, bruh, like I would just start questioning a lot of the shit I'm teaching and like certain aspects of the church that I'm like, what? Like this makes no sense, but you kind of just ignore it because Mm -hmm. you've already dedicated. And this is, I guess just to branch off just briefly, it's like the idea of being a missionary for any sort of religious or ideology or any sort of thing like that is it's not to convert people. It's so that that ideology or that religion has now converted you because now you've sacrificed a bunch of your own time. And on top of that, when the religion says that everyone is deceived in a sense, then whenever you try to teach somebody and they reject it, it's just more and more confirmation to yourself that, oh, like this is the truth. Cause they said that everyone would reject us basically. Like we're like, we're basically Jesus incarnate. Like we're just like going around trying to teach and everyone's like stoning us, you know, verbally. Like, so you get that idea in your head and like that, and then it fully converts a bunch of missionaries, like a bunch of young people that sacrifice all this time. And like the last thing you want to do is admit that you wasted your time. Like that would be just a huge embarrassment. Like you don't, Mm. you you don't want to go home and admit to yourself or admit to others that, oh yeah, like I kind of just was deceived. (laughs) Like, so Uh, people just double down and it's like, okay, I'll, I feel like that. What you just said there is something that I've like thought about a lot in terms of just like, you know, we grew up, regardless of anything we have a belief about something but we're so deep into it we know it's wrong at a certain point you know it's wrong but when you're so deep into it your ego takes over almost and you reject the idea that you can be wrong you know like you just don't want it to be wrong you don't want to have spent so much time investing into some sort of ideology be a religious non-religious and then um yeah you just like refuse to uh like acknowledge that you could be wrong. And and the thing is, is like, it doesn't make your life worse, especially like if you come back, you still realize there's millions of Mormons around and there's still a bunch of churches, a bunch of communities. So you can almost just embrace the deception, like kind of like, oh, like, or you can kind of almost use that cognitive dissonance to be like, just ignore it sort of in a sense where it's like, oh, everything's fine. You know, you just, I'm still going to live exactly how it is. And for the most part, my life's good. Maybe in the late hours when I wake up at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Then I question stuff. But for the most part, in daily waking life, I'm good. And my life is no worse. In fact, like, the more you deep dive into philosophy and all this stuff, the more you realize, like, like, bro, everything's just a conundrum. Like, there's really no sense to be made of the universe anyway so you're really just going to run around in circles unless you just choose a course and just live your life so i i don't really blame people at all and this is not really like a roast on religion in general because i just feel like every single thing is in a sense kind of like a religion like any ideology like just the idea that like you know liberalism or something is like the way it should be it's like every everything is just an ideology at the end of the day and there's nothing like inherently true or objective about 
anything. You just have to choose what works for you. And But I personally think that dogmatic views are actually, in essence, harmful generally, like long-term. So if you're going to be dogmatic about stuff, it's never going to lead to a peaceful transaction down the line. Like there's event, it's eventually going to end in violence if you choose to be dogmatic about certain views. So I, I feel like the best way to live is to always be open-minded and to just be rational. Yeah. And some people just take it too far. Like, I don't know, maybe caring too much about something, but also taking themselves too seriously about others not agreeing. I don't know. Like that just reinforces the dogma. Um, I think you take creatine? Yeah, I was going to say, I started thinking creatine. Yeah, that will do it, 100%. <laughs> oh, creatine is great. I take it daily now, five milligrams. Or oh, five, five grams, yeah? five grams. Yeah? Um, how long have you, did you do a load phase or did you just start taking it? Yeah, I took, I did a load phase in like March. I did like 20 the day one and then I did like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And then I just started on five for the rest. Yeah, I mean, it's like the only proven supplement, isn't it, pretty much? And then on top of that, like... Well, it's safe, you know. too. Yeah, I mean, the only side effect is you become uber so... <laughs> potentially, potentially. Is it actually? Effect. Oh, no. Yeah, what you, do you mean? I like, mean, you bald or... Yeah, I think that... that, that I, I'm Way back when I used to research the fuck out of this stuff, I remember that being, like, a known side effect. But the thing is, like, I was already balding, so, like... I don't w. care, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, shout out to minoxidil. I've been using minoxidil for about 15 months now. Is that that? Like Uber is talking about it. It's like some medication that people take when they no, start experiencing balding. No, no. that yeah. That's finasteride. Finasteride is the, the pill you can take. Okay. Technically, technically, you can also take a pill of minoxidil, but it's not FDA approved. But oh, okay. minoxidil is just Rogaine, just that foam you put on your head. Oh, okay. Does it actually work? Yeah, it's not like amazing. It's not like crazy effective, but what it does is it just um, uh, speeds up the growth production of your hair. And so it's not actually fixing your hair. It's just maintaining what you already have and making it just a little bit more dense. But the other problem is it doesn't really work for your hairline. It's mainly for the crown of your head. Like uh, it's just thickening. Like if you're if you have that like... Uh... Yeah, old man, old man hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That crown, like that monk's yeah. crown, like that would really help there. That there have been, and this is back when I was like studying it a lot, because like when you first realize you're going bald, it's fucking world shattering. Like it's the worst. It is the fucking worst for most men that <laughs> like just full on realize what's happening to them. It is depressing as shit especially when you like just haven't even thought about it for years and then yeah. you just notice it so for me it was depressing as shit for about two weeks me like fully just acknowledging the fact that i'm balding and i'm gonna be like my uncles and but so i remember looking up some videos and like there was a dude that was taking 10 milligram fucking minoxidil tablets which already is not fda approved to even take one milligram ones and yeah. this dude was taking 10 milligrams, which can lead to like heart palpitations and like just real bad heart problems, basically, um, as a side effect. Like it's not guaranteed, but there's yeah. tons of studies on that. The dude had before and after photos and that pill like goes full on in your bloodstream everywhere. And he was turning into a fucking wolf, like 
<laughs> literally like he was balding like bad and he became he had like a mane at the end and his hair his arms were like forests of hair it was crazy i'm like that's dangerous as shit but i mean yo damn. some girls are into that oh you know? yeah hell yeah if you're if you're like just a hairy motherfucker there's something just evolutionary about that like damn you are ripe uh, unironically, like I growing up, I used to hate how hairy I was. Mm-hmm. Like I actively, like I remember I got hairy knuckles when I was really young, and I shaved them because I was like embarrassed for some reason. Mm. You know, like you're a kid, you're gonna get ridiculed in school yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But holy fuck, does that shit pull for some reason? Like I never really realized it until recently. But just being a hairy ass dude, like so many girls just want to fucking put their hands in my chest here and pull for some reason. And I'm just like, damn, like I never knew this was like that big. You know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. a thing. Yeah. I have, I have hair in the worst spots. Like, and I don't have hair in the best spots now. Uh, but like my, my, <laughs> I have a pretty, I have a decently hairy chest, but it's so blonde. It's like really hard to see. So I just shave it because it's not like full enough to yeah. even be like anything. And, um, but my upper back gets hella hairy. And I that is the spot I don't want it. Like, I don't like back you, hair. Yeah, I epilate or wax mine. Would you ever consider doing that? Yeah, no, I, I just shave it. Like, I just go with my beard That's trimmer, fair. like, down. and I just, yeah, yeah. But it's so blonde. Wait, would you take the monoxidal tablets for this or what? No, no, no. I don't. I've <laughs> oh, I, I, couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if you were trolling or not. Yeah, I would never. I trolling? would personally never take minoxidil tablets they're dangerous well bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude you could have girls pulling on your chest here though you know no it's just like i i value my own heart and like my internal organs more than my appearance Mm. i there probably was a time where i didn't care as much but definitely nowadays (laughs) i do like most young people don't give a fuck like when they hear about like heart attacks and stuff like bro that's for like 50 year olds like that's not gonna affect me nowadays dude i take my health fucking seriously and i'm probably gonna take it even more seriously in five years like just my, the older i get my girlfriend works at a hospital and she will actively tell me how common health issues are even for people in their 20s like heart problems like so yeah you know, oh bro sh- yeah no i had a, a relative die at 30 from a heart attack jesus like, uh, two months ago yeah i was like that one shook me. That death, because I'm I'm used to like old people dying, right? But like when someone almost close to my age dies, it's just different. And then you realize you're thirty. I'm then, I'm not thirty, but, but yeah. But you know, but you know what I mean. Like I'm not thirty yet either. But like you realize, yeah. like you're basically yeah, in that yeah, zone. yeah. And then all of a sudden we're gonna be forty, and we're like, oh fuck! Like everyone's you feel, dropping now. Did you feel invincible when you were younger, Kami? I still do, bro. Like. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're telling me about these escapades where you're going over to a girl's house that you met on Tinder and you might die and you, you know, if you don't text me back in two hours to call the cops, like, yeah, I'm thinking you're thinking you're invincible. You know what I mean? No, sometimes it it fades away. But, like, (laughs) I don't know. You're going 90 on the highway. I stopped doing that personally because you go more. But um, What do you mean I go more? I don't know, bro. What, what's up with the BRZ? Nothing. Continue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every young person speeds hella. Like, I used to go, yeah. like, just from working back. Like, I used to work at a Target distribution center that was, like, an hour away. 
I would I would get done with my shift at 5 a.m. and I'd have to drive back and it is a straight shot down the I-5. Like I'm talking, there is not a single curve in the road for like 50 miles straight. You have to send 50 miles. And I'm I'm literally going 105, like just down. And <laughs> I, I like you can see if cops are coming, like you know, like just yeah. you're good. See, and that's cool, but like it's have you got cool. enchant? Like, have you got enchant on the road? Have I what? Or a chanced, chanced Oh, chance. Uh, Uber, Uber. I've I've almost I've almost hit a biker when I was 16 years old. And that shook me. It it, yeah. it those Whenever, close calls are like okay, fuck. I gotta calm down. Whenever I see a motorcycle on the road, I go. I become the most like. If there's one case that I will never fuck around is if I see someone on a bicycle or a motorcycle because. Like, I already drive a small car, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I drive a BRZ, a 2023 or whatever, and that's tiny. Like, you know, everyone's in an SUV. Everyone's in fucking tanks where I'm in this yeah. tiny-ass car, like, literally one of the lightest production vehicles you can buy in the modern day. Yeah? But, like, I can only imagine how, like, I don't know. Like, the, I don't want to kill anyone. You know what I mean? That's not why I'm here. Yep. And just they're definitely some of the most vulnerable people, like pedestrians, um, cyclists and motorcycles like if i'm on the highway i see a motorcycle i do not fuck around like i will pull over to the right lane i will become the most law-abiding citizen you've probably ever met there's just like it's like this respect i have for them in a way as well because yeah i don't know that's definitely a situation that i fear like messing up and yeah 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 Yeah, nowadays i do not speed um i actually go this speed limit and it's actually like very um it's calmed my anxiety as well. Like I used to get anxiety if I wasn't going like at least 15 over. Like I, I felt like I was just going slow. Like I, I felt like I could get to my destination faster if I just push every extra mile per hour. Like let's just go a little bit faster. And that would actually like give me anxiety of like thinking how much faster I could get to my place. And nowadays I'm like, bro, whatever the speed limit is, I'm just going to go it. Like I, I don't even care anymore. I'm an old man. For me, I've never cared about getting to my destination faster. For me, it's just been enjoying the drive, right? So yeah. it's not like I'm speeding to speed and I think it's cool or I'm speeding to like see what new PB I can hit. I just kind of drive at whatever speed I feel like is appropriate for the road. And I feel like that's kind of a North American failure in the sense of just how infrastructure has been des- designed. Like the creation and this idea of stroads, like these are roads where pedestrians can walk on the side of the road, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like they literally have these like curbs built for them, like sidewalks. But yet, like, the speed limit is 50. But when you look at the engineering, like, the design of it, from, like, for a human perspective, like, when you're driving on that road, you naturally just feel that it's a a road you can go, like, 100 on. And I'm talking KPH, not, like, miles per hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's just, like, engineering failures within North America because they're designing these roads that drivers naturally feel that they can drive at higher, higher speeds at, but they're not suited for that because you have dangerous like environments for other people created be it pedestrians cyclists on the side of the road whatever right mm-hmm. so yeah i i feel like i also just have a big disagreement with the way like policing works in terms of speed limits like it's not about safety it's just about creating revenue and yeah yeah no that's fair i remember so, going to mexico a few times and like the dude everyone just does whatever they want but everyone's on the defensive and like you see a red light doesn't fucking matter you just go like you just watch out and somehow it works there's very few wrecks damn ted kaczynski would be proud of mexicans 
I was visiting Jordan like last month and the same thing fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's really only the United States where people drive <laughs> and they'll sit at a red light when it's very clear. Like there is no cameras, no cars anywhere. And you'll still just be obedient. You'll be like, yep, I'm just going to stand. I'm just going to sit here. I like that more, though. Me, <laughs> no, me too. And it's it's actually like it makes you feel safer. Uh, but everywhere else, you just fucking do whatever you want and just watch out. I'm an anarchist at core, so I kind of hate it. But I understand the appeal. I'm not going to deny that it, you know, there's oh, an yeah. appeal to it. No, yeah. no, straight up. It's, it's just like the FDA. I mean, I I appreciate the FDA because of like mass consumerism and I can just like go on Amazon, just order whatever the fuck I want and just have this in the back of my mind, knowing that most food I'm ordering is going to be safe and pre like checked by like people that (laughs) are deciding for my own well-being, like the health, you know, just this is not going to be poison and I can Mm -hmm. sue somebody if it is like that. I kind of like that in a sense, but at a deeper level there, you know, I'm kind. I have that anarchist view of like, well, you know, you could just have local FDA's sort of that you choose to, you know, pay for your own safety. And but, I don't know. I'm a fan of the FDA. I don't know much about them, but like overall, I will say that they're. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to turn this too political, you know, because like I feel like too many people take that shit. Like I don't even want to make a comment on it. Okay, Cumby, you have anything to say? <laughs> FDA? Yeah, I guess. I don't know about anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I don't fuck with government. Do you, uh, do you, you don't really speed at all, do you? I stopped after getting chanced, uh, like twice with like commercial trucks. That shit's scary. So I just drive like 60, 65, and I'm good. Um, I feel like the issue with driving in general and safety is very little to do with speed. I feel like there's roads designed for certain speeds. That's just natural. I feel like sometimes it can be a detriment when you have something like, let's say you have a road that's designed to be driven at like 120 kilometers per hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's limited to 50. I feel like you're naturally just going to have drivers who drive like it's just human nature to like drive what the road is designed for almost. You know what I mean? What naturally. And then you'll have people who will be religiously looking at those signs and being like, I refuse, like I'm only going 50. And then you're going to have the situation where someone's driving what the road's naturally been designed to do and someone who's like, fuck that, I'm only going 50. And then you have the situation where you'll have like vigilanteism almost on the road where these motherfuckers who are driving 50 are going to take up both sides of the lane and then actively block people who are trying to go faster when they're just like escalating the situation and creating it into something that's like worse. That's terrible. No, it's it's uh, really fucked up when people purposely try to be vigilantes and go to the fast yeah. lanes. Like, dude, don't like you're literally causing more of a hazard and you're gonna make them speed more because now you're fucking slowing them down. Like, if you want to obey the speed limit, go to the very slowest lane and be safe. Yeah. Like that is your safest option. Don't yeah, like you said, don't try to be a vigilante. If people are going fast, like just allow them to go fucking fast. Like, just. I had a situation where my girlfriend was having, like, an ex-girlfriend was having, like, an anaphylactic reaction, and I had to get to the hospital. Yeah? Yeah. And so I'm speeding, right? And I have my emergencies on as well mm-hmm. because, like, I want people to know, like, I'm not just fucking around and speeding for fun. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. And then this person gets in front of me. Oh, my and- God. And like I try to go around them and then they turn into my lane and I try to go to the other lane and they turn into my lane. And so like we both slowed down 
And I turned down my windows and I'm like, hey, guess what? My girlfriend's having an anaphylactic reaction and you might be responsible for her dying. And the dude just like refused to acknowledge it and we just kept like going on an ego trip. It was Jesus the weirdest like fucking Christ. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like They're... I just don't get that shit. It's just like you don't know the full scope of the situation. And then on top of that, you're actively like making it more dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. When the yeah. when the essence of it is to reduce accidents and just be safer on the road, like don't fucking pull that shit. Like you're actually now now it's all about what you think is right. It's all about ego. It's like I'm I'm gonna control you basically. Like Jesus. Yeah. How like I was wondering the other day, like how much. I don't know about other states, but Atlanta gets, like, a road accident at least six times a day on that, like, 75, 85, whatever. Um, but, like, the Autobahn doesn't have that many, I don't think. Yeah, no, the Autobahn, Autobahn ban. Yeah. From what I remember, I mean, I don't know exact statistics. We could look it up. What's that guy's name on the Joe Rogan cast? Who's like, yo, Jimmy, pull that up. What is his name? Jamie? Ja yo, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> nah. Um, yo, Jamie, find that video of that bear that takes on the autobahn no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no from what i remember of it though like there are less accidents but when an accident does happen it's much more severe yeah, for sure yeah um i just feel like as an overall like one of the most important rules of the road in my opinion is if you're not going fast move the fuck over just yeah. stay in the right lane yeah. like, i agree yeah Totally. I drive right lane, old man. I don't care when I get to my destinations. Do your shit on the fast lane. Like, also, people who drive fast, if you're tailgating, you're making it worse. Like, stop. Just yeah, why are you true. tailgating? Yeah. That's yeah. True. And it's dangerous as shit. <laughs> like, bruh, if you are literally a half second away from slamming into this dude, if he needs to put on his brakes for something, yeah. like, you're going to get fucked up. Like, and you're going to cause a huge accident. But people don't realize it because people will go years. Some people go lifetimes without being in an accident, which is, mm -hmm. you know, that's nice. But when you're never in an accident, you don't take the road seriously. <laughs> you get into a fucking accident or get hella close. And you're like, okay, this is actually real life. Like, this is not me in a goddamn simulator. Like, I could get fucked up. And I could I could go to prison like if I'm speeding and I kill somebody like holy shit like this is not to this is nothing to take lightly. I will I will say all this shit though, and I will still say there's this guy named like Where's Nine Eight One and like Brick Fifty, and there are these people who like post on YouTube by the way, and they run fake plates on their cars, yeah, and they're all based in New York slash New Jersey, and they post videos of them like just outrunning cops in the middle of New York City, like downtown New York, and they are obeying no traffic laws. And they'll do donuts in the middle of New York City. They'll do donuts fucking anywhere. They'll be like a cop pulling someone over, right? At like a gas station, and they'll go up to the cop, do donuts to get them to chase them instead of the person they're pulling over. Holy and like, fuck. I'll like romanticize these videos in a weird way, but I'll still actively hate like a lot of the behavior. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's just like, like it's, there's this weird dissonance because it's like content, yeah. but it's just like oh, that's 100%. actually really happening. You that's, know what I mean? That is it's yes, I, I will concede that. It's like it is hella content, don't get me wrong, but it's so fucking dangerous. 
oh, to yeah. just be like actually speeding yeah. around like people that are just trying to get to their destination safely. <laughs> like, like these people are in da- like New York downtown oh going God. on the opposite lane of travel at times going like a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Like that is recipe for disaster. Yeah. Beyond disaster. I'm surprised that they haven't fucked up and they've been doing it for years. Yep. No, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I love those, um, like, longboarding videos of people going down, like, a fucking road, a super windy road, like, in some, you know, European country side. Mm-hmm. And just, like, they're just on, like, a cliff, basically. But they're just going so goddamn fast. And they're just cars. Like, it's, like, I don't know. It's, I guess that's not on, like, that the same thing. shit gives me like, anxiety. Oh, it's, it's, but it's, it's such content. Like, it's yeah. goddamn content. But it's just, like, dude, you're going to... If you get hit by a car, like you're the one that's getting splattered, but you've now caused like permanent PTSD to this guy that killed you. Like, wait, what? What? Are, what are your thoughts on bungee jumping or skydiving? Bro, did you ever see that video? I th- it was like the it was one of the Red Bull videos on YouTube, where like Red Bull has those like extreme sports and stuff. They were out somewhere on these like huge cliffs, and they just had ropes attached to like this like side of the cliff. And all of them are kind of just like, they have their parachutes and all, but they're just mm. kind of free climbing. And then they would go on the ropes into the middle of the thing. And I'm like, bro, that takes hella ball. Like that, you have to have a completely different brain chemistry to be able to just sit on a cliff with a parachute and nothing else and just like chill and look down, you know, 500 feet to your fucking death. Like, Oh my god! Do you like adrenaline rushes, Cummy? Fuck yeah! But I wouldn't bungee jump. I might skydive, but I wouldn't bungee jump. Yeah, I feel like bungee jumping just <laughs> inherently. There's like less regulation. It is just more unsafe. I've heard of people dying from bungee jumping. Just, yeah, yeah. Like skydiving. Oh, like, whiplash from like bungee jumping. I, just, yeah. I can just imagine. Uh, whenever I see people jump, I'm like, dude, I can't even imagine the potential whiplash. <laughs> Your neck just gets. <laughs> Like a fucking whip. Yeah, that's scary. I'm I'm cool with skydiving. I feel I feel like actively the reason why I probably have sped in the past is because um what I really like about the concept of going fast is like I said, it's not about getting to a destination quicker, it's about enjoying the drive. And I feel like the, the there's a slight risk element to it. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just like you have to be in control, you have to be focused. It's kind of like doing anything in RuneScape, high level content. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're actually trying, which is like very rare for me at least, but like when you're trying, you have to. If you fuck up, you're gonna get punished and you have to start over again. And I feel like just being forced into this moment of like trance is kind of what like the appeal of driving is. That's why I want to start tracking cars. But I feel like like I don't know doing some sort of extreme risk like high adrenaline sport would be something that is appealing what about what about um what's it called the free climbing where you don't use any harnesses i'm so good bro i don't trust myself come do you trust yourself Uh, no bro like anything could happen with these mountains like you never know how slippery a rock is yeah no it just takes like hella training hella balls just you you have got to be actually built different like that whole i think it's a document Where, who did that what did that guy Alex, call yosemite or what was yeah it? alexander honold 
Yeah, some someone like that. He like that whole documentary was just absolutely mind-boggling to just pull that. Like to know that this is it. Like you are not getting help if you give up. You're not like so your body keeps pushing it because you're in that survival instinct. Yeah. So it's got to just be it's I mean it's almost got to be like <laughs> psychedelic in a sense of just like bruh like this is life or death and it is internal like i i'm not even having to in my awakened state like in the forefront of my mind continually remind myself that it's life or death like no like internally my body realizes this is life or death and it just goes on like okay we are surviving like we will do everything fucking possible to not make you slip basically I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, talking about like slippery rocks and stuff, it's just like you train yourself up to that, right? You gain a lot of feel for sure. just what any circumstance or situation would be. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you don't think about that at all. You push it out of your mind, I would imagine, because the more you think about it, the more you're just going to fuck up. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, no, that is wild. I wonder like I, I haven't actually seen the documentary, but I wonder if he like speaks to why he got into free climbing and like what what's what's the appeal of it for him mm-hmm. yeah this is this is like an odd question i want to ask both of you like do you think okay so i i don't know if you've done the desert treasure 2 bosses at all i've been watching them okay <laughs> neither so, of us have done the quests <laughs> that, that's fine that's fine but have you seen the awakened variants that look very yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. imagine you had a little bit of practice do you think that you would perform better if you were like offered like hey if you get this kill right now i will pay you five hundred dollars like if you get this like do you think you would perform better or worse if there was money on the line like you still want to get the kill because you want to get your blood torva or whatever but like do you think you'd perform better or worse if there was actual money on the line to get it done right then um what do you think i think i'll be worse because during leagues, I don't know when the pressure is on. It's just <laughs> fucking hard, man. <laughs> yeah, that external pressure is different than your mind's own pressure. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that I will crumble under the pressure of thinking about it too much, but I will give it a try. I kind of like pressure, and I yeah. feel like you kind of have to get used to it though as well. So I'm not, I'm undecided. I feel like generally speaking, pressure will make me perform worse, but I feel like the more, I don't know. I feel like I've been like mentally, personally staying away from pressuring myself, be it school, be it like, mm-hmm. I don't know, relationships, be it whatever. But I feel like recently I found out that I kind of have a love affair with being under pressure. I've been I've talking about it in my favorite attempts, bro. What are you saying? It? <laughs> what are you saying? What do you mean by that? Well, what do you mean by that? I'll, Clarify I'll, yourself. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you expand on that in a second, but uh, second, but um, like I think I would do better under pressure of there being an extra re- reward, and mm. I think I can kind of correlate it with other aspects. Like for example, if I were to go on a run, I will kind of just give up and start walking whenever I've hit like a certain point where I'm like, okay, this is actually just like I'm. I'm fucking tired. Like I just can give up. But if there was money on the line and they were like, dude, if you run 
Like, cause the, the most I've ever ran at a, like a moderate pace is like five miles in the past like year, like just five miles straight. Um, yeah. and it's at a fast pace. Like I could go at a way slower pace and go more, but like if I were to continue that pace and somebody said, Hey, if you run nine miles, I'll pay you like 500 bucks. Then yeah. I instantly would mm. just like fucking push myself everything I got. And I know that's not like necessarily the same pressure because there's nothing like you're risking. It's all just reward. But I feel like in almost every aspect, like, and, and it's the same thing as well, like running on a treadmill or running outside. Like if you're running outside and there's like people watching or not watching, but there's people outside, like you kind of want to go a little harder. Like just. I feel like with running, it's kind of like you, the more effort you put in and also like, yeah, just the more effort you put in, you will generally speaking see more reward out of it. I feel like you could have a lack of pace where you like push too much at a certain point and you kind of wear yourself out in terms of like if it's timed. But I feel like when you're doing something that's like a skill-based activity, I'm not saying running is not a skill, I'm not trying to say that at all, yeah. but more so like you have to perform in a certain way. Yeah, it's not just Whereas it's like, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I completely agree. If there's more of an incentive, I'm 100%. I'm putting everything on the line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I feel like sometimes with the pressure... Like with like, let's just say you're doing something in RuneScape, you miss up, you mess up a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, you lose track of ticks because you're thinking of something else. You're thinking of the pressure. It's just kind of like I don't know. I almost can't compare the two. You're right. You know what I mean? That I was comparing endurance instead of skill. You're right on that. Like let's say you're at a free throw line, you know, and you've practiced a million times, but it's like you get to you get to let, let you know. Let's say there's some baddie on Twitter you want a sniff of. You hit the free throw, you can get a sniff. You know, <laughs> like I might fumble up that free throw. Yeah, no, you're right, <laughs> dude. Those people that win like thousands and thousands of dollars from making those like halftime half court shots or whatever, or full court shots. Who is that one person that made that three quarter? There was a guy that made, did he, it and didn't get paid. I thought some guy got like, I want to say it was like either 100000 or like 500000 Like some ridiculous amount for making a three-quarter court shot. I feel like a lot of them have been made. Um, that's like, dude, that's the pressure on that. And, oh my God, dude, the feeling of getting that, though, has got to be unreal. Like actually hitting that shot. I feel like the people who you see make them are the ones that are most la mostly lackadaisical about it. Like they almost think that it's not going to happen. So they just send up an attempt and it just goes in and then they go fully ballistic. Like I don't yeah. really feel like many of them feel the pressure because they don't believe it's going to happen. That's right. True. Like let's say like when you're mm -hmm. making a fucking half court shot an NBA half court is fucking huge. Like I remember I used to, like I used to play basketball growing up. I tried to shoot an NBA three and I used to shoot three pointers in high school. Mm -hmm. It is a massive fucking difference. Like, I don't know how many feet it is, but it is significant. I can only imagine trying to make a half court shot, like looking at that and being like, there's no fucking way I'm making this. I might as well just send up an attempt. I feel like people who probably get in their head about it too much are less likely to make it. But You're, you're right. And you're right about the three quarter shot. It's like, nobody's expecting you to make it. But if it was just a free throw, like, oh shit, like I better not embarrass myself. Did you play any sports in high school, Kami? Like basketball or anything? Uh, I talked. Um, Wait, did you did you have high school in North America, or did you have like, was your high school for, like you know, Middle East somewhere? Uh, yeah. Let's just say that I I moved to three different schools, so I just like 
there wasn't we didn't have any leagues there or like any like competition with other schools i don't remember oh were you not like wait, wait in america you said no no oh, okay like, uh, in the middle east but we did play like with the boys daily i don't know it's like hopping on rooney which is just, like it's the only thing to do is go and play soccer somewhere Dude, people that spend their childhood playing soccer have the craziest feet-eye coordination of all time. Like, I knew this. Like, I had, so on my mission, I became, like, really good friends, and we were roommates in college. This, like, just plump, short Mexican. And mm. he could dribble a soccer ball for, like, 20 minutes straight. It's fucking crazy. I'm just like, bruh, like... And and I, I would kick it to him, and it would just be, like, the worst kick ever because I suck at soccer. And he would always get it and then end up balancing it and just continually go. I'm like, bro, you are so unathletic, but you've built this skill since you were a child. And you're just, like, extremely coordinated. It's unbelievable. I also feel like when you're younger and you practice something, you're just, like, regardless of – like, let's say I practice something for the same amount of time when I was eight – to like 10 versus me being like 18 to 20, I will inherently at any point in my life just be better when I practiced from 8 to 10 versus 18 to 20. Oh, you're, yeah, 100%. Language even, especially, if you learn like multiple languages as a kid. Yeah, I don't even know why that is though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I kind of understand it, but I don't know the specific reasoning. I'm kind of curious about that. I feel like it's just like, it's just like really natural. Like it's like... um just learning your first native language as a child, like it's not, you're not even trying to learn. It just becomes you. Like the language is now you where like in the, you know, the older you get, it's like you have to now learn things based on previous experience almost. Like it's not you and you have to kind of graft it into yourself. I don't know. Like at least in regards to language, I, I think the, I think about that the most because I tried to learn Spanish and I got decently fluent. Um, but it was just for such a short period of time on my mission that as soon as I left, like I just lost it really quickly. Like I, I could still understand Spanish for the most part and like kind of speak basic stuff, but it's it's been 10 years now. So, But what about people who grow up bilingual? Yeah, I mean, that's just like them learning from the beginning, like two languages and they just... yeah. Like, I knew some people that were quad, quad lingo or whatever you call Holy it. Holy, what? Yeah, I mean, there was this guy that was, like, Iranian on my mission that knew four languages fully fluently. Hmm. I'm like, bruh, that's an insane skill. And, and they can translate, like, so easily. It's just a breeze. I mean, they can just fully translate. You can just speak to them in another language and instantaneously just speaking it in a different... I'm like, dude, that's... That's an insanely great skill to have. It becomes like a switch, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. just, oh, I can, yeah. No, for sure. How many languages do you speak, Kami? Uh, three. How many, like, fluently? Well, what are they? Oh, Arabic, English, French. And they're all fluent, would you say? Not French, but yeah, for English. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, s'il vous plaît? Oui, oui, oui. Are you fluent in French, Sekon? Uh I I wouldn't say fluent. I was able to understand it quite well. Okay. I was able to speak it 
I mean, I lived in France for like four or five months. See, like lived is such a weird statement to say. It was pretty much an exchange for a semester. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I would say I lived, but other people might disagree. But yeah, so it's was been... It French Canadian or... Uh, <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> no, like I, I spoke broken French. I wouldn't say I was fluent, but I, I struggle to understand it even now because I just haven't engaged with the language and like yeah but you could probably pick it up quite quickly in comparison to somebody that's never yeah probably yeah Yeah, i mean like just being in canada growing up in canada we had to like learn it from like grade four onwards so i see see. um yeah i feel like most people even after they go through the canadian education system are pretty shit at it and i would put myself in that category uh especially now but i feel like just having that, you know, familiarity with the language at a young age, especially like there are certain aspects and like certain patterns that you pick up on and just having to pick up the language itself would be easier. And I feel like that would probably transfer to like Italian and Spanish as well. So, yeah. Come mm. you you're doing Duolingo for French. Yeah. Yeah. But like Duolingo helps in the way that like grammar wise and like spelling and stuff but to speak you just really gotta just talk yeah you just gotta immerse yourself that's the only way would you ever move to like a a french-speaking area i don't think i need to do that like i think the way i learn a language personally is picking up patterns uh like the most common things that are said right like I don't know. I want a sandwich, or uh, I don't know. If you're ordering food, or you picking up something, or you're asking about price, it, it just gives you these patterns that you can use in other things to ask about. Uh, but I don't know if moving and just throwing myself into it would help that much. You know? I feel like that's probably the best way to learn, personally, because you are literally forced to almost. Like you can get away with speaking English. <laughs> But who really wants to do that, you know? And, like, I'm not going to say that you're not going to feel this immense... Like, isn't there, like, a term for it where you feel, like, this crazy amount of shock? Like, culture shock where you're just, like, in a different, like, country in a different way of living and you've, like, made a decision to move here? But I feel like it could be rewarding. I feel like you wouldn't leave because of the tech money, though. Yeah. I I might move to Europe. After you get paid... After you have your payday, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel like like that isn't that a valid cuz for me, right? Like I want to go to America as well yeah. just to get paid out the ass for working as a software developer and then I want to go to Europe after. I was I was talking about this with my friend uh, literally yesterday and he was saying that so it's it's right that you get paid more for a tech job in the US, but like the prices of stuff you spend in general is about the same having a tech job in Europe. So, like, in the end, like, does it really matter? Um, I don't know. I feel like it can, depending on the opportunities it, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, let's just say you were able to have a down payment for a house, and instead of renting off the rip, you just have a mortgage off the rip. Do you know what I mean? Like... Just speaking in that sense, I think one value land property in America is just gonna late, like in, intrinsically be better, especially in areas that you are getting a tech job. 
and they're going to rise at a faster rate. So I feel like from that alone, but then, then again, like there's a stipulation that you have to be able to have a down payment off the rip where a lot of people might not be able to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the quality in life of Europe is something more that I'm after than being in America or just being in Canada would be nice as well. But yeah, you're in Canada, but uh, what's like a quality of life thing you're looking for? Um, I mean, just the way that they view work, just the way that they view life in general. Like, you know, not they, not they, yeah, yeah. Say, do you know not they like, Mm-mm. uh, N A T T E? No. Yeah. Uh, he used to be, used, yeah, he used to play RuneScape. Oh, not oh, oh, I thought you were saying like some, word no, no. like some terms okay. <laughs> no his name's uh not a cost for all the yeah you know? yeah okay yeah. that not a cost yeah that's what you yeah. had to say because i was like that sounds hella familiar and i used to watch his stream he was in he was in uh he was in solitary iron man yeah. yeah 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 he's uh he's a cool dude guy. yeah he was he he's also he's like in the engineering software development space area and I've talked to him about like, you know, what are his thoughts on going to America? And he's just like, I have, he, he was saying some insane shit. Like he has like six or seven or eight weeks paid off per year. And he's like, I'm never giving that up. You know what I mean? Like imagine just having eight weeks coming yeah. where you're just paid and you can do whatever you have eight paid weeks of vacation. Like in America, you don't have that, right? Like, what do you, like, what do you get right now? I mean, you don't I have to talk like about 15 it. 15 days. Of PTO and then five of sick days. Wait, you have limited sick days? It's unlimited, but like I have five that I can just still tell my boss, hey, fuck you, I'm not coming today. And then still get paid. Yeah. And then apologize. But yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like things like that. I just feel like they have a better idea on work life balance. Yeah. But. While I'm young, I'm more than willing to sell my soul to Jeff Bezos and milk the cash cow. You know what I mean? I and 100% then, agree. Yeah. And then when I'm old and I care more about like having a balanced lifestyle and such, Europe or Canada, kind of the play, IMO. I was thinking about working in Saudi, but Dude, I don't know. You're developing the anti-Stuxnet if you're going to Saudi, bro. <laughs> Say, do you know what? I don't. Oh, you don't know? You don't even know Stuxnet coming? No. Uh, It was the U.S. government when they, in the, so Iran had a nuclear program. Yeah. And the U.S. government obviously wasn't a fan of this. So (laughs) um, what they pretty much developed, this was like 2007, 2008, 2006, something like 2009, somewhere in that time frame, right? You can look it up as well if you're curious. But like, I'm going to oversimplify it and I don't fully understand it myself. But essentially the idea was that they created a virus that they just passed through the world where they just loaded this shit on USB, like thumb drives. And it infected like the most number of computers, I believe, out of any other virus. But And so like the idea was that it'll eventually find itself into Iran and it'll eventually find itself into the like the facility where they're like, it's literally, um, what is it called when there's no connection leaving a facility? They're like... Like close yeah, pretty much. It's like a closed network. Like they have no they have no tie to the actual network beyond just the mm-hmm. facility, right? There's a term for it. I forget what it yeah, is. Yeah. But eventually it did find itself uh its way into the facility and the whole idea be- behind the virus or like malware whatever you want to call it was that it's dormant on any machine. 
except yeah. the one that matters. And the machine has to have identifying information that says it's like pretty much it was de dealing with uranium cores or something. And like it was dealing with the heating and cooling cycles of these cores. Something along these lines. I don't know the specifics, mm. but essentially once it identified that it was in the right location and doing the right job, you know, you know what I mean? It verified all these parameters. That's when it actually became active. And what it essentially did is it helped deplete these cores quicker by like reporting the heating and cooling cycles as being normal to like uh. people who were dealing with them. But in actuality, they were making the cores overheat and like just like pretty much making them degrade quicker. Um. It's actually That's pretty cool, but yeah. Crazy. Damn. Yeah. So, it, how the fuck did that end up there if it's not connected to anything? Like, someone must have, like, copied, like, something on a USB or something. I don't know. That's um, Yeah, no, pretty much. Like, it, it infected, like, most computers in the world, yeah. from if I recall. Like, it was over 50% of, like, the world's computers were infected. That's insane. Like, sick. okay, I'm looking at statistics right now. Um, globally, it was actually only 9.2%, but in Iran, it affected 60% of computers. In Indonesia, it affected 20% of computers. In India, it affected 9% of computers. In the US, it infected 2% of computers. Like, that's an insane number. And the, like, it's kind of just cool to me how that was designed to be dormant on every single machine except the ones that mattered. Yeah, that is pretty That's fucking, fucking cool. crazy. Yeah. I feel like that was also just like the like, I mean, people talked about it then, but like the idea of cyber warfare, I feel like this was like one of the first big like cyber warfare attacks and like one of the first at least publicly acknowledged ones as well. Dude, what do you think is going to happen when they start actually implanting humans with chips inevitably? Like, do you think there's also going to be like viruses? I mean, clearly there's going to be. Like oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, for uh, sure, dude. Would you get chipped, dude? He, here's the thing. Like, I've so uh, I don't know if you guys know who. Like, you've all know what Harari is. He's like on the leading edge. Uh, he, like, not necessarily. He's mainly a philosopher, but he talks a lot about AI and like the risks and stuff about it. And so I've like listened to his books and stuff, and um, it's just fascinating because like we live in like an algorithmic time where like everything is algorithm basically. And so Hell yeah, baby. eventually we're going to like all have basically like a person like the, uh, it's not a guarantee, but this like it, it looks like we're heading in a direction where we're all going to have like virtual AI assistants that are literally more knowledgeable about ourselves than we are. Mm -hmm. And so they will truly be able to like give us the best information for ourselves. But those the problem is, is like those things can be hacked and stuff. So like it's just fascinating to think of like all the quality of life you could enjoy by potentially like, you know, getting chipped or whatever and like having your whole life just be governed by this AI thing. Cause I don't know, like imagine it's just weird to me. It's like fascinating to think like what I would choose in that case. Like imagine the quality of your life could be so much better. It's not like anything sinister about it. It's just truly like this system knows you better than you know yourself and it knows everything. Like it can, it can read your, you know, brain signals, you can read your heart rate, read everything. And it just knows, you know, how to push yourself to like a great limit. What, what will give you the most fulfillment in a relationship? Like just every single thing that could benefit you and without the sinister stuff, like would you choose to live a more quality of life that way where somebody 
where something else, something more intelligent than you is governing it. You still have technically the freedom to decide whether or not you want to listen to the what it's telling you, but you know deep down it knows you better than you know yourself. Like, I feel like that's pretty tempting. I don't know. Do, do you not feel like it's too much info? Like, I'd rather just not worry. No, no. Well, he, here's one thing I think is like, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I was. I'm glad I'm already almost like 30. Like, I'm scared for the people that are just being born now. I'm like, bro, like, you are living in a crazy fucking time. Like, I'm glad I got to experience a tiny fraction of my life without the internet. I mean, technically, the internet was already around, but like, I didn't deal with it. And I've just slowly been coming into this like in increasingly technological age. And I'm like, bro, I think before things get really fucking dystopian, potentially, I'm already going to be dead. So in a sense, I'm like, dude, I'll just kind of enjoy the luxuries of like the beginning of crazy AI technology and like absolute luxury. And then I'll just die. And I'm like, okay, like that, that was kind of fun. Would you get chipped, Kumi? Fuck no. Well, did you see the monkey video with Elon? Elon's monkey, Nora, Nora. Oh god! Yeah, like aren't like all the monkeys pretty much dying? And he's just like <laughs> lying about how it's safe or some shit. Yeah. Do you know what we're talking it. about? Say or no? No, no. What? Explain <laughs> it. I don't even know the specifics, Cummy. Why don't you? Elon's been chipping these monkeys and making them play ping. Not ping pong, but like the, the computer game pong. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, with their brain after like training them to play it normally and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it worked, but like now the monkeys are dying. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. No, okay. So when I, I let me take a step back as well on my position. Like, it's not saying I'm just going to just blindly get chipped or just be like, yeah, like fucking chip me. And it's nothing about actually chipping. It's about having something that's relatively proven to yeah. help guide my life in yeah, a no, in a more yeah. it, to bring me more well-being and so it this really has nothing to do with brain chips necessarily yeah, yeah. but okay. imagine because like everyone's brain is different i wouldn't you're just saying like if there was a perfect environment already where mm. it's just perfected yeah yeah like just kind of like yeah, the risks okay. are just like very minimal and you can okay. just have a better life technically but you kind of give up that freedom of kind of doing things your own way that you think so you would go mm. through more suffering just without it but you have that sense of like no i'm choosing everything and i'm not having this thing choose for me for me i don't feel like that's an issue of concern that i would have for me it's more so i already hate how much interaction i have with computers because i feel like They've been so productive in terms of, well, one, just productivity. Yeah, yeah. One, I can, you know, communicate with people. And there's, like, you know, there's limitless benefits. I'm not going to yeah. deny any of them. But I just feel like when I've truly been happiest is when I've been outside more. Yeah, no, and I no, just but... feel like, like, I, for me, like, okay, like, recently, I got a tattoo. And for the first little while, it kind of felt like this weird, like, is this even me? Like, I'm not saying the tattoo. But, like, when I looked at my arm and I looked at you know, my sleeve, it was just like, this isn't me. You know, I had this weird dissonance where I was just like, I knew this body part was me, but I didn't know it was me. Did, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like, um, I don't want to deal with that with, with, I don't know. Like so, I suppose chip, like having some sort of 
I want to feel, how do I say this? When I feel like I go outside and I'm sitting by the ocean and I can hear the waves and yeah. I'm in the moment and I'm present, I love that and I feel like I wish I had more of that and I feel like it would just become even more invasive because right now, I go to bed, there's a fucking giant TV in front of me. Even if I turn off the TV, there's fucking Alexa around my ears and even if I like unplug all that shit, I have my cell phone you know, next to my bed mm. Yeah, I so, just feel like regardless so this, of where I... Sorry, continue. No, no, sorry. I'm, I'm the one interrupting. You're good. I... I want to state as well, like this would optimize well-being in a sense where this is not invading you and making you feel like your life is not being well-lived because you're just focused on technology. Like this would seriously help you to be like, hey, if you go out right now and turn off and unplug, like this will opt, this will be the best thing for you because like the, the algorithms we've decided for you personally, like for your best health and your best well-being, like you should unplug right now, go for a walk, go do something or like it would like help you to schedule your life in a better way. So it's not trying to make you more miserable. It's like every single thing is trying to aim at your maximum well-being. So that entails everything. Like that involves unplugging. That involves like getting into See, now that routines. gets into the question of like what so you're saying the intention of this AI is well-being itself. All, yeah, it's your all well-being, well-being for your and personal then, well-being. Yes. Then now we have to trying to understand and interpret what does that mean to the AI itself, right? Like, how is that coded in? Like, what is the idea? What is the conception of well-being? Like, oh, hey, you know what would make me feel really happy right now? Going for a drive. But what if the AI determines, you know what I mean? Like, you have to understand, like, what, how it makes these determinations. And if it mm-hmm. truly has, like, well-being in, in at its forefront. Do you know, yeah, do you know that, what I'm that, saying? So the idea, like, yeah, we could, we could, be, we could, imagine uh, a situation where it doesn't but let's just ignore let's that just and say, say okay. let's just say that it is optimizing your well-being and there isn't some dystopian government that's running it and trying to just fucking make everyone a sheep but like the whole idea about it is to truly maximize well-being of individuals and communities and just everything and it knows you it, it's your personal doctor it knows you better than any doctor could ever know you it knows exactly the foods you should eat that'll maximize your energy levels like everything and you don't have to listen to it but it will tell you like hey yeah you eat this like this will help you like this could help you as well like and it, maybe it'll even give you lists of things so it's not just one option it's like hey like if you do this 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 and this work out intensely at this point in your day and like you could reap the benefits in this aspect and like everything is to optimize your own personal satisfaction and like goals in life i feel like i can't give a solid answer to that honestly yes or no because i feel like intrinsically i'm just feel like i want to say no because i'm maybe it's fear maybe it's some other thing but i can see the benefits of it but like there is just this natural thing in me that's making me want to say no even though like let's just say in a box it works well you know yep, what i mean yep, yep. It, there's just some part of me that just saying no i don't know no totally like, i i agree i think i feel the same way but i'm like why am i why am i saying no if yeah and the reason i would say no is if something failed you know if something's like okay now this thing's gonna turn on you <laughs> but like um, assuming it won't what are really the downsides of all the benefits from it but maybe, like, I don't know. I feel like right, lately I've really been on this unplug kick. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe that's just more, I'm biased to just say no. So I can't give a valid, you know, unbiased answer. 
I I personally think that it would make me less human. So I wouldn't do it. Because I enjoy being stupid. I don't know, like... W. W. Common dub. Do you... W. That is I, a common dub. I don't know. Do you make yourself laugh after doing something really dumb? Like yesterday, I died at win walking to Winter. I didn't even reach Winter Todd on my hardcore. That was awesome. Was just that laughing. screenshot was insane. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, second like yeah, I thought it was like... Sec on at first, and I was like, I, was like... <laughs> I don't know. Just stuff like that. Being really stupid and unaware is uh, amusing to me, and I think I'd lose that side, like the super AI um, guiding me. Yeah, that's but, um, that's fair. But do you what know if... about these aura rings? On R three. O O U R A. No, like real life. Like or, it kind of oh. does what you're saying. Uh, what like, tells what you that? you need sleep or like need exercise? I don't know some NBA ring. Oh, smart yeah. ring for fitness. The most yeah, the smart ring. I would like, get yeah. this if it was a cock ring. <laughs> you have what? to like you have to order it privately. Get the extra small. Like god damn it! I can't oh shit. It. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. What about them, though, Cummy? Have you thought about getting them? No, I heard about them because, like, it like it's the same thing as an Apple Watch or Fitbit, but like even more info. But I feel like you cannot out science effort. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think the more work you put in on yourself, the the more you'll know yourself, and you don't need this kind of tech. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I believe. But what if this tech is like this? So, like, uh, I was watching this video on YouTube recently. Mm. It was talking about how, like, cold plunges have no scientific evidence behind them. Okay. But, like, even when you look at studies done on people who do cold plunges, like, intrinsically, they're more likely to care more about their health. And mm. can you attribute that to them doing cold plunges? Or can you attribute that to, like, other, like, reasons? And then you just uh, get down to the core of it. mindset is the only way, man. And then I think you get down to the core of it, and you know, like you just do a cold plunge because one, you feel good doing mm -hmm. it, and two, like maybe overall, like doing this one activity helps center yourself in the sense that you as a person care more about your health, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe, like, like I get what you're saying, but I feel like there's some activities that maybe you do to promote for you to do other activities in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can create the identity. And then just be, have that identity become a habit where you care about your health. There, yeah, that's that's really it. And like another point I wanted to make is like just imagine an athlete that's hella poor and doesn't have a trainer that's educated and doesn't have anything. He's just kind of doing his thing. But it would just you'd be way better off being a millionaire with three personal trainers, a dietitian, oh, yeah. all these people, and like really optimizing every fucking last thing for perfect performance and just everything and like your well-being like your sleep is on point your diet's on point your training's on point like everything is just dialed in like you would think the person that's like not getting that they're like well fuck that like i don't want like all that like just technical stuff like i'd rather just do my thing but like when you're in that situation where everything is dialed in like you truly are just way better off in a sense and you wouldn't even know yeah. it yeah, but I feel like that's almost getting to the point where you're caring too much and that's becoming a detriment. Do you know what I mean? I feel like 
there's a balance that everyone needs to achieve in life and everyone can choose their own balance. I just feel like for me, um, maybe a younger version of me would be very attracted to that, but current version of me, well, I'm just more like well, interested that's, in... That's not to say like you have to have like, oh, now you all of a sudden want to be an Olympic swimmer. It's like, no, no, no. Like you're, you're optimizing for your own personality, your own desires, your own passions and pursuits in life. So what do you like what do you want in life and it will know how to get there in a really positive and uplifting as fat clouds would say way <laughs> uh, uh for me i feel like what i want in life is turn brain off be moron <laughs> yeah no um, that's fair and like I, i'm not i'm just being genuine about it because i feel like totally. the less i've started to care about things because of cummy like cummy's been a huge factor in me just being like why am I taking anything so seriously? Like, I'm a moron. I will continue to be a moron. And life is better for me accepting that I'm a moron. Yep. And so that's kind of where that whole thing's coming from. I'm not trying to shit on anything. I hope it's not no, being no, taken that, that way. Ab- yeah. Absolutely not. This is a thing yeah. that I've just thought about and I'm not even fully in. I, just, I still think yeah. it's like low-key dystopian just because yeah. we've never seen a world like that and like anything that's just futuristic and just like, what the hell? Yeah. It's just dark and it seems like everything goes wrong in situations like that. Like the world ends up being destroyed. So do you yeah. see, uh, Mark Zuckerberg say there? Have I seen him? Like what? Yeah. Like doing... lately, like, uh, I know he's been doing practicing jujitsu. Yeah. And he looks really good. And I think like fucking... when you mentioned having like all that money and like, yeah. you know, tuning in, that's what I think, bro. Like he has the up. AI, but real people. Um, dude, <laughs> bro, you know what's crazy about like he has assist, he has AI, but real people assistants. You mean like, uh dude, that's too good. Actually, that's top ten moment. That's top ten moment, bro. <laughs> let me see a picture. Let me. See. Oh yeah, look at that. This is this is the picture. Oh, this is him with uh, um, he's one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He's doing HRT, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with doing it right like i support it you know you're at a certain age where you do need to like supplement your tests or whatever it is whatever the doctors tell you bro as soon as i'm 40 i'm going to hrt clinic man you kidding me like hell yeah would you do hrt or no fuck yeah would you do hrt Sater? like it's, let's I, say i thought it was trt was so what what is oh yeah sorry trt <laughs> yeah uh, not, hrt is hormone i don't want to get therapy. my fucking hormones fucked up yeah no uh, i mean yeah sorry uh yeah <laughs> my bad <laughs> no no um so there like seriously this is this is kind of what i think like i've been getting into my own personal fitness and trying to like mm. optimize certain things i'm pretty lazy with it but i tried like certain things and I know for a fact, if I were to have like a real, like if a, like a paid personal trainer and dietitian and nutritionist and doctor, if that's like optimizing for my own physical performance, there are so many supplements and so many, like, you know, a little bit of testosterone replacement therapy would go a long way and it would probably be optimally healthy just on very low doses. But I don't currently have like the money or the real desire and drive to like go that fucking hard yeah but i know for a fact like there are so many more things i could be doing to optimize my like if i was in a position where i was making like a million a year i would 100 percent be going hardcore on my own health and fitness like Mm. i would i would funnel in a ton of money into that endeavor just to really optimize 
that. Like, I really care about that. And I see, like, rich people. Do you see those, like, ultra-wealthy people that are just, like, actual slugs? Like, you just see them. I'm like, bruh. Like, you're a literal billionaire. And your fitness is just in... Or you're, you're just... Health is deteriorating. Like, at the end of the day, like, that's the thing that's most important. Is, like, how long you're going to live on this earth in a good state. Not your money. Yeah, I feel like I don't care about how long I live, but I would like to spend that time being mobile and capable. Yeah, yeah. and not hurting. Like the yeah. older you get, you're gonna hurt. Like you're yeah. gonna be in pain. Yeah, pain is not fun. I can speak to that. Yeah, yeah. A little carpal tunnel moment there. No, but straight up, like I would, I would dedicate. A, I mean, optimally in my future, you know, if I do get wealthier, I just I would love to dial in on that stuff. Do you feel like you think about your existence and how to optimize it or just do better a lot and constantly? Mm. Not not constantly as in like an obsessive thing, but like on a daily basis, you know, like how can I improve this? How can I improve that? I mean, I think a lot of it, it like I'm single and I've been yeah, single yeah. for ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had little flings and, you know, quote unquote Mormon relationships, which aren't real relationships. And, um, <laughs> They're not real. They're soaking batch. No, I'm just joking. Literally, you can't do anything. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and like for me now, like I'm 28, and I realize like, yeah, at the if if you were to continually ask why, 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 and get down to the deep, deep, dark thing, like uh, the 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 center point of why I'm doing all this, it's all for sex. At the end of the day, it's like I I will do all this for sex. And what do you mean by that? I'm just just saying like, like all of my, like all of my aspirations at the end of the day, when you just keep diving in deeper and deeper into why I would want this, it's all about sex. Like, Interesting. Your only goal is to reproduce. That's my I mean, only That's kind of like, <laughs> like I, I get that from like a evolutionary aspect. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but I, I mean, and there's a bunch of other surface things. Like I want to live just a, a happy life. I would love to see, you know, in the future, I would love to raise a child in the way I want to and let him or her grow and flourish and just see them succeed. Like that is, gives, would give me a ton of happiness. And like, there's so many other things, but like so much of it as well is ultimately to get to that point of like finding somebody that I deeply care about and like, you know, having sex. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's, I love how bluntly you're putting it. It's no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's great. No, it's funny. Yeah, it's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I have those motivations. I feel like a a previous version of me, not like the whole I want to have sex thing, but yeah. more so like, um, I feel like a younger version of me probably did care about having like I don't want to have a child. Uh, like family to me is not about like blood. It's more about what is it? The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And like the, that's the original saying. And the saying is now what blood is thicker than water or something. That's what people say. Right. Yeah. And I just think like, yeah, I don't care who you are as long as you have good intentions for me and I have good intentions for you. And we, we've built up a history or whatever. Like I, I feel like whoever I keep in my life is my family and I, and I love those people and I don't care if I'm related to you or not. I feel like if I did want to have a child, I'd probably adopt. But I get what you're saying in the sense that you just want to come like for me, I guess 
maybe I'm I'm saying the same thing, but I'm saying it in a different way is essentially what's happening. Like I just want people around me who I care about and they care about me. I want to have a sense of community. I want to have like a sense of belonging. And yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm like anybody else with that. Like community, just feeling loved by But it's also giving love and just everything. Yeah. And like also just having that one person you can deeply relate to. I don't really know if I feel that anymore, but like that's its own like weird like relationship. Are you sad about that? That you don't feel Um, it anymore? I feel like a previous version of me might have been. I don't feel like I am sad about it, but maybe I am. Maybe that's something I need to explore more and discuss more with my therapist or just think about myself. Or And do you think, yeah. uh, this, sorry, this is going to come out like kind of weird. It's all but good. Like, do you think multiple, like you have had, having had multiple sexual encounters throughout your life has made that less of a priority? No, I feel like uh, it's made me realize sex just doesn't matter. Like, if I'm in a relationship, I'd prefer it to be an open relationship because, like, I don't care who she's fucking. I, I personally like women, whoever you like, who who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, like, whoever she's fucking, I don't care. Whoever I'm fucking, I don't care. Like, the only thing that matters to me is that, like, I'm th- that person's person and they're my person. Like, I think emotional cheating is just way worse because, like, conceptually, like, what is a relationship, right? Like, I feel like it's just two people who deeply care about each other and want to invest time in not just themselves, but their future together, right? And what does putting a penis in a vagina or like, you know, like whatever the sex of the, you know, whatever the orientation and whatever whatever that situation is, however they have sex is what I'm getting at. Like, I feel like that just is insignificant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, and no, I feel for like sure. the more sexual encounters I've had, the more I've realized that like, damn, fucking really just sometimes be fucking. Like, it's nothing beyond that in terms of like, I don't know, building the relationship. Like I can get people who can say like, I don't feel comfortable with that because I feel like uh, some sort of insecurity when they're like, what if they leave me? Like, uh, you know, and if both people feel that way, that's great. Or like in another sense, it's more like, well, that's a deep part of me that I only want to share with this person. And like, that's fair. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, every, every couple and every, every relationship, be it a non couple, be it like, I don't know, five people getting together. I don't fucking know. Whatever makes you feel comfortable is what's going to make you feel comfortable. And I feel like for me, like it's not like that having more sex has degraded the idea of like my intrinsic desire for there to be another person. I just feel maybe it's more I'm satisfied or I'm content okay. with the way life is going right now. Cummy, well, how do you? Yeah, let, let, me ask, let me ask you both a question. I'll start with Cumboy. Like, what do you think about kids? Like, do you want kids? Uh, I think I'd like kids because... It's not about leaving a legacy. It was just, I don't know, having someone to mentor. I think that's uh, fun to do. Would he be okay with adopting? Or no? Uh, either either is valid, of course. I don't think so. That's fair. What about you? I'm okay with the idea of adopting, just not... I'm not what what putting you off adopting like the idea of it like let's just say um actually i have a couple questions is that okay Gummy? okay let's say you meet a girl and you feel well i'm gonna assume it's a girl i don't know who you meet another person let's just say right and you really connect with them but they have a child okay would you still be okay with that or no uh I guess, like, it, it's hard when you say, if it's the right person, you know, you bend a couple rules. 
Um, okay, so but it is I something think. that would bother you potentially. Like, let's say you meet someone and you're not sure yet. Would you even consider taking on if this I'm relationship? Not sure yet? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't even consider being into like, like considering them as a potential partner because they have a child. Well, not because they have a child. Because he said, "I'm still considering it." Like, if well, I like how, uh, my well, mind. <laughs> Bro, how the fuck? How the fuck will you know until you like you know what I mean? Like you're not just magically gonna be like, oh my god, I met this person, I'm in love with them, like you know, okay. they have a child. Like you know what when, I mean? Like when in the relationship did they mention they have a child? From the rip. Then no. I mean, would you okay, how could you trust someone though? Okay, now this goes into another question. Let's say you do meet someone and you vibe with them, and then they tell you five fucking dates in, oh by the way, I got a child. Like, how can you trust well, that uh, person? Yeah. <laughs> it okay. just made me realize that I wouldn't do it either way. What about them having a child is off-putting? I don't know. It's just not my child. Okay. What if the child doesn't like me? Well, I guess you fuck around and find out, no? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like I mean, my whatever. Child and doesn't like me, I'll be like, okay. I made this <laughs> mistake, right? But like... um do you feel like a child is more nature or is it more nurture oh both yeah it's it's completely both what's more important though if you were to say nurture Uh, nurture yeah i I think and i know you're asking cumboy but no you can obviously i'm asking everyone i was thinking like there are certain like you could literally just give birth to a psychopath like you could like I, I what is it like the statistics like one percent of humanity is literally psychotic yeah like actual psychopaths and so like in that case like y- it doesn't matter what you do like they're not going to develop properly um but on most healthy brained individuals that come into life like you're you, nurture is so important because it's everything like it's like your belief system it's like how you reason like how you see the world like it's fucking everything so i would actually say the majority is definitely nurture but personality wise i think um just like things that don't really matter as much in society like that's definitely a lot more in just nature like that's just kind of who you are yeah i can see that um okay come let's just say this is for both of you yeah I, and I'm just asking questions, I guess. Um, let's say you find someone. Wait, I didn't even ask you, you, Seder, about like if they had a child. What are your thoughts on that? Like, let's say you meet someone, you vibe with them. They tell you off the get-go that they have a child. Would you even consider it? Yeah, I'd consider it, but that's just not something like I've seen. And it, it's all just, um, it's all based on prior preconceptions. Like, it's just like I would rather, like when I see a life like a like a fantasy of like how my life goes it yeah never including a child of somebody else's like it's me having kids with yeah somebody yeah so uh, it, but plans change all the time my whole life's of plans changed so yeah yeah I, I, um, it wouldn't be a deal breaker would you let's say okay now this is just a broad question for everyone again uh let's just say you have a, you found someone you really vibe with them you both agree that you want to have children right mm. Would you be open to adopting? 
And you can say no, or you can say like it wouldn't be my first choice, or like whatever. Because yeah, I'm curious and why be my, wouldn't be my first choice. Like people, people that adopt, like they're strong people. I mean, like bruh, that like that's courageous in a sense to just take care of a child that's truly not your own, based on your own like choice. Like I'm just gonna take care of this child because, at a deeper sense, you love them and you want to help them yeah and like that's fucking admirable i don't know so i all praise to people that do it but like i think selfishly in most people they don't want that and i'm i include myself in that group like i'd rather have my own children any reason for you coming like what what's like off-putting uh, about it i just don't think i can take care of someone else's child the same way i take care of my own that makes sense i don't know okay i'm not uh i'm not experienced in dealing with children and i think taking on the responsibility of uh someone that might have come from or like has some trauma or like stuff yeah. like that it's just i'm not gonna do well personally and i yeah that's why i'd rather not no, that's fair. I'm just yeah. kind of more curious than anything. For me, like, if I were to have children, I feel like it wouldn't matter either way for me just because it's more about, like, regardless of who gave birth to that child, like, that child's my child, you know? Like, I'm the mm -hmm. father. So I would never think of it as, like, they're not my child. Mm -hmm. Even if they turned out to be Satan's hellspawn, I suppose, that would still be my child. <laughs> yeah. You know? A psychopath yep. from nature, like Dexter moment or something. That's still my child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that is though I, I, but I also just I guess for me intrinsically I just don't get the difference in a way like okay I don't, want, I don't want to say I don't get the difference but I just don't see having a child as I you know fucked another human being and out came this thing out of the easy bake oven nine months later you know what I mean like for me having a child is more about the experience and the time you spent with them and like how you raise them yeah. Like, my my uncle had a child recently, or not recently, a couple of years ago, and he said watching his wife give birth changed him. So I don't know. Okay, like, what do you mean? Like, I, he was horrified. <laughs> he was mortified. He's like, how is that possible? No, like, I think yeah, no, some something. He, he was saying like watching a life be born and how how the baby like I don't know takes like its first breaths and all that like. I don't know, made him grow up, maybe. I don't know the word he used. I don't know the translation, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. He... I don't know. He, he changed. Yeah, no, that's fair. I can see that. Especially when you feel more connected to it, because that's, like, yeah. literally a product of your fucking, you know? <laughs> like, you were in the kitchen chefing late at yep, night, yep. and then nine months later. Yeah, no, I can see that, because you... You definitely inherently feel this probably more intrinsic connection like and i'm sure that's naturally encoded in all of us right like mm -hmm. yeah i can see that for sure would you like do you feel like you're in the spot to have children now or no both of you no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> dude i'm not in, i'm not in a good place to even have a fucking relationship at this point like, okay I, I mean, I'm fine, but, like, I know for a fact, 
Like I have so many things I need to work on. Just like why are you not in a good spot for a relationship? Well, it's just I, I think part of it is like I want a certain idea of a woman and I'm there is no way I'm attracting that right now. And so that is kind of where it comes from. It's like I there are certain things that I want to become. Like they're not anything like crazy, but just like certain things I can work on, you know, get real therapy. Like I've, I've had a few sessions of therapy, but like, I want to like really go deeper in that and like figure myself out a little bit more and just see the world a bit differently and even explore and just do a bit more. I think it's not like this is necessary by any means, but like a, a person I truly would want I am not in any way attracting right now. And so like <laughs> there I feel like is just something fundamentally like I'm I'm in a sad sense it's almost like the, it's not quite this but it would be like me settling in a sense like I, that sounds I bad. feel like most men and yeah. maybe I'm incorrect for you in this case but I feel like pretty confident making this generalization but again I'm a human I'm fallible I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of men like really miss out on what women I feel like generally are after. Like, you know, people who work out, they're like, if I, like, look, I'm not in the greatest of shape right now, but my mm-hmm. girlfriend is quite fit. And like, I feel like generally speaking, I've pulled way more when I'm not as fit as I have been. And I feel like that's one case of what I'm trying to say. Like women don't look out for how fit you are. And like, I know that for you, I think someone who's into the fitness lifestyle would generally be something that's something important for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I that's like, not that's not all either. Like that is yeah, just a, okay. a fraction of yeah. it, but yeah. I guess I'm just trying to give an example to how I don't know. Again, I again I'm projecting here to a certain degree because there was a point in my life where I felt like I can't attract the person that I want, so why am I even trying to pull? Do you know what I mean? Why am I trying to get in a relationship? Why am I even trying to fuck around or whatever? But I feel like for me, like there came a certain point where I just had to start doing it, even if I didn't feel I was at the right spot, because I feel like overall it helped me get in the right spot. You're right. You're right. And I, that is like my biggest like pitfall that I've continually fallen is like, I don't have, like I didn't get that experience Mm. and it's not saying like it was taken from me, like my, by, by my own choice and by my own, you know, experiences like that kind of, led to where I am right now. So it's like for a lot of people, by the time you're 28, I mean, you're fucking like, you've had multiple relationships, probably have, you know, some trauma from a bunch of like, I am literally like fucking fresh off the boat still, but I've caused my own trauma in twenties, just, you know, from societal pressure that I've put on myself. But a lot of it is just in the, the more, inexperienced you are and the older you get it's it's like it it's a continual spiral of like i am less experienced and i'm older it's like it's just it gets worse and worse and worse and eventually you're gonna have to like just fucking do something um and like it's just tough because i mean i've never been in a like healthy real relationship and so like it's intimidating as hell like i and I don't know. It's just like it's tough to 
like get to that point like it, like people want people with experience not not everyone does but like generally speaking like I don't know. It's just like it's intimi- it's intimidating as hell. To, like, uh, most definitely. It's like you're putting yourself out there like dating in a, in a sense is almost like especially with the way the landscape is now with yeah. like Tinder. I can see like like online dating and things of that nature. Like it's just you're putting yourself out there for rejection on like a way larger scale than previously in history. It would have. And then on top of that, I feel like your insecurities just get amped up even more. And I feel like we build them into these demons that aren't actually even true. almost. I know, but it's, it's a mental thing. It's a mental block that even if it's not true, it still affects everything because you believe it. Yeah. 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 What about, I feel like you have to get to this point, though, where you have to become a moron and stupid and just send it. You know what I mean? No, I feel like you're yeah. totally right. And that's what I think, honestly, where a lot of therapy is going to come along. Yeah. Way. Just like reshaping how I see the world, how I see dating, how I see, you know, my own flaws, my own um, things I'm good at. Like there, there's things that I won't get like I won't give myself the benefit of the doubt in most situations yeah and like that's a problem like that needs to be diagnosed like that needs to be like something that uh, you know but I think it's like yeah I don't know I think it's great by the way that you're talking about going to therapy because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you could be up in life and having a great day every day is a great day you're fucking supermodels you got you know, Jeff Bezos licking on your toes or something, you know, crazy shit, yeah? Mm -hmm. But, like, therapy is not for when you're having a down moment or things aren't going well, necessarily. Therapy is just to, like, talk to someone about noticing patterns that maybe you haven't noticed, about just bettering you and your well-being. And, yeah, no, I think that's that's really great. I did want to, Cummy, though, like, how do you, what what are your thoughts on, like, being going into a relationship right now? Have you been Um, in a relationship, Cumboy? Yeah, a bunch. Okay. Um, fucking fuck. Boy. Okay, Sorry. Chad. <laughs> Look at this nah, guy. Chad. Not like that. <laughs> uh, but my thoughts about relationships is like, I think the best I've had is when I stop changing for my partner, a potential partner or something. That's like. But you're happy with who you are and where you're at? Like, you're satisfied? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean,. There's that, and there's also my family saying, get married, get married all the time, but I don't want to right now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't mind settling down. I think that I'm just looking for the right person now. Uh, I was on my demon time arc for a bit, and I've (laughs) since changed. Um, Have you, though? (laughs) You literally just messaged me... Don't, don't leave. <laughs> you literally just messaged me. What was this? I'm texting a bad bitch right now. Demon this was Mark continues. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. There is some hoe tendencies that need to be cleared, but like I am on the lookout. Okay. <laughs> My okay. Well, let me ask this first. Um. Okay. How old are you, cowboy? Twenty six. Okay, and you're second on your just turned 28, right? Something like that, 27, 28, I don't fucking know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Something like that. that, that <laughs> yeah. Now that's... Wait, how long was your longest relationship, cowboy? Two years. Okay. How did it end? Was it you or her? I moved. Oh, okay. 
So just oh like, damn! This so how you were in like high school? Yeah. Damn. Sure. Whatever happened to her? Uh, she went to. Is she a supermodel? Uh, no, she's a doctor now. Damn, Shoot. slim, thick supermodel doctor. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. Doctor, bro, you missed out. We, we, we missed out on the doctor yeah. wife. Damn it, <laughs> Game over. Damn it. Damn, dude. <laughs> Doctor wife, you could have been at home, trophy husband, you know, being chilling, cheating on the side. <laughs> Don't worry, you can you can marry ignoble. You can have a doctor husband, a doctor <laughs> wife still. Let's go. Do you guys watch Base After Dark? Yeah, sometimes. Second. Um, no. I I like I can't watch I I suck at consuming content. I don't even watch TV shows right now. I don't watch movies. What do like, you consume? Ah, dude, I just mindlessly just TikTok shit. No, I there's no way. I'm actively against shorts. Good. I feel like shorts are like corroding the mind and the, the soul virus, and the body. The fucking virus. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate TikTok with a passion. Okay. My what girlfriend cons- is What do you cons- just like just look up shit like here and there? Yeah, like, I just like- kind of browse the internet mindlessly. Okay. I'm kind of a drone in that sense. Um music, I listen to mixes. Yeah. I like when I've been so I started playing Rooney again. So mostly I'm just like playing Rooney browsing the internet, like reading okay. mu- like like most recently there's this like uh like there's been, there's been an assassination in Canada, and I've just been like researching that. Mm. Um, the Indian government pretty much assassinated someone, like a Canadian oh, citizen, in Canada from where I'm from, and like it's part of my like demographic of people. Like it was a Punjabi person, it was like a Sikh person, and so that's just been kind of something I've been researching a lot. But mostly, I'll just have a random fixation and I'll just dive into it. But if I am consuming content, it's like YouTube videos that are like ten to fifteen minutes about cars or maybe about RuneScape or. Things of that nature, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just, I was curious because, um, yeah, why were you saying about Based After Dark though? Well, I just remember, like, I wanted, I remember talking to you specifically, Sekon, about you starting a podcast and just doing, you know, whatever the fuck you want. Like, you know, you have a co host or whatever, just do your own thing. Or, because I think it would be great. Like, did, I can't even remember when I talked to you about that, but like, have you ever considered? Yeah, that? no. Do- we talked about that before you started Sabecast. Um, was that you it? Were, was that really yeah, you were saying like, shit. I'm going to start a podcast. I think you should start one. It was something along those lines, and I was like, <laughs> I feel like you'd just be a better podcast host. I don't know. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. But and you I like just, being like, on a podcast, right? Like you can enjoy the 
the yeah uh, i feel like i i'm enjoying this right now a lot i feel like for me what's going on is like mentally (laughs) in a weird way like i don't know i'm just trying to balance the conversation i'm trying to get everyone to talk and everyone be engaged yeah and i feel like sometimes though that i can by the way i feel like sometimes though that i can like take control of a conversation and i feel a bit bad about that and i just don't mean to do that no 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 yeah so yeah i mean audience wise like i can't ever please everybody because yeah there's some episodes where it's all runescape there's some episodes that are mostly irl and people have get butthurt that it's all runescape and they get butthurt if it's all irl and they get butthurt if i talk too much they get butthurt if the guest talks too much it's like there's literally no winning so i just i literally have to just fucking ignore it and just do my thing like i've been doing and just and th- this is what I don't understand is like why like why are you even listening to it if you're not <laughs> enjoying it like there's like a billion other things you could be consuming like I like do I've been thinking was, about that though say I know the RuneScape player is is just so used to eating shit all the time it's just <laughs> it, a natural instinct to put yourself through pain I don't think they care anymore man like Dude, I just, I, there is no podcast, there, there, there is no podcast where I would watch every episode ever, like not even half the episodes. Like there's great podcasts that I listen to that I'm just literally no interest and in. I'm not going to fucking go there and be like, bro, why are you talking about this? You stupid bastard. Like, bro, just stop listening. Like, oh my God. But I still appreciate some of the nice criticisms because, you know. I've, uh, speaking on the RuneScape player. I feel like I definitely romanticized the past because I used to play RuneScape a lot two or three years ago and it helped me a lot then and I feel like it's a great game in, in its ways and I miss the community and now coming back to the community I'm not going to lie I like you start noticing holes or maybe or maybe this was true then and maybe it's not any different but it almost felt like different in a way to me and a part of me thought that the RuneScape community changed but now I'm more so thinking that Every RuneScape player, when you're playing this much, you know, generally with a game like this where it's just like almost all-encompassing, you're just spending cock and ball torture amount of hours, you know, playing this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just... Uh, what I'm trying to get at, essentially, is I feel like there's just a lot of... Like Cummy put it, you know, they're just used to eating shit. There's a certain type of person that plays RuneScape, <laughs> and I feel like maybe I just romanticized the community in a way, and it always was like that. So it's been weird coming back and like realizing that. What do I don't you know if that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Isn't it funny how, like, I, let me know if you agree with this, both of you. Like, do you agree that really nothing's changed, at least streamers wise, in the past, like, five years? Like, not, not like streamer, like the actual person, but like the, the whole demographic. Like, it's, it's all the same, it feels like on Twitch. It's like, I mean, nothing, I feel like nothing drastic has happened in the culture of OSRS Twitch stream. Like, it's all the fucking same. Like, I, I don't know what that. it is, like, yeah, culture-wise. Yeah, yeah. Like, it never changes. And I think that's like, just based on, like, us playing the goddamn same game for our entire life. I mean, like, even when we think about streamers who've really broken through, you had to be there in the beginning. And the ones that, like, broken after, like, Will is, like, the only one that comes to mind that became, like, a giga content creator on Twitch. Like, Tasty and, like, Base and everyone's broken through, but not to, like, maybe not I'm to just... those levels, yeah. And, yeah if Tasty, and if Tasty tries to do variety, like, like, it's Will, if he does variety, still pulls a thousand viewers. 
Yeah. If Tasty tries to do variety, it's 200 viewers. Yeah. But and, I also feel like Twitch in the modern day, the more I've been hearing about YouTube numbers, is just like not as viable as just being on YouTube. But dude, YouTube's cra- YouTube is just a it's massive. It's just fucking massive. And I mean I, I don't know. It's just it's uh, you're reaching to so many other people. I didn't realize that when I just did Twitch. Like I thought Twitch I thought YouTube was maybe like twice the size of Twitch. <laughs> like just that in my head, like I never did any, like I never like saw any statistics. I'm like, yeah, YouTube's bigger, but it can't be that much bigger. It's fucking massive. And, uh, Twitch is like the, dege- like degenerates hang out on Twitch. You Hell get, yeah. You get real, <laughs> you get real adults with responsibilities and families on YouTube. You still get degenerates. Don't get me wrong. But like the, the active people on Twitch either, and I'm not saying all of them are degenerates, but, a lot of them either just have really comfy jobs where they can play while they're working or like watch streams while they're working or like they work at home or whatever, which has had an increase since COVID or they're just like actual, just crazy degenerates that just play this game as much as the streamer does. And you know, YouTube is like people that get their like lunch break or like their evening after putting the kids to bed and they get to watch something on YouTube real quick and yeah. they live their normal life again. I feel like the people who are like that on Twitch are just in Bodie or Foes or like Wills or you know what I mean? I feel like they watch the Giga streamers and they they have their one Giga streamer and they don't sway from their Giga streamer. No, you know no, what I mean? There's, there's definitely that comfort factor. That's the beauty of, um, as, especially in the OSRS scene. It, it, it's with every game. It's like with every category on Twitch. You become a household name and you start it early. If you just stay consistent, you do not need to do anything different. You will, you're set for life as long as you remain consistent because yeah. people love that familiarity and comfort of like, I go to my stream and the longer I'm here, I'm even building that stronger, like, you know, it's not parasocial relationship, really. It's just, like, growing that kind of, like, familiarity even deeper. Like, I like the vibe of being here. Yeah. And low-key, I I fully understand it. And that's partly the reason why, like, I mean, at least in regards to podcasting, it's just important for me now to just continue like just just do it because it's not like i'm massive or anything but like arguably like a the largest podcast now at least in osrs terms and like as long as i just kind of continue it there are people that just like the weekly uploads and i don't see that personally because i don't listen to my own podcast but i just have to understand and that's i mean it's the same thing with like mmorpg and like mr mammal and Bodhi. like i i talk to these people and Mr. Mammal, I remember talking to him on the Sabaycast, and he's like, dude, I don't do anything. I just literally just go live and a thousand people watch. Like, I'm I'm literally just being myself. I'm, like, there's nothing. Like, yeah. sometimes there's literally no content on the table. Yeah. But you just do it, and you're a household name, and you're just like, okay, like, you're, you're good now. Yeah, I mean, like, we are creatures of habit, right? So we're just going to... Yeah. Once you like watch something so much, it's almost like I I am actually kind of curious how most people consume like content in that sense. Like mm-hmm. uh, for Mr. Like let's say you're watching a Mr. Mammal stream. Like why one did you originally pull up to the stream, and two why do you keep coming back, and three like 
what do you keep doing while you're watching the stream? Are you playing RuneScape? Do you even play RuneScape anymore? Have you quit a long time ago? Like, I'm just curious about like information about like the general demographic of people who watch Giga streamers. Like, that'd be interesting to know. Yeah. I feel like to a certain degree, though, the reason why they keep coming back from a complete idiot and morons guess would be it's it's a habit now and it's yeah. hard to break. And you don't even, it's not even a bad habit. It's just like, okay, like this. Oh, yeah, is, I'm not saying like, it's yeah. bad or judging them in any way, right? Like, everyone has their comfort thing. Like, my girlfriend, she has a comfort YouTube, <laughs> like a YouTube uh, channel that she watches, and she's pretty much seen every video. But when she's feeling a certain way, she'll watch, like, let's say she's stressed about something, she'll throw it on in the background while she does other things. And she's seen the video a million times, but like, Bro, it's just this weird that, comfort thing. That is what melts my heart like there was a guy on twitter that just reached out like a few months back and he's like my girlfriend listens to the save cast and she has no she's never played runescape in her life but she just <laughs> she's just now like that's like her like comfort <laughs> like thinking i'm like yeah. fuck man like i don't realize like that's nice and that's the same with i mean you sack on as well like some people just fucking pull up and they're like dude it's just a sack on stream and if i remember talking to you two years ago three years four years ago at this point this is before your whole wrist problem and stuff like yeah if you had remained consistent throughout all that like it would have just but like imagine four years of consistent streaming on your end like you would just be more of like a household like you just pull up a sack on stream and you know you went to school like you you're doing other things with your life it's not like you're just yeah but it's that idea of like it's really just consistency at the end of the day you get people hooked in a not in a yeah. negative way and people just, no in a very negative way i got yeah, their latches on it, them you know yeah, it just it becomes give a habit. me money Sorry, yeah. it, becomes, it becomes a habit it's cool yeah um i think like one I, I know that there wasn't really a question about that but overall i would say i'm very glad that you know i got carpal tunnel and I'm glad that I found, I'm very glad that I found RuneScape though. I'm not yeah, saying anything yeah, yeah. bad about RuneScape, but I feel like it was a stepping stone because I was in a dark point in my life and it helped me figure out like mm. just one consistency because I was consistently playing the fucking game in a way. Yeah. And then on top of that, COVID happened and then I got carpal tunnel and then I realized I can shift this energy because I feel like when I found RuneScape, I was just demotivated about everything in general. And that helped me find motivation to put it towards something that I genuinely feel like is going to have long-lasting interest for me. Like, the computer science and math degree that I'm, like, going after and, like, the that whole sphere is something that I enjoy. And I have to thank Cummy for that and I have to thank, like, RS and I have to thank, like, the community. Like, Ignoble was a part of that as well because he was, he was streaming Serb back then. Remember, Cummy? Yeah. And, like, dying to God, Serb. Ignoble was so shit. Yeah. Oh, man. He was, he was a long way now. Very entertaining. <laughs> it yeah. was. Yeah, he was, bro. I agree. Ignoble's a dog <laughs> shit streamer now. Definitely do not go watch him and definitely do not support a great streamer in Ignoble. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm happy with all those things. That's as a random good. side. That's that's really good. Uh, yeah. Can we get a break? Let's do it. All right. All right. I'll be right back in like two minutes. Bro, this creatine, man. I've been <laughs> pissing all day. <laughs> I I have um, a pissing problem, but it's only in the morning. Mm. I will pee five times before noon, and then I pee twice for the rest of like the eleven hours I'm awake. Uh, it's okay, so weird. Do you think, is it kind wait. of creatine or? 
I mean, I take creatine every day. I don't know if it, I think it's just my bladder. How many times are you peeing a day? I pee about five times before noon every morning from like seven, to like every hour, basically for five hours straight, I'll pee. And Is it always? Yeah, like almost every single okay. morning. Um, and then for the rest of the day, I'll pee about twice. Like, so for like the next 11 hours, I probably pee every like six hours or like five hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to sleep and I'll like, I'll, I'll drink water. I think that's partly the reason is like I drink a bunch of water while I'm asleep and I pee okay. five times in the morning again. That's, that's within normal range. I thought you were saying like you're peeing endlessly, you know, cause I could do no, no, no. It's through. always, it's always yeah. morning, just morning time. I just have to pee a lot. So if I have to like, if I have to go somewhere, like if I'm like traveling in the morning or something or doing something like I, I have to plan out my pee. Like I have to drink <laughs> less water during the night and I have to yeah. like pee right before I go somewhere just so I'm not like, fuck, I got to pee again. When I used to take creatine and work out a fuck ton, mm-hmm. um, I could feel, <laughs> I would like go out pretty much. Yeah. And I'd bring a two liter, like I'd buy a two liter bottle, like of Aquafina or something while I'm out. And then I'm like walking around downtown and I'm like, oh shit, I got to pee. Well, I have this two liter, right? So I go behind an alley, and I can't count how many times I filled that bitch up and still needed to pee more. Like you creatine, filled a two liter, unironically. Uh, there is I'm no, not, no, I'm shot. not even. I'm not joking. Two no liters in your balls. I'm not joking. Bruh, <laughs> in my I balls. I don't think I've ever filled up a liter. Like, dude, I I've pissed a two liter. Like, I wish. Like every time I tell people this, they don't believe me. I don't literally. Believe yeah, and yeah. I wish I took like re- I recorded evidence here's, of the shit. Here's the. Uh, yeah no some people you could put that on only fans no but here like oh, dude damn. first of all peeing in a bottle in a two liter like i fucking <laughs> hate peeing in bottles i've done it a lot and you always, what do you mean by that <laughs> as a runescape player what do you mean by that because because what you have what to do doing? what you have to do is put your fucking head of your dick on the rim <laughs> of a bottle yeah, and it's like sometimes like why this, have you peed in bottles a lot though? That's what I'm wondering. It's in the car. Like I'll, I'll be on oh, a road trip. Okay. Oh, yeah, some yeah, yeah. some bastard that's driving doesn't want to pull over for a fucking second, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna find a bottle. I'm just pissing. So, and it's just the worst. I mean, it's just like Gatorade bottles are at least you know a lot better because the things around. But just like typical soda bottles, Jesus Christ, you got no. No margin of error whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, you get used to it. I mean, I didn't do it that many times, but yeah, no, I've easily filled a two liter and still had to piss more. But I don't know. Like the thing is, I was working on a fuck ton back then. A lot of cardio, four to five hours of cardio a day. You know what I mean? And when you're taking creatine on top of that, and you're just like working out so much, you're drinking a fuck ton of water. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when you talk about these, like, Cummy, how many times do you pee a day right now when you're taking creatine? Uh, I just started taking it yesterday, but oh. today I've been peeing so fucking much. Man. Like, how many times? Like, I counted at least six. Yeah. Seven, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Easily. I feel like normally I'm peeing, like, a couple times, like, two, three times a day, yeah? And then when yeah. I started taking creatine, it's like, that number just shoots up to healthy ranges, you know? Like, yeah. it's still within healthy ranges, but, like... Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I, and I've also I, been drinking more. Yeah. No, you just, you're more conscientious yeah. about your hydration. Like, I, 
it's really easy to fall out of the like habit of hydrating like overly not overly hydrating but like hydrating to the healthy range Mm -hmm. and that's what causes a lot of like overeating for me and for a lot of people is like oh yeah that's true not people mistake like yeah yeah people mistake hunger and hydration yeah yeah and like you just naturally get hungrier if you're just dehydrated you're just like fuck i want some pizza now Mm -hmm. i mean when i do doordash food though like i don't i don't really i'm not the biggest fan of grease and fried food in general my issue has always just been overeating not like eating bad food yeah. Does that make sense? But the like, thing I'm is, not like, a fast food enjoyer. The grease, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm 100% with you. The problem is like that greasy, nasty food is always the cheapest. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 I literally get destroyed. In my wallet gets destroyed yeah. because I don't like to order crap. So whenever I DoorDash, it's expensive as hell. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I've been trying to eat a little bit better. It's just like it's as soon as you fully like if you're trying to save money, which I've been trying to do lately, it's so easy to have very cheap meals. Like, bruh, I can make them. Yeah, I could literally have bacon, eggs and toast, a banana and a glass of milk for like a buck fifty, like total. Like just. OK, now I'm jealous. That's an America comment. That's yeah. a no. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you get a carton of eggs for like a dollar sixty. And yeah. you get a thing of milk. Like, I drink oat milk, so it's more expensive. It's like five bucks for a half gallon. I drink oat milk, too. Oh, my God. Oat twinning. Oatly? Yeah. Do you have Oatly brand? I, I have Oatly right now. Hell, yeah. 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 Oatly brand is great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just have a glass of that and then, you know, like, a piece, like, you know, two pieces of bacon and a banana. Like, you're literally looking at a buck goddamn 50. And that could be a very, like, good balanced breakfast. And then for lunch, just have rice and chicken and some veggies and some fucking sriracha and avocado. Again, like a few bucks. Like it, you could eat so goddamn cheap and well here. You just got to realize that. In I don't know. I've had I've had problems with DoorDash in the past where I'm literally spending like like there will be a week where I've spent like no joke almost two hundred dollars on DoorDash. I'm like I need fucking help. Yeah, no, I I've had really bad credit card bills that I've. I mean, I never carry a balance; so I pay it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, it's a see, weird thing, by the it. way. In Europe, people like when you talk about a credit card as a North American, they think you're like constantly in debt. It's like, no, I pay that shit off before I even accrue anything, and it's just like you get the rewards and shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. DoorDash is a plague. I will. But in it, where I'm, where I'm at, we have like a huge cost of living crisis, not just for like rent. But also just food. Like the average house in the lower mainland, and that's not like a small area. That's like the area surrounding Vancouver, like this vast, vast area. I think the average house is currently 1.6 million. Sheesh. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. A rent <laughs> oh, right, Canadian right now. Dollars. Yeah, Canadian. <laughs> Which is like 1.2 American, just I believe. 1.15 American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, no, like rent right now for me is above 2K. That is insane for one bedroom, one bath. Yep. And if I if I left the market and tried to go to another place, right, I'd pay even more because my rent was like I've had this place for two years now, right? Mm-hmm. So they can only raise it like I think it's like two uh, two point five or like three percent or something, some percentage. I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm. But like, there's people who've been grandfathered in with like twenty year rent control situations where like they're now they're now like 
in they're now couples, right? Like they have a significant other, but they both have their one bedroom, one bath place that they're paying maybe like fifteen hundred for, right? Mm-hmm. But if they like twelve hundred for or whatever each, but if they got together, they'd have to pay forty five hundred to five thousand for a two bedroom, one bath My in God. Vancouver. Like it's just it's absolutely absurd, just like how bad rent is in the lower mainland in general. And like I'm in Victoria, which is only like the twelfth most expensive city in Canada. And so there's way worse situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's just fucking crazy. Yeah, like, that's another reason why I probably want to leave. And, like, sure, like, you can, you know, like, where I, I think I want to end up coming, by the way, is, like, Austin, you know? Yeah. I can you can get that. paid well for working in tech there, and, like, property is cheap. You just have to deal with being in insane weather. <laughs> you just need to not freeze to death in the winter and survive the summer heat you're fine yeah easy just chance yourself in that sense <laughs> you know yeah i was come just... to atlanta bro sorry what did you say oh no no saying oh, yeah. come to atlanta come to atlanta i mean i i talked to you about it you know maybe i'll come down maybe if i can get an internship at your place you know <laughs> i mean aren't you leaving that jaunt though i am yeah um, I'm just looking at these Twitter topics real quick and I just have one that just pointed out immediately and I actually haven't gotten your thoughts. So, uh, Vori just asks thoughts on Duke mining situation. Uh-huh. Did you guys have any, strong, what did you guys think about that whole ordeal and like the people that made it? Okay. A big I have a strong Twitter. Okay. Me included. I wouldn't say it's a strong opinion, but I have an opinion. Tell me, do you have something? To- yeah. I'm for Duke mining, bro. Fuck mining, first of all. W. I, I mean, I like mining, but yeah. Continue. Motherlord mine is the most mind-numbing shit. Do, do not tell me to AFK Motherlord mine. I. I'm a. I, I don't know. I love AFKing NMZ for six hours. Uh, AFK splashing for six hours. I love that shit. It just makes me feel efficient when I'm not at my computer. So I'm all for it. Even okay. though some might say it's botting. Um, I kind of agree. But, but you are a player that likes the idea of idle gaming. Yes. Where you're not there. Okay. And that I feel like a, there's a large portion of the player base that likes that idea and would actually want the game to go down that route. Okay. No, no, that's too much. But why not? But like that's the, that's my concern. <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> what are you doing now? Now you're just that's being a clown, much. bro. That's no, but that, now you're taking it out. That Uncommon is exactly the out. argument. It's like do people want it when it's convenient for them, but they don't actually want it. It's like, dude, you can't have your cake and eat it too. No, I think you should have it. Okay, I'm for Duke mining, right? And I think people who are saying that it devalues their grind. I feel like need to get a grip and understand that the grind that you do is for yourself and you shouldn't care about what other people think about your grind. You can't like personally. you cannot take that argument to its very base though. Like what do you whole, mean? I'm just saying like that argument of like not nothing technically affects you. Just no, but what I'm game. saying is like you're doing something for the accomplishment for your own self. I don't see how someone getting 60k XP in one night will devalue your fucking grind. It's like, not really. one night though. It's a continued thing. Yeah, no. I, so, after uh, even just half a year, if you did it here and there, like during your work and your sleep, yeah. you've got 99 mining completely passively. 
yeah, 100%. I don't disagree. You can achieve it through a long portion of time, especially if you do it every fucking night, right? But let's it's just say... one click. Yeah, it's one click. Six hours. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that's all it is. One click, you put like a weight on your space bar or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I never did it because I haven't done DT2. Yeah. But yeah, I don't... For me, personally, I do a grind, right? And maybe this is a personal thing for myself. If someone else accomplishes something later down the path after an update's come out and it's made the grind easier, that doesn't change the grind that I did. That doesn't ch change the sense of accomplishment I felt. I think like for me, what that reminds me of is like, okay, the, I accomplished something and I did it the harder way. And now I'm yeah. just pulling the ladder up almost on innovation for other people just innovation, because I had to do innovation. Yeah, so one hundred percent exactly. But if you were to, if there was, if they were to make Inferno, all the monsters in there now only deal twenty five percent of their damage that they used to. Fuck it, I'm for it, baby. Let's go. But you already did be, that with Crystal Armor. Man. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, be be honest with yourself, like. That would be a devaluation of your Infernal Cape. Now people can get it. And uh, don't get me wrong. Like, this is not... Nobody would really have that big of a deal, myself included. Like, I would still know that I did that accomplishment. But you know for a fact that would be unhealthy for the game. Like, I don't see I, it. I, I like, know the, again, I, this is not comparing Duke Mining. I'm, I'm just saying that. But yeah. this situation, just yeah, ignore, no, no, I get ignore Duke Mining. Like, that would be bad for the game. And the only reason really it's bad is because it's devaluing others' achievements. I don't and see how it's devaluing. Like, okay, for me, like, for me, the way that I would equate this is let's say, right, I made it through the housing market as a millennial, as a Gen Zer or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You make it through the housing market, and then later they're, they're realizing, holy fuck, overall millennials and Gen Z feel like there is a lack of ability to buy a house. There's no future. There's no that, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, they make that situation easier for other people to want to acquire a house, right? Like in my mind, I compute the same thing, right? It's no, like, okay, my goal is 99 mining. I suffered to get it. Why should I make others to suffer? Totally. I mean, I enjoy mining as well. I like three tick, four granite, right? No, no, like, I, I, liked, I am 100% I am yeah. with you. This is going to... Like, so Levine, I... I know. I know Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've interacted with him quite a bit. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. character. So I mean, I don't have any like. I mean, I don't agree with him on a lot, like yeah. a lot. No, no, there, but I have no bad blood I've, for I've, him. Yeah, I've seen some things, you know, just screenshots of some really bad pseudoscience takes on certain things, and so <laughs> oh. I can't take him serious on on some aspects. But he came out with a ramble, and it was him talking, and I just I I gave it a listen because I. I'm willing to hear other people's concerns, especially if somebody's very passionate about the game. And his ramble um, got a little weird toward the end, but like the main, his main argument was like he doesn't ever want to see any XP increases in the game ever. Like he, and his whole argument is based on like imagine your children's children are still playing RuneScape. Like you would want them to still have that same like. Somebody that played, you know, in 2020 and now it's 2060, like their accomplishments would still be seen as like they still put in that amount of hours for that amount of work. And I, I understand where his argument is going, but like no, almost nobody sees the game the way he does and other people like him see it. And at the end of the day, it is a game, but I yeah. can still value his argument and it made sense in a certain way under a certain 
precept of like, okay, like this is what we, we don't want anything to be devalued. I, I just had to bring that up just because there are people with like differing views and I, I try and I'm trying to see everybody's views, but I need to see a rational argument for why instead of it just being selfish or instead of it just being like, I want this because it's easy and fuck mining and just say some stupid shit about some guy, like just make it all about a joke. You're like, why are you taking everything so seriously? Like, okay. Just my like, argument it, is it's better for the game's health to actually do that because at the end of the day, this mining. Oh, 100%. It, it, it's healthier because like this is a, this game is a financial venture, right? For what Carlisle group right now. Yeah. Yeah. The more active players you have, the more subscriptions you have, the more bonds that are being bought, like all these things, yeah? And currently in the climate, you're going to have more people that want AFK methods. That wa- That's why OSRS as a whole right now, like the developers are literally talking about how can we improve other AFK content? Like sure, this Duke mining thing may have upset like a certain portion of our player base and we want to cater to them and we want to make sure that they're heard and we want their accomplishments, you know, for whatever reason, good or bad, I'm not saying anything of the sort, like it's a good or a bad thing. They just want, you know, all sides of the community to be heard. Why would they even consider making like ML, what were they talking about? They were talking about adding other methods that are like more friendly to AFK players, right? Yeah. So I think overall, like the argument that is like valid in that sense, the argument that you're looking for is essentially it's better for the game's health because you have the company who owns it making money off of it and not going down the path of potentially having MTX because they have a larger player base now. Like, I feel like these things need to be added to the game. You need to okay, have progression. So the, so the argument is that, so your argument is that it would be a pro for them to, to go cater down to the noobs. This, to, to cater to noobs because it's l- the lesser of two evils where if they don't, MTX, and we could argue MTX would be the game killer. Is that what you're I also just think it's just it makes the game more enjoyable to suffer less. Like I enjoy mining. Like listen, I've done grinds, listen. right? And I and I think overall, like it just depends on what your definition of the game is and what it being successful is. I yes. feel like for players like Levine, it's an active detriment, right? It's like my definition of this game is all these hours grinds I did and how well I did it, like how well I tick manipulated over a course of time. You know what I mean? Like I accomplished these amount of goals in this set amount of time mm-hmm. and that's great. But I feel like that's such a small percentage of no, the player it is. base. That, that is a very microscopic percentage. I am 100% with you. I do not want people to suffer. I want people to enjoy the game. I'm very liberal with my takes of like having very positive changes to this game. Like I would want people to be able to craft a bunch of runes per hour. Like if we, if we'd ever touch on like the scar essence mine, like I want, I do not want people to suffer and in no way. And I feel like people straw man my argument by saying, you just want others to suffer. Like in absolutely no way do I want people to suffer. I want this game to become better and better and better and more enjoyable and more fun. But the core identity of this game is the grind is, is spending time to achieve something and putting in, the hours at your computer and turning the, and you could still say, you know, idle, you know, is still putting in hours. The game, the core identity of RuneScape, of old school RuneScape is you're at your computer, you're playing the game. There could be an argument, but we've seen over the past 22 years of this game's existence that the game has not succeeded by being an idle simulator by any means. So like we don't have any data 
showing that turning this game into an idle simulator is healthy for the game. But we do see that, okay, this game has only grown and become a very successful and truly unique and niche game because of what it succeeds at, which is the grind. Like there is something iconic about putting in a fuck ton of hours to achieve something. And that is, I think, the community and a lot of the low-level players just cannot appreciate what this game yeah, what the game but has I feel become like... that because of that. And I want grinds to become more fun. Mining is in a bad spot. I'm 100% agreeing. Like, mining's in a bad spot. I have, and and I want, like, for example, in my opinion, this is my own opinion. This is, you know, putting in 20,000 hours into this game. Like, it, I can see, now I am jaded in certain aspects. Don't get me wrong. But I try to be very open-minded about stuff. But I truly think that rhythm and flow and rewarding and engaging gameplay is truly the method for fun in mining. So I'm not against AFK. I'm not against mm -hmm. AFK methods for people that want AFK. I am against when it goes into hours and hours of you being at your computer. I Initially, when Jagex hadn't changed the logout timer, I was okay with five-minute AFKs. Like, if there was a spot, you could AFK, like, boom, five minutes, there you go. They've changed it now to 25 minutes. So I have conceded the point that, okay, like, we have decided as a community that 25 minutes of being logged in is appropriate now. And so I'm willing to give that leeway of, okay, like, it's okay now to AFK at certain spots that are very slow XP to sit there for 25 minutes away from your computer and game, but not anymore. The more we push that, the more and more and more it becomes an idle simulator. And I am 100% on board with making stuff more and more enjoyable and more rewarding and actually getting to the core of what the fuck is the problem with mining. The problem is MLM is lackluster in every fucking sense of the word. It's boring. It's annoying as hell when you're competing with people. Like there's genuine changes. You just pin all you have to do is pinpoint the motherfucking changes and change it but no it's like we will go a, a fucking decade without touching pieces of content because people are under this illusion that things like need to stay the same or something i'm like bruh if we just had a fucking honest discourse about what if we had surveys that is like what do you not like about motherload mine and you start pinpointing things about what do you not like about motherload mine like what is causing this to be unfun and then address it and make the goddamn changes like Oh my okay, God, my, like if, if we could just do that with pieces of content, we'd go so far in a okay. healthy direction. I don't disagree that the, you know, I enjoy mining as it currently is. I'm not going to deny it, right? Yeah, I'm one okay. of those, right? Could it use changes for the positive? Yes, of course, right? I feel like they could make better, more, like, you know, Sepulcher is one of those few pieces of content, which is skilling, which is engaging. And I feel like they actually accomplished something um, in the sense that's more like, engaging because like i don't know i tried that giant's foundry crap and holy shit i just you know like that was horrible Thank i don't you. know what your take is on that absolutely dog shit yeah no i i, I was bored as, mini as i match was, the colors yeah yeah no like i I've, i got bored as soon as i started whatever but i still don't get how you can like okay let's say you add something engaging for mining what's wrong with 10k an hour over like you know What's wrong with Idlescape? I still don't see an issue with it because the problem with say... Idlescape is it. Mm -hmm. The problem with Idlescape is that's not the core identity of old school RuneScape. Yeah, but the core identity of RuneScape in general was it was a player killing game in the beginning, right? Like no, every it wasn't. Sing... 
yeah, RuneScape in general was a player killing game. Like RuneScape, when it was born by Andrew Gower, it was you either pick your person to be a PKer or you pick yourself to be a non PKer. And that's just what you pick on character creation. And then you could also pick like, am I going to be a mage? Am I going to be a necro? Or am I going to be a ranger? And all that really did was it, it just changed what you started the game with, right? But that game clearly evolved into something else, right? And so like for me, I just don't get like, identities evolve, right? And no, I feel they like- they evolve. They evolve for sure. But should we like just start evolving into turn this fucking game into RS3? Like just evolve it? Like there's a, there's an- But identity. like I feel like, okay, now that's just like a slippery slope, right? I know, like, but there's- but If there you is add Idlescape, core... is it really RS3? Like evolution of combat, it's just like yeah. a large aspect of it. Pay to- Pay to win is a large as aspect of RS3. Yeah. I feel like if you add idle components to some components, skills, I'm okay with that. Yeah. What's what, okay? The problem what, is six goddamn hours. 10k, 10k an hour for six hours. 60k. I don't see the harm. I really don't. Okay. I'm gonna point out one harm in particular. Okay. You will now not engage with the mining skill because in the course of the time where it, there's so many other core issues with this. W. If you if you were to get down to the very bottom argument of like why why do people even want to mine? It's because there's a fucking max cape. Like uh, the the max cape in essence was a huge detriment to the game long term. Like you now have people that have zero interest in skilling that now feel this horrible obligation. That's to me though, say because I need to mine to do TOA and chambers. Yeah, that's horrible. I wouldn't mind otherwise. Yeah, like that, that's a, that they've they've fucked up in so many ways, and so now we have to like have these band aid solutions. Like we have to kind of cope with what we have done to this game. Like it was an abominable change to have extremely overpowered things that, that like imagine there was a new PvP cape that came out, and you have to get two thousand kills. In order to uh, 2,000 raw kills in the wilderness to get this new PvP cape with new teleports, new perks. I'm opening up the COD lobby and we're boosting for skins. You baby. would get it is you, what it is. You would get people that are fucking like it would destroy the wilderness. Like it would just be like, I mean, it would be ha active as hell, but you would fundamentally change what PKing is because now you need every, every single fucking player needs to get this best in slot cape to participate in any other thing. So as soon as you start touching this kind of stuff, like it affects other aspects. So unfortunately nowadays, like in the good old days, people skilled because they wanted a skill and they enjoy that about the game. And now you have people absolutely hating skilling because they don't actually want to skill, but they feel the need to do it to get perks for other aspects of the game. And that's, that is the main core problem of this whole thing. I still, for me, like, let's say you don't like one grind. Let's say they make a, a skilling thing that's very engaging about the skill. Everyone loves it, right? Mm -hmm. If one person wants to skip out on that by idling it, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Be my guest. Like, I don't see... And I really just intrinsically don't see how that, like, destroys the it game. It doesn't destroy the game. But it's not... It does not... It is not healthy for the long-term vision of the game to start approving things like that it you but could not everyone would do it that way like i, I know yeah. but there are way better solutions to things like it's just like you wouldn't destroy the game by like the game would not be destroyed if they just 
quadrupled RCXP rates. Like it would not be destroyed, but like there is a good argument to be had that maybe we shouldn't do that. Like maybe, maybe people love the grind and love being able to flex their grinds of how many hours they put into a skill. Not yeah, but I feel like triple R seeing the rate is just way like it's a nuclear option when as opposed to like because that's but, but you're spending there spending not, effort, but it right? wouldn't destroy the game. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, so but that's like the, what I'm trying to say though that is done. you can't compare apples to apples in that case because like one thing is attacking the core identity, in my opinion, that you were at the computer playing the game and getting rewarded triple times the rate. Yeah, no, one you're is, right. You're right. It's not. Yeah. It, they're not apples to apples. Um, yeah. It's just a bad precedent to have, and the main the main argument is that OSRS has a core identity, which is you put in the effort playing the game, interacting with your computer, interacting with your phone, playing the game, and you gain XP, and it's a multi-massively online game, and you get to share your achievements with people, go through the grinds, and as soon as that becomes just a passive thing where you click once and gain free XP, it's not... Okay, that's just not the core identity of it. Okay, I have a question about this tweet. Okay, okay, proudly admitting this is in response to a cold one posting about how he got four million XP. Proudly admitting to what has been long considered, uh, what has long been considered nothing short of botting sends a shameful standard and message to the wider community. It's okay to cheat sometimes. How is cold one right? Yeah, using this method cheating. Because he's using something to stay logged in that's considered like it has actually been known. Like there's JMod responses prior to this incident that says if you're if you are having something else that's not you keeping your guy logged in for over 25 minutes, you're botting. Like you're that's cheating. That's not botting. It's cheating. Then why do I not not see him? Uh, like in mass of people being banned because there's everyone no and their way mom to, did there, it. There is no way to detect it, which is why it like, and I have been, and people are like, well, why didn't some guy in that thread was like, why didn't you get mad over blast furnace pumping at the thing? Why didn't you get mad at splashing? Like I've been fucking mad at all this stuff, but it feels irrelevant because Jagex doesn't care. Like they don't care about you botting. Like I, when I first started playing old school, nightmare zone was a thing where you could six hour and you could get 99 melees in no w. effort whatsoever in a month like you could get w. 99 combat that was not healthy for the game people fucking <laughs> loved it because people like getting free shit 100 people like getting free shit but like there's an argument to be made that that was not healthy for the game to just not play the game and get all this shit done so i've i'm always against that stuff and i made that post because you can have a content creator like a cold one. I love that guy as a brother. Like I, I, I love him to death, but I need to call it out where I see it. And that actually like pained me to have to do that. Cause I knew it would be extremely controversial, but when Coxie, when Coxie, <laughs> for example, was cleaning herbs, he's only w. cleaning 28 herbs in one click. Everyone got fucking pissed. Everyone That's... got fucking pissed because Coxie is not a comic on stream that trolls around about things. So people can easily hate on Coxie. There is literally what cleaning herbs in one hotkey does not have any detriment to the game. 
Just play your game. It's not affecting anybody. Every fucking person in the entire community got butthurt and was pitchforking to get Coxie banned. Every motherfucker. Even I called it out. I said, that is cheating. Can and we have to favor? call it out? Yeah, go. Can you watch that video I just linked to you real sure. quick? Only person you know that cheats is your fucking mom. And it's because I fuck her in front of your dad every single night. <laughs> your dad watches from the closet. Jesus just fuck. stroking himself to me fucking your mother. Okay? It's the only person you know who cheats. Get a grip and get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> dude, dude. Holy shit. Common Coxie W in Common that moment. Coxie w, holy shit. Um... Yeah, no, but like you, you understand, like there are personas, like there's characters where it's like it, they can do no wrong, and there's other characters where they can do no right. Yeah, no, but, most definitely. But I why, mean, like, like, why weren't what, people that? Like, why were people okay? Why weren't people because okay Coxie with is someone who prides himself on the grind of like all pets and playing the game, and you know he has these this identity of you know having a max cape and being plays thirty two accounts with. Like, 32 bitches sucking on his toes. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's who you surround yourself with, right? And, like, when Dirt Nerd did it, Dirt Nerd streamed him doing Duke Mining while he slept to, like, 500 people. And everyone loved it. It's because that's who he surrounded himself yeah, yeah, no, with. Right? And like, that, that's yeah. the, that is a problem, in my opinion. And then this is, goes far beyond RuneScape. Is just accepting things as fine because someone you like is doing it. Or, or thinking something's wrong where it's actually right, but because someone you don't like is doing it. I really don't think it's wrong though, right? And I feel like is it for wrong me, to, it's is, just... Is it wrong to auto-clean your herbs with one hockey? Is that wrong? Like, would you eh, would you be okay if you that... You know, be I do have carpal tunnel, so maybe they should add that into the game, you know? Yeah, and we could have a rational <laughs> argument. Say, we could literally have a rational argument saying, hey, what if there's a way, and the, they came out with a spell that allows you to do that? I, I would honestly say, be able to one-click that spell, like one, one ticket. Yeah. I think they've added some stupid arbitrary delay to it, which is completely pointless. But we can have an argument on that, but we can still agree that, okay, this is cheating and staying logged in for six hours is considered, long been considered cheating. Now, if people want to change that, everything's subjective at the end of the day. So you can say something's not cheating all of a sudden, but I still need to call it out where... If we continue down this road, like if, if a cold one or some other, you know, troll character comes along and just starts actively botting, I mean, what if he auto clicks Alks for six hours? Like I did. I got, I got fucking banned for auto clicking Alks. And you know, it was a W until you got banned. I auto clicked <laughs> Alks for one night for six hours straight. And I got permanently fucking banned. No on remorse. On your hardcore. Yep. No remorse. Yeah. Did you no... ever get that account unbanned? I did, actually. It got unbanned four years later. Yeah. Do you was... play it? No, I still have it. It's still a hardcore. Damn. Its name is Sater, just my first name. Damn, that's actually oh, kind shit. of a banger name. Yeah. Please. No, it's my it's my like Twitch name and everything. So I'm I'm no I know I'm going on this ramble. I hope you guys don't mind. Yeah, no, I don't care. Okay. The, the Sater uh, propaganda. Everyone warned me warned me about <laughs> No, I just I I'm passionate because what what scares me the most is more characters coming around that don't have any actual um uh don't don't do not see this game as valuable to upkeep its standard of like health and 
um, core identity and all this stuff. Like people just see the game as eh, whatever, just turn the fucking game into whatever the hell you want. Like we're, we're not going to upkeep any standard and w- whatever the game turns into, fuck it. Nah. You know, we're just, we're all getting old. Who the hell cares? You have two of those people in the call right now. I know. And that's why, <laughs> and that's why this is what concerns me is that so many people don't give a fuck about what OSRS turns into. So I'm trying to be a voice of somewhat reason in regards to advocating for long-term health of this game where almost nobody gives a flying fuck. And that concerns well, me. Well, I wouldn't say I don't care beautiful. because I really enjoy this game quite a bit, yeah. but I just think that the game's changed. I feel like the age of the average player is going up. They have more real-life responsibilities, right? And I feel like the game's meaning and what purpose it serves has definitely changed. Like, uh, a big thing. Four years ago when I played, the average skill level was dog shit poo-poo, yeah? Yeah. I came back, and I'm looking at all these players that are just mid-tier, but they're cracked. Like, if you took that person and you took them back four years ago and placed them in, they'd be better than Wooks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they would sure. be the gods of the game at that point. And it's just like, I feel like the game has changed. The average skill level has changed. All these things have changed. I just think it's just the game more changing with time. And no, I feel like that, that's exactly, the the that game. is exactly the problem as well. Like, we could, that is exactly what is causing this. And people can say they don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it because the that's game fair. has survived with a lot of good updates because people vote no to bad ideas coming into this game and a bad idea coming into this game is making skills idle a bad idea was boss slayer where you where you have to be on a task basically to not be trolling killing any boss like that got shut down that that didn't even go to a poll but if we got to the point where every single goddamn thing that's polled and suggested just comes into the game this game is going to turn into a fucking swamp of just dog shit of what Toontown? Can you explain Toontown? Toontown? Yeah. <laughs> Toontown, Toontown is bad updates <laughs> that people can't see are bad because they are they don't know what a good update is. Like they they couldn't see how much better an update could have been, and like Giants Foundry is one of those. Like that's a Toontown update of like somebody could have come up with any dog shit concept. I could have come out with something on fucking paper in five minutes, implemented it into the game, had a good XP rate, and people wouldn't complain. People would just be okay with it. I could come out with, like, I, I even mentioned this example on um, on my stream earlier this morning. I said, if sulfur mining, the Lovacang activity, you know, where you're up in the northwest of Lovacang, and you have to yeah. mine sulfur for Lovacang favor. Yeah. If you would get collection logs from that, like five collection logs over the the course of three hours, you're mining that shit and, you know, get some good like XP, people would be like, oh yeah, like sulfur mining is not that bad. Like that's, it's like, it's like, that's like objectively just a dog shit piece of content. Like, but you can just add collection logs to it or add, um, some sort of like just higher XP and people all of a sudden don't have a problem with it like that. But that's just, you have you could see how much better sulfur mining could be. Like you could have rhythm, you could have engagement, you could have challenge, you could have some sort of strategy involved, but no, it's just sit there and get fucked up by these NPC clouds just repeatedly. And people would not have a problem with it. And it's just 
I, I have that same feeling with forestry. Like forestry comes out, I have a problem with it. It's very hard for me to illustrate all of my points on how forestry could have been so much better, mainly because it's useless to spend all this time trying to explain like a very healthy, I've given points, but like regardless, it's now in the game and you have higher XP rates. And if I am adamantly against that update, and I think it was a poor update to come into the game, people are going to get very mad at me because all they see is the positive of it, which was I get more XP, this skill go faster, skill go burr, I'm happy. Anybody that disagrees with me can go to fucking hell. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, like I get so concerned with the piss poor quality of some of these updates that are just extremely unfun. And the only thing that's good about it is people getting higher XP rates. Not every update will be a banger. But it could be. Every update could be a banger. Mm, no. Not <laughs> yes, with the current state of the game, though. Because, I don't know. PK updates all get voted down. It is now 70% pass rate. And no matter what you do, the masses will outnumber you in the poll. I know, and so, it's up to Jagex to come up with a good thing instead of... Because yeah. like, you, like you just said, like Jagex could literally poll anything. They could poll little... I support tyranny. I don't want to allow the player to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are ruining this game personally. We are, we but, are um, for sure. Yeah. I feel like um, there's just not enough balanced individuals having this discourse. Is what I mean. Uh, like uh, what and what I mean by that, I should say, is like I feel like there's no one who's just there being like more relaxed about the situation. Every time I read about this shit, it's like Twitter's dissing Reddit, Reddit's dissing Twitter, and then there's just like the average player on YouTube, I guess, not really concerned with anything. I don't really know how that goes, but I just feel like whenever I read about an update, people are always just dissing another side. Where like it's just like. Like, why do you even have to do that? And why does it have to be so one extreme? And why can't you try and find a middle ground? I feel like generally whenever these situations come up, it's like, damn, this is ruining the game. And it's like, well, like, do you know what I mean? I feel like people talk in such extremities. Yeah. And I feel no, like I'm... it's not really there for discourse. People are just there to like jerk themselves off. Yeah. About... Yeah. No, no. And I'm going to mainly stick. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be in any way dogmatic about my views. I'm not trying to be purist or elitist or anything. I'm truly trying to see what has caused this game, what what has given this game good growth and good, like and like high quality updates that were actually engaging and fun and pinpointing those and realizing what we can do to further enhance this game. And I'm I really try to stay open-minded with a lot of things. The problem is the amount of people that are very close-minded in both regards, either being way too elitist or being way too liberal about just anything can come into this game. I don't care. I play this game. I have eight kids and two jobs and whatever. And, and fuck Chad. you and, and fuck you for taking this game so seriously. Go fuck yourself. And a giga Chad. Yeah. It's just like, I'm trying to be moderate, but I need to at least speak when I think there's a concern like when when i have a concern with something i'm going to speak up about it because i realize like if i don't do that 
like if if more people were to speak up about certain things like it would be in a better place if people were to be rational and have like honest discourse instead of just yelling and you hate somebody so you're just gonna go online and yell and just tear them apart instead of having like a good discussion what if they added no nah, i'm not gonna make this joke never mind what no 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 it's a bad joke okay we're uh, wholesome family-friendly channel you know well i went on for 30 minutes about that i hope uh i i got my that that was my like you feel better yeah you know i, I got yeah, you my, feel I got, cleansed yeah yeah. I, I, I like that you're passionate about the game, though. Um, I think we need someone like that in the community. Are you... Pa okay, now here's me being me, okay? Yeah. And be honest with me here. Okay. Um, you don't. You can edit it out, you know, sure. as well. Um, Are you just saying shit on Twitter to, one, invoke a reaction to have more clicks and more interaction on YouTube as well? Okay, so I know I joked about that. On I don't know if you joked about that, but I, that was I, a theory I, that I, I had. I joked about it in your stream because it's. I think it's fucking funny when somebody's like, "Like, damn, like you're you're so butthurt about this." Then I just make the joke like, "I fucking got paid for it. Like, I made a video and I got money for it." But yeah, like, and I think that's yeah, no like W. By, by absolutely no means is this in any way connected. Like me, ha me just having some random made up take Bro, because I'm getting, if I'm you, I'm telling you, I'm fucking saying the craziest shit. <laughs> I'm flip flopping every other, like one, one update. I'll be like, damn two in town as fuck. Can't believe they're adding this. And then another update will be like, that's if you King click, Condor. That is exactly if, if what you, King if Condor you click, does. if you click this button, you'll get 200 million XP right now. You'll be maxing all skills from 10 seconds of effort. I'd be like, damn, that's such a good update. Jagex should add that yeah. just because like, I feel like flip flop, you're just gonna get so many confused people and more people interacting with your content like you best believe i'm milking my community for every last drop bro and i'm taking their ad set i'm taking that like viewer interaction going straight to like what's that one guy from uh he what's he runs like a a talent talent management thing and he and he does it yeah you had him on your podcast mason he does it for crusader like, yeah or mason, crusader um, yeah mason um yeah i'm i'm straying I'm going straight to that guy and be like, damn, look at my numbers. And I'm getting juiced from ad revenue. I'm making $30 million from one ad, say. My two cents. But no, you know. no, no, no. Like, <laughs> listen, there is so many ways to monetize shit. And one of them is to just be a total freak online. Just say whatever the hell comes to your mind. Cause controversy. Cause people to get pissed off. It's fear monger. <laughs> There's always that fear monger thing. You can just you can make so much money, get so many clicks on just fucking fear mongering. Like just this is the end of RuneScape as we know it. Like the, just whatever the fuck you want. I'm and I know some of the time, like some of my titles, very occasionally are maybe a bit more extreme than they needed to be. W and I will I will concede that fully. But I've never been outrageous about that. In fact, most of my thumbnails and titles are pretty relaxed. And I actively try to make it honest, but no, I think um, I think I'm going to go down the route of just giving my honest take about things and um, kind of just taking the heat because it's so much easier. Like it would be so much easier for me to laugh along a cold, laugh along with a cold one, 
treat things as not a big joke. And, you know, even if there's a bad take I don't agree with, like, oh, like, what is the community? What is the overall community agreeing with? Okay, I'll just go with them because I won't get as much backlash or or just not say anything. I would go against them and get more backlash, you know? There is that, but I would never purposely go against something just to get backlash. Always, Seki always against on purpose, bro. Yeah. Now, I've decided personally, like, I'm going to go down the honest route of just stating how I feel and trying to remain as open-minded as possible, trying to remain a, a voice of, of of somewhat reason, like just people that yeah. can listen and actually hear a somewhat well-formed argument, although some of my arguments are actually just not well-formed at all because I just click record and just fucking send it, but yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like it's healthy to not be too critical about like having like look, we all grow as people, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have some moments where you click that button, you say a bunch of dumb shit and you realize you've said some dumb shit and you move on with your life and you grow from it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a W right there. And I'll apologize about it too. If I'm in the wrong, I want to and it's really hard cuz as a human like you got that pride element, you got that ego that you want to protect, but like for the most part, I really want to be in a place where if somebody truly, honestly, openly criticizes me for something that is relevant to them, not just fucking criticizing like what I look like or what I'm doing with my like just things that are relevant to the conversation. Yeah, like non Mr. Brian. Yeah, like just people that will just roast every flaw of yours. Like that that's just like dishonest. Like it's not not dishonest, but it's just you're just trying to tear me down. Like there's nothing constructive from this necessarily. You're doing it out of hatred. But if somebody comes in fully openly, honestly, with great arguments, pushing against pushing back against what I believe, I am so willing to change my mind. But when people come and I see it just people in droves just coming in and just absolutely tearing down my character or tearing down like anything just to try to make some straw man point. It's just like disgusting. And I, it's just like, bro. And I don't want to be a part of that. Like I want to be the absolute antithesis of that. Yeah. So anyway, Jesus Christ. What's uh what's some more Twitter things since we went on I guess we should we just look at the Twitter ones then cuz we Yeah, sure. Um actually, here's one. Why ch- uh token asks, why choose a Linux over Windows? You guys like both have Linux. Yeah. <laughs> Cummy, Cummy uh, showed me the dark side and I can't come back. Cummy, why? Why for me if you like it's a a preference thing it's just like it gives Stop you being more a bitch bro just be like listen, better, just bro. listen okay okay it gives it gives you more power over the hardware that you have and i love that so it's just for me um it's also better but only because it's open source like people can make shit for you and make life easier like if you've used a mac before you'll love linux there's just 
Have you used the Windows search like in the start menu? <laughs> oh, you type Jagex launcher and it doesn't fucking show up. It's horrible. <laughs> it's it's horrible. so bad. And there's just tools on like Linux and Mac and all these non-Windows machines that are just way better. And I don't know why Windows is so behind on some of these things. And that's just my main reasons. I also feel that if there isn't something on Linux, you can make it. Yes. If there isn't something, you yourself can make it without running into a million fucking hurdles. Like, I will say, right? Like, as someone who's doing video editing, let's just say, maybe, like, I don't know enough about it, but I'm, Windows probably, actually, Mac has a really nice. Uh, Mac is really vi- good. Yeah. For yeah, never mind. So fuck Windows again. Windows takes the L. <laughs> um, what else? Like,. I don't know. Like, let's just say you're playing video games, right? I understand it. You're going to be on a Windows machine. They just, the environment is just better made for that. Like, it's been a common thing for how long, right? And like, with the introduction of the Steam Deck, maybe it gets better for Linux because they're trying to port all Steam games to be able to work on like a Linux environment because of the Steam Deck. Dude, they already did. My Steam Deck runs fucking Elden Ring. It runs all the new games on release. That's a W. And that's Linux, so... Yeah. We're, like, we're there. Yeah, we're getting there. I Like, I don't know. I, I do understand, though, that the average person is just better off yeah. on Windows. And I'm not saying this in some weird, like, oh, elitist way. It's mostly... The reason why I use Linux, I got into programming. I like, I, I like that I have more control over my machine. If I want to create something, I can just create a script for it. If I'm having an issue with something, I can fix it. Um, I don't have to deal with command prompt. I don't have to deal with uh, fucking god awful oh, PowerShell ain't so bad, but it's still like Unix is just bash Unix. Like it's just way better to interact with. Like if I'm navigating my computer, I don't have to use a fucking file explorer or use fucking command prompt. Like who even like how do you even go to the home directory on a command prompt, Cummy? Do you know? I don't know what I dir have or no something, bro. Like. <laughs> It's just like if if you're using a computer in that sense and you have the ability to and you've spent even a little bit of time trying to it's not hard as well it's it, it's very it's basic. really easy it's yeah like yeah people yeah. think it's for like elite hackers with like I don't know it's it's, it's not yeah it's user friendly they have different environments that you can get into and if depending on your level of like I don't know mental brain damage you can like use window tiling managers and stuff and like uh there's a whole world into it and i just i i enjoy using linux i don't know some people Mm. enjoy it some people don't like with jagex launcher there's no actually so i made a i made my runescape account into a jagex account at like 3 a.m on some random night and then i realized that there's no jagex launcher for linux right and i'm like oh shit i cannot revert this change i can't log into my account anymore right like there's just no way for me to do it. But what I just did is I I used there pretty much there is a way, right? Like you pretty much <laughs> you 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 make a VM of like a Windows machine on your thing to cr- like download the files and every time I'm accessing the Jagex launcher, it's using those downloaded files on that VM and then I'm just launching and I'm tricking the launcher into raun- launching the RuneLite download that I have on my Linux machine to use that to log into. So like, and that didn't take me that long. Do you know what I mean? And it was an enjoyable process doing all of that. So it's just like, I think it's for the right person. It can be a good experience. It can be a bad one. Not for a person that just wants simplicity. 
generally. No, like, no, I feel like Linux is the book you want to get. Um, it will teach you more about your computer and how computers work for sure. And like, I don't know. But the, there is like ready made stuff. It's just me and Seki take the weird routes. Mm. Yeah, like if you download, like I use Linux Mint and they have this environment called Cinnamon and it's literally just made to be, you launch it, you use it, very little, like, I don't know, very little issues with using it on a day-to-day -day basis. Like if you're, if the only thing you're doing is watching content, sending emails and playing the occasional game, Linux Mint's a fine environment for that. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's just what were you raised on, right? Like, I was raised on Windows. It took me a while to try out even an Apple computer, like a MacBook. And when I tried out a MacBook, I'm like, holy shit, like, all these... It just felt more ergonomic, like, made for a human being with all these gesture controls. And I don't know, it just felt like a more enjoyable experience. But still, I preferred to use a Windows desktop. And then when I eventually tried Linux, I felt that same level of, like, this is made more for a human. I have more control over what I'm doing. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think there's a better or a worse. It's just another option. And I feel like Linux is an opportunity potentially to learn more about your computer. But if you don't want to, you can still use it in a way that you don't need to. Okay. Yeah. Um, Uberu asks, who is going to burn out first? DJ Comboy remaking his new hardcore, in parentheses, new passion for the game, or Sek on filleting his wrist from from skipping for five hours to get Zuck task. Yeah, I'm still burnt. My, I'm a busy person now. Like, I used to be in college and, like, university and stuff where I had, like, a lot of free time and a game a lot. But right now, what motivated me to play is the new staff. And I just love doing low-level shit. So, until... I get bored of that, I'll uh, keep playing, I think. So maybe Seki will burn first. I think I'm already burnt because, like, one thing that I've been thinking about is just de-ironing because, like, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the content that I just want to do is locked up behind me being an Iron Man, and then I've considered making a main, and then I've just considered, like, not playing, and I've considered all, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know when I'll burn. I'm just playing, and I'm enjoying me playing, like, right now. I'm doing some ZARC. What my goals are right now for my account. Um, I'm at the point where I just have Zuck tasks to do. And I have... Um, that's... Yeah. And I have to skip for one task. W. Um, and then, or there's Toa spam or Chamber spam or TOB spam. And it just seems dumb to do anything else. Like, I kind of have to do Arma to, like, you know, make Masori. And then I also have to do Next to get Torvo. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is the worst part of Iron Man right now. Like, I know a lot long, of people are like long grinds that are not. Yeah. Just, no, no, no. It, it's not the long. Like next is such a long grind. <laughs> yeah, like I have no interest in next. Like I can, I can see chambers, you know, and like it's fun seeing the progression. You getting better at chambers and getting geared while you're getting better. Like, don't but... get me wrong, as well. Like next actually has like the best part about next is the drops you get are fucking awesome. Like, you're getting Torva. Like, every time you get a drop, for the most part, like, you're getting the Van Braces, then you're getting the Crossbow, then you're getting Torva. It's like, those are great drops. So you know for a fact there, like, when you get something, it's going to be good, generally. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, you're doing it with the homies, and if you get into a flow, it's really not bad. Like, I actually, 
I actually kind of crave Knacks occasionally, but it really has to be... You have to get a good team going. That's it. I like solo content a lot in this game right now. So, For like, sure. I do solo TOA, I do solo Chambers. And, like, I'm not good at any by either means. Like, I'll do a 300 and I'll do it in 35 minutes. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. pretty slow, I think. And then I'll, if I do a solo Chambers, like, I'm doing it, what, like, 28 minutes, 30 minutes, you know? So, like, pretty fucking slow when you compare it to god gamers out there um and then with zuck like i killed zuck originally what four three years ago and i recently killed him again um with bofa and stuff and that was a much easier grind it took me like six days and and then i i died killing him so i had to do it again i had to do a task task, and i got yeah. yeah yeah that was fun and then my last six tasks have been uh one wave seven death shout outs the melee blobs might shout out to mike tyson he punches hard um i ran in with stams instead of restores uh a wave 65 death to a weird niche mechanic i learned which was kind of cool but infuriating and then three zuck deaths on some dumb shit like one was i thought i proc zuck but it was actually 241 instead of 240 so i took out my blowpipe you know what i mean Mm. and Instead of like, I'm waiting for the healers to spawn, they don't spawn. And then I don't remember that I've taken out my blowpipe, so I attack Zuck and I run to the middle and just take oh, a hit. Oh, God. And then the other one was I forgot to tick eat a brew from a range, like a tick eat a ranger. Like Zuck's like 50 health or something, right? My shield has full health. I have the major on me. I could have left the ranger to keep attacking the shield. And then I picked the ranger off and then I missed the tick eat on the attack because I wasn't flicking the set. And then. I don't know. I don't even remember the other ones. What was like? I just have a lot of continuous dumb deaths, and so I feel like that's kind of been demotivating because I only get one task at a time. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like there, there's fun elements to the game right now for me, but there's also a lot of like, okay, let's say I want to do just do a bunch of Inferno, which I do because I'm really bad at it. You know what I mean? There's so much to learn, and I'm not interested in necessarily going fast, but I'm interested in getting better, solving quicker, um, like just knowing more solves as soon as I see the spawn, like that's kind of fun. Like you're in a rhythm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, with my account, I just feel like I'm at a weird spot where I don't necessarily enjoy it fully, but I feel like if I de-iron, I also want to enjoy the game because I won't have goals, right? Yeah. It'll yeah, just yeah. be like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've, who will burn out first? Uh, we're both burnt. Second. That's my second's gonna burn. <laughs> uh, a cold one asks, or he says, imagine the alter the alternate universe where DJ Comboy pressed start recording instead of start streaming that night during leagues two. How would you both have felt hearing Jagex say the first infernal cape on leagues was obtained by DJ Comboy? Do you think that would have happened? We were talking about this earlier about the nerves. Um, and you would have been the first to an infernal cape on Trailblazer, correct, DJ? I think. And but if, if I wasn't online. worried about, yeah, like five thousand, ten thousand people watching, because I was live day two, the only person in Inferno. He was like um, a day before anyone even stepped hell. in. <laughs> yeah, I was like so early there, and it's just. Five, I don't know, between five and ten thousand people spamming dicks in my chat, like ASCIIs, and I had no mods. <laughs> and I, if I didn't open Discord, I had like a bunch of DMs from like 
uncle, Seki, like Neen, all all the boys are DMing me, asking how I'm there, like all your life and shit like that. Um, it just puts that pressure on you that you need to perform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And I streamed every subsequent task after that because I was like, okay, now I have to show the people, right? Um, or not test, but like attempt. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say, you were doing the most like risky method of doing it, and you almost had it down, bro. Yeah, I like know. the most unconventional. I wouldn't say risky, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Everyone laughed at me, Sater, for picking Wildy first. <laughs> They see me day two in Inferno. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So I... who, who actually got it, by the way? Molgoat Kirby. Uh, and I will Kirby, never yeah. forget. I will never forget because I was so upset. I was I was distraught. You know, I was damn. driving around LA texting everyone like, damn. No, I, I, and ironically, I really wish DJ got it. Because yeah. DJ was there 24 hours early. And it, it was a bit of nerves. And it was a bit of like... Mage off taking is different than using a blowpipe. Yeah, right? and he it didn't. Doesn't same take like uh, when you hit the mage. If it splashes, it does different. If it hits, it's also different. It, you can't predict it. I feel like DJ. No, no flack against Mogul Kirby. He's cracked at the game way better than I'll ever be, and I'm dog shit at the game. I accept all that, yeah. But what DJ was doing was unconventional. It was. It was different. It was against the mold. And then just watching Mulgoat Kirby come in with such a like tame, you know, methodical, well yeah, thought, you know, yeah. like a methodical approach and nab it away from DJ was just heartbreaking. It's you know? almost like, like the 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 tortoise and the hare story a little bit. Like you were the well, fucking hare convoy. Did you, you know that I lapped him twice? And I fucked it up. <laughs> Didn't you set, you know, like DJ was literally there 24 hours before. If he, and the one thing that he kept dying to was he somehow keep same ticking the set. Like, it was never just, off tick. Yeah. God he just damn, kept dude. same ticking the set. And I, I don't know how many runs he did. Like, four, I want to say five even. And then, like, when Molgoat Goat Kirby started sending attempts, DJ did two in the time Molgoat Kirby did like half of one. And it was just so frustrating to watch. But shout out to Mulgo Kirby. No, no bad blood, but I just really uh, wish DJ got it. But also to answer the question, I would have been so happy if Jagex or like old school escape account had to tweet DJ combo. <laughs> that would have been I don't great. know. It's just fucking. Or announce it over like their Q&A yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Congratulations. DJ Comboy. Do you think they would have said it? Or would they just like. They'd they, have to. they probably would have said Kumbwa or something like <laughs> DJ Kumbwa. Quirky. Uh, um, let's see. This is kind of a strange question. I don't know what your answer is going to be, but the worst NH asks question for DJ Kumboy. Imagine you were Wooks for a day. What would be your top three old school RuneScape streamers you would host after ending your stream? And why Dear Lola One is not in that list? Two, 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 two. Canada might not say. Um, th this for context. I don't know if you know this, Sadie. What? But um, Whoops tweeted something on Twitter. I don't know some mechanic or some shit, right? And then in the comments or like the retweets, Lola says, 
hey, uh, I'm an upcoming streamer, please host me. <laughs> and it's not like he just did that on uh, one. Didn't he do that on like a million of Wooks' posts at the time? Uh, I, I only know of one, so I can't say. Bro, I swear to God he was ragging him. You know? I swear to God <laughs> he was so, ragging him. Like, you just can't do that. That's so shameless. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, did you see that? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you guys follow Tina on Twitter, but she had just posted this guy that like went into one of like her top gifters streams, and like there was. This I guy know who you're was, talking about. You, you he know. was in T Papa's stream last yeah, night. Did you Did you see that clip? I, I like his, his top clip where he's like raging. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. fuck, dude! The yeah. dude has like actual anger problems. Yeah. It was pretty like, funny. Like, like, like uh, you can literally tell. Like, that dude is a fucking abusive. Like, holy yeah. Shit. Like, he'll drink six beers and a health bar will pop up above his wife's head. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, dude. Uh, yeah, and you just see all the messages that were pasted by everybody else, and it's just like he's begging for stuff or just begging for anything, and then when he doesn't get what he wants, starts fucking acting like a toddler, just fucking whining. It's so cringe. I was actually having a pretty good laugh this morning yeah. on that. It's good Conti reading all that. Yeah. yeah. I saw him in a couple streams yesterday and everyone kept pointing him out. And he was like, people can't take a joke, man. And I'm like, hmm. oh, man. Yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. I, I, you just got to. Like, Papa was egging him on. Like, you know what? You should go into more streams that would like like for you to comment about their feet i think they would really enjoy that but don't tell them that i sent you you know like uh that was really funny <laughs> you, you just gotta wonder like what fucking went wrong like in his life that just caused him to just be like the way he is like jesus man i don't know i'm pretty unhinged in my own way i, I wouldn't say i'm unhinged in that way i'm unhinged in a in a more different sense but yeah no but yeah that he's something else Okay, um, why Ace asks, would you rather have a cat or a dog? I already know Saigon's answer. Uh, I'd rather a cat because I I'll send you the video, but cats just love me, bro. Damn, and I don't DJ. have to walk it. <laughs> I love common, dogs, too. Uncommon DJL. <laughs> No, I'm I'm, I'm with I'm with Comboy generally. Like I actually think I'd rather have a cat, but I'm allergic, so. Uh, I think cats are more adorable though, and also, I, I like I like that they're more when independent. you're like okay, let's say you're in public and you're walking your cat. A bad bitch will look at that and she'll be like, "Damn, what the fuck?" Yeah, exactly my point. You don't walk your cat, but guess who you do walk? Your dog, and you're getting bitches. No, saying. I'll be I'll be fully honest. It's a it's a shame that I mean I'm I'm partially allergic to dogs like I'm way more allergic to cats and dogs but I I still have allergies and I never had a dog growing up but 100% especially here in Oregon every motherfucker not only has a dog but also drinks I don't do either like I don't have a dog and I don't drink and so like I just am this just anomaly that in a prison <laughs> like i i it sucks like it's almost like man i should really just start drinking and i should just fucking grow like just take out drinking is really kind of like mid and overrated everybody here drink like when you look up things to do in eugene oregon like 80 percent of the things that they list online 
is like taverns and wineries and white wine tasting like everything i'm gonna be honest man like just even having a beer i feel that shit the next day like i feel objectively worse when i wake up like Mm. i don't know i like here's the issue as well i love the taste of alcohol like i love that bitter taste i love drinking whiskey i love gin i love all kinds of liquor i love the taste of it right and i love being a bit of an idiot but those after effects, I could just uh, not worth it. Even from one beer, I feel like objectively you just feel more shit. Yep. Now for for sure, I don't, I don't, I don't plan on ever drinking either. Like I've drinking before, I experimented, but yeah, but just not for me, and I don't want it. But I will say it would open up some opportunities in the short term. Yeah, I mean, like you know, cost benefit. Dog's a better choice. I am. Yeah. A- now for for sure. I don't, I, I don't know how to, if I, I had a ranch a home, I'd yeah. get a dog. That's if I want a farm, get a dog. What about a cat and a dog? Yeah, no problem. I think there's no case, no circumstance, unless my partner wants a cat. Like, I'm ever getting a cat. <laughs> and I actually don't hate cats or anything. I just don't vibe with them the same way I vibe with dogs, you know? Mm. Like, I got that dog in me. So it just is what it is, you know. <laughs> the dog is there. All right, Mezd asks, "What's your top? What's your guys' top three favorite games of all time?" Ooh, top three favorite games. I'm trying to think. Uh, Elden Ring. And you can include RuneScape. Okay, Elden Ring. Um, Super Mario sixty four. And old school RuneScape just has a place in my home. Yeah. So that. Second. Uh, Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, I'd probably put RuneScape in there in no particular order. Um, probably Super Mario 64 actually as well because that was the first game I played ever growing up. And I have very mem- vivid memories of being like this little small creature playing these games and like forcing my sister because she's eight years older than me one of them to like help me because i'm like five or something like i'm young like maybe i'm even less than five and i barely understand what's going on so she would have to sit there and like guide me through the game you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i just feel like it's just such an intrinsic vivid memory for me to play that game that it has to be in there and then for number three probably like cod four Mostly because it really shaped uh, me getting back into gaming as an overall, like when I was a kid, because I stopped after the N64. But when I got an Xbox, you best believe I was that kid with a screechy ass mic dropping, dropping insane number of kills, right? While screeching into my mic. And th- <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, bro, what happened? And I, nah. um, no, but I was, I was definitely yelling and my mom was definitely telling me to go to bed. And I was definitely still dunking on you, even though you were an adult, you know? Yep. And yeah, those would probably be my top three games. I, but like, I, I was just going to say, I think I have my top three in order too. Okay. Yeah, mine's more of no, like nostalgia games more yeah. than, yeah. I am going to put Old School RuneScape as number one by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that mainly because the times I have been absolutely helplessly addicted to this game have been so great. Like I, I can still remember the feeling of waking up in the morning 
and just immediately logging in and feeling absolutely blissful just like this is this is my time you know and game number two i'm gonna have to put guitar hero three guitar hero three i sunk in i don't even know how many hours but at least a couple thousand i believe in that game Guitar Hero 3. Like, I love Guitar Hero, like, all of them, but Guitar Hero 3 definitely. Can we make that, like, meme where it's just, like, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man? Because I feel like RuneScape is just Guitar Hero, but, like, in a different form. Oh, dude. Yes. Rhythm. I know. It's that rhythm, man. You just... It's, yeah. I love it. Um, And then number three is Legend of Dragoon on the PlayStation 1. It's, like, a four-disc uh, JR- JRPG. That was Legend of, Legend of Dragoon, like dragon, oh, but with another O. I also had a PS1. Dude, Legend of Dragoon fucking slapped. I've It's a four-disc game. I mean, genuinely a long-ass game, and it's yeah. great story, turn-based combat. There was, like, addition, so it was a bit more engaging. It's It actually has that rhythm as well, which is fucking funny like you you have to pull off these moves that have like eight x buttons in a row and you have to get the timing right so it kind of had that element of like guitar hero um and i just fucking i i cry over that game like when you beat it i i cry because it's so like emotional at the end it's like damn damn three rhythm games maybe you should take in a d i r yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, those are definitely my my top three, though. I'd say. Yeah, no. Um, no clue what you said. For it's a test for it again. It's a test for autism, bro. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. Saying. No, I feel like I've actually rhythm... done it. I've actually done autism tests. I'm not autistic. Um, no. And I, I've, I low key kind of wanted to be diagnosed. It's just then I have like kind of an excuse. I'm like, yeah. That's why my, uh, you know, it's funny. Like I was talking to someone recently. I'm not going to name them. They're in the RS community. They confused what autism is and down syndrome is. And they were oh, like, God, yeah. I was like, those aren't even, yeah. Cause the, the <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange. You know, um, but like I'll look into legend of Dragoon. Would you play it now though? Would you still yeah, no, no, consider I've, playing I've, it now? I have played it. Like I played it in uh-huh. college, like three times through. Cause it, okay. And it would take me like a good three weeks of like, knowing what i'm doing even and playing through the whole thing it's really fun i will say though a large factor of it is the nostalgia so okay it's still a wonderful game but like it really hits for me because as a kid it was just like it was so beyond its time it felt like yeah so yeah huge fan of it um yeah what was the thing you were just saying? I, I had something to add on to that. I just spaced it. What, autism? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is that. Like, what do you got? What do you guys think? Do you think, do you think RuneScape appeals to, I mean, obviously RuneScape appeals to like autistic people, but like, why do you guys enjoy this game? Like, why, why does a normal, you know, healthy brained individual or normal brained individual whatever you consider normal to why do they like this game i feel like people that are autistic definitely find a lot of value in just number go up but we see it with uh, a sense of progression people. but i wouldn't say either of us have sane brains 
you know? But, I definitely yeah. don't have a healthy, like a fully healthy brain. That's for sure. Like the fact that I sunk 20,000 hours into this account almost, <laughs> like it's clearly something's fucking wrong. For uh, me, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, DJ? It's uh, the, the challenges, man. I, I really enjoy self-imposed challenges or just, I don't know, like having a big goal, like, I'm going to do RCB Inferno. That was like my big goal on my iron. Mm-hmm. And I have I, this uh, friend from high school that showed me RuneScape. He's like, oh, you'll never do RCB Inferno. So like, it's just that in the back of my head, like, just like, I will do RCB be- <laughs> Inferno just out of spite. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, Common male just- ego W. <laughs> It's just a lot of things I do are out of spite, and it's just—I don't know—I love it. Spite? What do you think about spite being one of the greatest motivators, DJ? Do you prescribe to that? I live for spite, bro. I not spiteful in a bad way. Like I'm not gonna like. I I wouldn't go like have spite to harm someone, but spite as like a chip on your shoulder. Exactly. Exactly. That's a motivator for sure. Yeah. But if, if it includes harm, I, I um, But yeah, just these little challenges excite me in, in a weird way. More than like number go up. In the community, really. Just talking to people. Like, I met Seki in a Leto Lanen stream four or five yeah and ago. you were a me oh yeah bro when i first tried to interact with you you're like who the fuck is this idiot talking to me <laughs> this guy's talking to me messaging me <laughs> dude let's i remember was, i fucking love that guy dude my <laughs> nothing comes him. close to his streams like he would take the most like <laughs> unaware people on raids on, on a tob and solo carry it with four absolute like just people who didn't even know what a tick was like they're just completely lost they don't know what they're doing at theater of blood somehow they they found themselves in the it just felt like that like there'd be a, like i vividly remember he he took this guy on the thing he got chosen at soda sag right and so he has four learners the one of the learners is chosen the learner just runs straight through the maze without running it at all and teleports into the normal realm. Leto immediately notices that this isn't the real path. This dude doesn't know what he's doing. So he stays at the beginning. The other learners run up and die because they're running across like a path that's not a real path. You know what I mean? And this other guy like went to the real realm and then he's like, oops, my bad. And then he runs back to the beginning of the maze and dies running. Like, I don't oh know. Like you just God. don't see shit like that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, and then Leto put on redemption, brewed up, brewed, ran the maze, and then killed killed that phase of soda sag, just tick eating. Like, and that was like a few months into release of TOB. Like that is insane how hard he would carry those raids. And it's just one insanely skilled player at the game, two, just very funny to watch people oh, yeah. learn with and they have no clue what they're doing. His yeah. demeanor was just great with the way he would troll. Oh yeah, the dry humor. Can oh, we yeah. go a oh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, like, there was Tony as well, who he'd bring along as well. Like, Tony knew what he was doing. And there's, like, that clip of Tony saying, like, can we go slower, p- please, during the maze? And the maze is already, like, the NATO's about to hit them. 
Yeah, I don't know. Just what, they had what a, you, a lot of funny moments. Who do you think are like the most iconic, or like the most iconic streamer moments in OSRS, at least in like your history? Like what what would you say are like, damn? In my opinion, the most annoying as well is the 420 streamer doing his oh, no, chat, dude. Sh- we were just recently he talking the about community, him. bro. Dude, I heard that he milked Zuck so hard that bro, he would like I was watch videos. Angry. He would watch videos, right, during the timer paused on Zuck. Like, not like Zuck. Zuck's already started. He's just walking with yep, the shield. Yep. And he's, like, taking dabs and shit. Like, that, that is... What no, an icon. What he a, didn't what a, give a fuck. Either. That's kind of like, a W. He would... I remember popping in. This is before he, like, really popped off. This is when he was, like, pulling, like, 80 viewers or something. But it would slowly build up because whenever anybody would see somebody at Zuck in the screenshot of their Twitch thumbnail yeah it's like okay like i'm going there to stream it so you just see it but i just remember he was doing triple jads and he just started yelling at the top of his lungs mage range range mage just like yelling it and i was like uncontrollably laughing because i've just never seen somebody just die hard focusing like that like just yelling out what he's supposed to be praying and then i just remember he was starting zuck and it did not like he paused it. Yeah, paused the inferno before Zuck ever started. He did not start Zuck for three and a half hours. W. And I was sitting there the whole fucking time thinking, surely in the next five minutes he starts it. <laughs> surely. And there was like 500 people in his chat at this time. And we are all just molding, fucking <laughs> molding. And he doesn't give up fuck he is just sitting there just watching his stupid ass videos repeatedly and listening to i was gonna go to work but then i got high (laughs) what a fucking pulling my hair out dude oh my dear god that was so great like i look at it now like dude if i could relive that like i would have appreciated i still would have gotten pissed off but i could have appreciated it a bit more so and then it's so funny because he it felt like he accidentally got his actual did. completion. He did. And you knew in his face, like he was freaking out because he got it, but you could tell he's like, oh, fuck. Like I actually wasn't I supposed can't to milk get this. this anymore. And yeah. then the, the, the very next day, he was like trying to milk Nightmare and he was down to like two viewers. <laughs> he's, so, really he's pulling 500, 600 viewers and instantly to two. And I'm like, yeah, the career's over, man. Like, I wonder how law school's going, you know? he can't get back <laughs> oh yeah didn't he get like <laughs> what happened with law school or something he was they saw the video or what was it he was like smoking in the bathroom or something and they started a lawsuit against them or... oh they caught him smoking pot at the university yeah, and they kicked yeah. him out oh yeah Damn, the dude. other song was called legalize that was his song he made Legalized fuck Dell Best Buy. Yep, <laughs> that was it. Holy sh! I need to watch, dude. It's probably on you. You gotta link me that if you know. I have it open right now, dude. Link it, link it real quick. I'll link you the whole channel. Let's save this real quick. The 420s to your holy fuck. Um, Chad. What a great fucking. Um, where is the legalized song? Uh, oh no, legalized. Yeah. yeah, that's like his first song. Okay, I found it. You found it? Let me see it. <laughs> God.
wait. Is this this is his song, right? It's like a cover, but yeah, it's it's him singing okay. the whole thing. No, I don't know how copyright works for the instruments in the back. It's up on you, YouTube, so. You might no just blank it out. I don't know. No more pain and cry. Link it in the. And that's also some just dumb shit when it comes to like YouTube copyright. Like you should be able to play it to track and be told that if this is like I don't know because they're using no you detection. are told. You, oh okay. Uh, if if you get copyrighted, like you will be told, and then you will have the option to mute that section. Mm. And you can then you can fully monetize. But for the time being, they'll just like demonetize you briefly. Is, can you? Is there a way to edit a video where you can just clip that section out yep. on YouTube, yep. or do you have to re-upload it? Yep. No, you just fully can go into the YouTube editor, go into any section. It will literally highlight the sections that are copyrighted that you need to remove or mute, yeah. and then you can just mute it. Or oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, they've nice. done pretty good. Yeah, they they do a great job when it comes to that kind of stuff generally. I mean, there is that whole, like, stalking situation that I don't want to vocally say because there's dumb people in RuneScape who might take advantage of it, but, yeah. I'll, uh... Cut, cut this out. <laughs> cut this out. What? Cut the stalking talk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about how they do it later. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but about the memorable clips, do you know Nabe, yeah, no, I've, I mean, I know of him. <laughs> There's just one clip of him doing Zuck. It's like his first or second Zuck. And his mouse, I'll just link it. His mouse is all over. Like, oh, God. Look at this. Oh, no, dude. Nabe seen... had one of those, bro. Bro, <laughs> look at his mouse. What? <laughs> 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 Holy shit. <laughs> He is, dude. He is me when I'm eight years old in the wilderness, like just <laughs> shaking uncontrollably. Uh, this is is he doing a skip? <laughs> for his he, first jad skip. Oh, sorry, not sorry, his Jad's first tape. His first, first jad skip. skip. Yeah, oh my god, dude! dude how is he shaking so this much? The clicks Holy are so accurate fuck. with all that <laughs> shaking. I love it. It's so good. Oh my god, that it looks like you could do it on purpose. Like, that was it, holy shit. It was like only me and him and like my brother in the chat during this time. <laughs> Dear god, uh, it's actually hilarious. Let's see five minutes with anyone from a gotchi production. DJ, who? Uh, Ray Harley. What about Van Sama, bro? The dungeon master? I should have a couple people. You can have a bunch. Yeah, no. Van Sama is pretty funny. If you don't know who Van Sama is, check him out on Twitch. He's hilarious. Um, let me see. What other ones are there? What is the best approach for someone who has never attempted Infernal Cape that has about 600 mil per year? Uh, uh, I don't know why you're asking us. Well, <laughs> That's what I saw that me. as well. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even going to. Yeah, uh, just go watch Addicon's first game. Watch, yeah. watch Exact Sky, no learn movie. how to two tick, and always stay north. Yeah, or just watch Addicon. 
first cape friday or watch no monkey or there's guides on youtube and like i, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way like genuinely just watch those and like the only thing about getting the cape is just, just keep sending it. attempts yeah yeah just, you gotta just, go yep. in there just yeah enter. don't don't like hide from the mechanics imo just do it just fucking just enter fucking there and shit. learn how to yeah Die. just go flick a blob for a bit go flick yeah. a blob for a bit exactly yeah. you literally have nothing to lose like just, Other than your ego, it's, yeah. nothing is being lost. Yeah, your ego is gonna get fucking obliterated. You're if you've never been in the inferno, you're, yep. you're you're gonna be shut the fuck down. Basically, like okay, you suck, you suck ass, but you're gonna learn and you're gonna get really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, how can we miss Stooge's comments though, bro? What does Stooge say? How is there thousands of Sebe casts without one about T Bock and cancer? You know why isn't Canker on one? You know, there's a you lot. know what. There is actually so many people I have not had on yet, and I'm. It's, you yeah. should, you should get Stooge on one. Stooge would be a content machine <laughs> for sure. Like I'm, I'm amazing. You know what? In two days, I'm actually getting a another person on that's not a content creator or a player I even know of, and I'm gonna Ooh. send it. Like I'm, I want to start getting more people on like quicker. Yeah. In a sense, like just just getting through some more conversations and not have them so like make the announcement we do i was like just just fucking talk like i want to start getting getting the ball rolling so if they're like for my guests right now like not just i'm not just shouting this out to any random but like for you guys like if there's truly people you think that would be great on the cast and would have interesting takes and just whatever like let me know just reach out to me and uh i'll you know case-by-case scenario like determine whether i want to talk to them or not but yeah i think stooge Cancer, T-Bock, Simply G, anyone from, like, have you had one with Jimmy, like Blowpipe? I asked him. He's, oh, or um, not. Like Blowpipe. No, no, I'm down to I'm down to have him on. The thing is, is this is so awkward. Like, so he was, like, really wanting me to get Hemis on. Okay. And Hemis DM'd me, and I saw it briefly. But I had gotten, like, three different messages when he messaged me. And so... Is he's just like saying like, hey, like uh, we're doing like this tournament. This is like way back. He's like, we're doing like this tournament thing, and I'd like like I'd love to come on and just kind of like share that and share some other things on the Sebe cast. And I just never responded. And I, it's not out of anything. It's just the complete ignorance. Like I just like forgot, just entirely forgot about it. Yeah. And then uh, Blowpipe is like, you know, saying like, what the fuck? Like, why do you fucking hate Hemis? And I was like, Hemis, like. <laughs> Who is that, that? Is that like and like I I follow him on Twitch and stuff, but it's like yeah. he's not an active streamer I watch and all, all the time. Yeah. But like I know who he is, and then I remembered after looking through my DMs because I was searching and I saw Hemi's again. I'm like, oh, like I made the fucking connection that Damn. he's the guy that literally reached out and I just briefly had seen it and then just went to another DM, responded to that, like just whatever I did, and. Now, like Jimbo and Hemi's, like probably fucking. Oh well, they don't actually hate me, but I made it like almost like a meme about it. The thing is, is like I'm down to get them on, and now I kind of want to get them on together just so they can like you know yeah. lightly flame me for not you know addressing that concern. But no, they should heavily flame you. Yeah, they no, that, that's now. that's fine. But <laughs> for the most part, I'm like if yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm down to get both of them on. Um, I, I would love fun. to see some Stooge quotes and you having to react to them live. Oh, you God. Know? <laughs> they, they, that would go so hard. Like, uh, 
Yeah. Another stooge one is, how is Sekon struggling for a single cape when all his friends are millionaires from illegal services? Uh, That's true. You have a lot of friends that are making bank, making six figures from selling capes. Yeah, fucking bad bitches. And how much, do you I'm know how much shit. they make? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not disclosing anything. <laughs> is it you know? more than 200000 a year? <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about. That's not my information to... You know, maybe it's more, maybe it's less. Okay. You know, I just don't feel comfortable sharing what's not my info. You know? Because I, I feel like, yeah, no, it's no, just no, like no. a public. I'm, I'm yeah. totally, I'm just, yeah. just, I'm just pressing and that's fine. Yeah. Um. Why am I struggling or why was I struggling? I'm bad, bro. You know, it is what it is. Washed. I've always been bad. Let's be real. They're cracked god gamers. Like it's actually kind of weird as well, because like a lot of people think I'm good at Inferno because of just people I hung out with a lot, because they all were very good at and are very good at Inferno. But no, I'm dog shit at the game. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, but you you could have been good. I mean, you were good at an early stage, and if you just practice, like you, you it's not mm, like you're. Just I don't know. One thing I will game. comment on about is like a lot of people on this game right have a weird ass i've noticed this more since coming back to the game mm-hmm. a lot of people have a fucking ego about this game and that's just so undeniably cringe to me like i just it's like the p- people who are g- genuinely very good at this game i never really get a sense of ego from them yeah you know what i mean because i feel like to be really good at this game you ha- kind of have to drop your ego a bit in a way and just like do shit to get better and endlessly die and all that or naturally just be god gamer but mm-hmm. yeah like uh, there's no other way about it. Like, I've never been that good. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe you can say, I don't know. I don't have an ego about the game. I think I play it and I have fun. Yeah. I think when you're younger, it's it's more fun to have an ego when it comes to video games. Like, it's genuinely kind of what makes you motivated to play. And, like, I was personally never really in that boat, mainly because I was never, like, super good. I've always been just, like, I play a lot, so I'm decent. But... I think it's appropriate when you're like a 20 year old to have an ego. I don't fucking give a fuck when, when people are like 30 and they're like flaming people that are like genuinely just young and enjoying what they want and their enjoyment comes with having an ego. Like it just that, that, that I feel like is almost more cringe than the guy that's minding his own business, having an ego trip over the video game, like a, a, a grown ass man that's 10 years older making a post about, how they find it cringe that somebody else has an ego towards them. It's like, holy shit, just focus on any fucking else, any other thing, basically. Because mm. I see that a lot. Like, pe- people that make a point to post about, I fucking hate it when people have an ego. Like, okay. I understand the viewpoint that it is kind of cringe, but the fact that you're making a post on it. Well, like... I'm not talking about like being proud of your accomplishments. I'm talking more about you're interacting with these people and they are sucking themselves off from the back. Yeah. No, no, no. And yeah, no, no. And, 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 and and, and at the end of the day, like societally, like it's 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 embarrassing to, I think having an ego as well, video game. No, I think having an ego and being confident are two different things. I would say I'm a very confident person in who I am. But I think like what I mean by that is when you're putting down other people for being bad. Mm. 
that's what I yeah. attribute to being but, an ego. Like an yeah, ego yeah. is if you're good at the game and you're confident and you know you're good at the game and you are good at the game, that's great. But, think but I about think this. like when it gets toxic, it's just like, damn, this other person, they're dog shit. They're trash. It's just like, yeah, but, why but, are we? But think about yeah. that. Think about for the content. Like I just think about um, like, you know, if you're hella good at like an IRL sport or something and you're have a huge ego but you actually back it up by being a fucking no but that's a different bit of a story i'm talking about like but i would even i would even argue that and 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 i still don't like that i would rather somebody be hella humble and really good but the thing is is like you get if you are fucking good at anything it doesn't matter what you are you'd be fucking good at hello kitty video game but (laughs) like it just if you're good at something and you actually can back it up, I actually find that hella entertaining. I'm not going to disagree content. with that. It's I agree. content. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. What okay. I'm specifically talking about is when you're shitting on noobs and you're cracked at the game and you're like, I'm so much better than this random noob. Like, I don't know. Just but that doesn't me, happen much. Like, you're, mm, mas- you're, you're, you're mainly mm, shitting on people in your caliber that are actually worse than you. And it's Like, I think funny. watching sports where people are trash talking, calling each other shit, that's great. And mm-hmm. when you're actually a cut above someone, else and they're shit talking you and you're shit talking them that's great no you know what's really funny is when people shit talk people that are actually low-key better than them like when people are just actually butthurt (laughs) that they've been passed and they're like they actually have an ego but they're pretending like they don't have an ego because they actually got passed and now they're pretending like they don't actually care that much because they're actually just worse and then they accuse the other guy of having an ego um i think that's always funny not going to give examples but. you see those ufc fights where like one guy is really really like a dickhead and then he gets knocked out yeah no that that's the content <laughs> like yeah. i feel like for for the audience perspective yeah. I'll, I'll give one example so i had Rostaman or scotty on the say cast like a year ago was he doing vanguards by chance <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> nothing nothing no so oh okay actually i do know what you mean now but um <laughs> Yeah, no. So, yeah, <laughs> he's had some, he's maybe said some questionable things, but he is uh, <laughs> at, at least aware of it and he has apologized for it. Um, but he had an episode and it was like he's kind of stroking his ego a little bit. But I personally don't fucking mind people that have an ego when they're actually the best at something. Hmm. Like, I actually low-key kind of enjoy it. I enjoy the fact that this guy can just embrace the, you know, the one position you can have where you can have an ego. Like, when you actually have world records on stuff, fucking have an ego. Because you know what's going to be hella entertaining is when it gets passed. Like, when somebody beats you. Because then that content, like, you know they're going to have that fucking drive to go hard again. Like, and so I actually low-key like that ego and um like i wish addy con like addy con definitely has an ego toward the game but i wish he had an even deeper ego to the point where like when he got passed by scotty and his inferno and then like scotty is better objectively than addy con at the inferno he's just more talented i disagree he no he's more he's more talented than addy con why would you disagree neat neen's the best it's a neen world it's a neen world I'm Again, comparing. I'm comparing Addy Con to Scotty right now. Okay. Yeah. No. So you you have, you yeah. think Addy Con's better than the Inferno than Scotty? I don't know. I haven't I watched. I think enough. Addy yeah. has better clicks, but well, they're I both mean, good. They're both great. Addy Con was yeah. a world record holder for a while, and he was really pushing it before Scotty did. But Scotty passed him, and I think is 
much better than Adikon, mainly because he's putting the time. If Adikon wanted to put in the time, he could he could pass him. I mean, all the people yeah, who are in the but, forty-two minute like threshold, yeah. like it's just RNG at that point. Like, but what we, I want to see, like what I would like, is if this is the thing that I like about ego, is that if Adikon had a bigger ego and it hurt him, like it hurt his ego more for Scotty to have passed him, then Adikon would have fucking put in everything to try to pass him. And then that I would have added Addy this would really cool dynamic. If 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 there was a reasonable way to get Inferno tasks or just to speed like just send Inferno attempts, I think this game could be way more fun. Like all these speedrunners, like if you look at it, eight hours or like wait, was it six hours the average time to get a fucking task? No, there's no way it's six hours. Is it less? It's, it's a, isn't it like one in twenty. It's one in twenty to get a task, and then like oh, if you're talking about averages, fuck, dude, I don't average, want to do math. Yeah, right someone now. did calcs. I think it's like average six four hours to get a task, and that's alone. Like you could be sending so many inferno attempts in that time, and I think that Scotty just has an insane number. Of attempts compared to everyone else, he's, that is he's exactly, living in the Malibu beach that house exactly, with Malaysian workers getting him passed, bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like here's the problem, and I was in the I was literally in Oblivion Discord when I was trying to make that top five greatest PVMers video. Like I went yeah. into the Oblivion Discord, and there's a bunch of people, and like I had mentioned like Scotty for potentially like being in there just simply because, and and. I eventually didn't include him for reasons because I kind of like reshaped the definition of what I consider greatest PBMers. It was mostly about innovation and just meta and like just all time. But people don't like Scotty and some for, you know, reasonable reasons. But people don't like him because, you know, he has an ego or they just don't like him personally because of some, you know, shit. They, 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 their personalities don't connect. And so they will just say anything. And that is the argument that I heard is like, well, he just plays a lot. So that's why he's good. Like, don't fucking shit. But you got to hand it to him. He fucking plays a lot. He puts in the dedication. He puts in the time. Like, no, it's the Malaysian worker. He's getting him the task. Saving. You don't don't understand. I do understand. I do understand that that would level the playing field. But the thing is, he is still going out of his way to get those people to do it. Like, if you truly cared, that is what it takes to be good at the Inferno. Like, Okay, but then how is that not cheating, though? Because he's not playing the account. Yeah. I mean, I have... If if we want to get into account sharing, like, I would, I would love it if account sharing wasn't a thing in this game. But it's basically impossible to not have. Like, it's, it's impossible to detect. Like, so... No, don't get me wrong. But it... He is just better than, like, he actually holds the world record, and you can say, well, he is... But I think at 42 minutes, like, genuinely, it's just RNG at that point. Yeah. Like, you, if you're within that threshold, but you just need to get luckier. No, no, 100%. But nobody has beaten him. So, beat him... And then we can have a discussion, but like you can't. Say I don't. That. I don't like. Even if Neen had the record, I would still just say Neen got luckier because like they're both in the same threshold. Do you know what I mean? It's just who got luckier at that point yeah, by sending no, no, all but, the runs. But it's it, we're not at a point where it is all about luck. That's the thing. We're not quite there. Like we are. Like there obviously like records right now, but there is a way to be actually just 
not losing any ticks and solve things a little bit better where you have a much better chance. Like, I you mean, can still if get unlucky. If you, Don't if get me you, wrong. Like, people have, like... I've watched people critique Scotty's world record run, right? Yeah. And they've actively missed more ticks than, like, other people on other runs. They just got luckier. Yeah, no, no. Like, there is an element of luck. I, I mean, you have to, in some runs, like, you have to continually chance yourself, even, to go for that world yeah. record. And... So I'm not just absolutely. I'm not saying, saying Scotty's a bad player. Or no, I'm, and, I'm just and I'm saying not absolutely at, at saying he has. Yeah. I'm not absolutely saying he has the greatest skill of any player. And with you know, if you compared Scotty and this other person, if they had the exact same amount of attempts, exact same amount of time, and everything like that would count. But all I'm saying is that the the um, what am I trying to say? The um, factor that matters, like the, the thing that matters, like the What's the word I'm trying to think of? Anyway, the thing that matters is the world record. Like, he is a world record holder, and he has it, and nobody is fucking beating it. Okay. So, I like the fact that he has that, and he has a little bit of an ego with it. And I You, be, should, I, you I, should make a Inferno speedrunners or speedrunners in general gangbang Sebei cast where you bring on a bunch of speedrunners, yeah. because I feel like... But, One, but here, I don't but, really understand it that deep, yeah. and I don't know if DJ does. Um, and we just have friends within that community. At least I do, right? Yeah. And I'm just inherently going to be biased towards them, like not denying it. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I feel like speedrunning. Like this is my objective opinion on speedrunning yeah. in the game. I think at a certain point, like yeah, in the base beginning, you, there's a lot of shit you can do to improve your ticks and all that. Mm-hmm. But when you get to like the very end of like who has the record and who doesn't, yep. and you're comparing two very similar players it's just luck at that point no you know? and there's an element of luck but th- yeah i'm sorry the the person that's going to dedicate more time to it and dedicate yeah. themselves daily to grinding it out is better like if they get that world record like i'm declaring like them better because that's the one factor that we can actually like hold to be like, like evidence so that's fair i'm i'm and, not and listen, I, listen i'm not if saying it was, if it was exact or it was like wooks or some some just player that everyone loves or like kelvino or jolene or whoever the hell like that's people generally like them and people generally respect them then nobody would have a problem but the fact that it's a controversial person potentially that's scotty people just will find any excuse to say ah oh, now nah, like there's people that are better. like bro then fucking prove it like just Put in more hours and fucking show show. I mean, show us that you're I, my my thing wouldn't change about speed, like this is speed running in general. Once you make it to that like last echelon, that last mm-hmm. sliver, it's just luck. So I don't like. But you know what I mean? Not I'm not saying luck, now. luck. Luck would be like where you are, where people are no longer losing ticks anymore. You're no longer losing ticks. You're having perfect solves, and have you watched Jolene run? No, I I am not. I, I would I would literally say I know I would literally he, say Jolanine is on the same level as Scotty. Like I've seen runs of his. They're insane. Don't get me wrong. But Jolanine needs to put in more time to prove it basically. Like I, go uh, in there. You just have to get lucky. That issue, is the exact yeah. point of speedrunning though in this fucking game. It's like the issue right I'm now, sorry. Listen, is suck, listen, if I sent a thousand runs, no no, if I sent three thousand runs. I bet I could get up to the level of Scotty. So at this like point, Neen, like ah, I'm, just I'm not pretty gonna... sure Neen has had better entries into Zuck just overall than Scotty. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that, right? But it's just 
sometimes you just get orangey. Like I don't know. No, like I just the and I'm not saying Neen's better, no, and I'm not saying Neen's worse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm saying I don't fucking know. All I'm saying is there's this element of RNG to it that for me personally as an yeah. individual devalues the whole thing. And I get for a lot of people it doesn't. And that's yeah. cool. They can hold that value. I just think like but you have speed to, running in general. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Speed running in this game is unfair and there's going to be luck. No, but, I just think like. But the more runs you do, the better chances you have of getting a good run. And that is the determining factor of somebody that's better. It's like, what is your record? Like, show me your fucking record. And that's okay. what we're basing it off of. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Go. Like, let's just say you're comparing two players, right? Yeah. And one person has consistently had that time, right? And then one person like beats them by a second, but it's their only like attempt that was better by a second, yeah. right? But the rest of their average runs are worse. Are they a better player or worse? Better. In in the Inferno, I'm saying the Inferno because the Inferno is a long enough duration. Where right now. Yeah, like so. It, like, why does an average run speed matter? No, it. it I mean, it, it definitely matters, and that would show more consistency. But I'm saying, like, if you had all that consistency and somebody beat you by a second, just fucking beat it again. Then, like, just put in the time to beat it. Like, and then you're back at number <laughs> no, one. Like, man. I, Addy Con, There's so much. Like, I'm saying, to, I'm saying yeah. for Inferno. I'm saying, listen, somebody could still get a lucky run. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, but so if Jolanine randomly got to you know a 39 minute entry and had a one minute zuck and got a, a 39 59 zuck he is now the best fucking person at the inferno like i'm just gonna say that because now we i mean have... they're all equally as good in my eyes like that's what i'm just but, trying to say okay, the, like that's that's fair like they're all on a very equal level but the person that is the best that can have that ego <laughs> is the person with the best record they're all very great players. I'm not going to, I'm fully conceding that. They're all very good. And it would be impossible to analyze, psycho fucking analyze every single click and like consistently ever. Like, you, there's no measurement for that. The measurement is the speed. So, yes, they're all very, very, very insanely talented players. But the person that can justify his ego in that is the person that actually got that world record and holds it for a long time. Like, just fucking get the record, basically. It's a neon world. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, I would love it if if Adicon were to beat Scotty right now instantaneously. I would say, you know what, Adicon's the fucking best speedrunner of Inferno. He's now the goat. I said that back when he did have it as well. I thought Adicon was the fucking goat in the Inferno. He came in, was crushing everybody, and then Scotty came out and was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna beat your record." And now he holds it. Yeah, you're like, really crushing everybody. I don't know. I don't know. Adicon held the record for a while. He was really goat, and he ran so he would run him daily, like he'd fucking do his infernos. Yeah. And as soon as somebody gets it, I'll give all credit to them. Like you're the fucking goat now, but you got to get it. You can't just. And I'm not gonna lie. Like everyone's everyone in that caliber is on that same yeah, level. I just, and whoever puts I, in the time yeah. and the dedication. We'll have. For me, I really just don't see it that way. I just think like you hit a certain threshold, you're just kind of like the same, and you either get lucky or you don't, you know. But know, again, but just I'm a, lucky, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> just do it, forehead. Yeah, no, I'm a moron think, though, and I fully concede that. But I'm curious what DJ thinks. Yeah, I think that it's down to who gets a no set right now, because Scotty. If you look at Scotty's sucks or the last, the, the world record sucks so fucking fast, man. Mm-hmm. But the RNG to get that is insane. Um, so the next person who gets that, I think, especially with, I don't know, people just get better over time. Like, 
you're not going to hold that record forever. So yeah, yeah, no, no, and and anybody at any yeah. point could get a no set, get a really fast exactly. triple jab, get up, and that's fine. And then at that point, they're the goat. Like they're the goat at Inferno speed runs then, because it's proven on paper. Because they're all at the I same can't caliber. Wait for that day. Ugh, please. No, I would love for Scotty to get past quickly. Like I want him to get past because I know Scotty has an ego. And now he's just going to be running Inferno all fucking day trying to get it back. And that's what I appreciate about it. That's content. I wish uh, Adicon had that same drive, too. Sorry. I mean, if if that's against the rules, like, we can make a fucking rule about that. But uh, clearly, yeah. everybody fucking... I just I, think uh, it's funny. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, really I think you're like, taking us too seriously, for one, because we're just fucking actually just idiots, just blabbering about blabbering, because we think it's funny. No, I just... I, yeah. And I'm... I don't care, really. I'm not even in that scene, really. I just yeah. want to... I think part of the reason I get I get a little bit heated is just because people don't give Scotty credit where it's due. Like, I felt like that is me. It's like He's almost like... He's in that like, category. I don't know, I know who's better, though. Yeah. I think, I think part of it is me kind of projecting what Oblivion thought about him onto you mm. guys. It's like... So many people were like, what the fuck? Like, Scotty's not even that good. He just gets lucky. Or he just, like, well, he just plays a lot. I'm like, bro, that's exactly what it fucking takes to be the best, though. Like, that's the one metric that we can actually count is who has the best time. And so he has it. So why are you shitting on him? Like, beat him then. Like, I don't know. So You know what? I'm just going to cosplay as a Vanguard for Halloween, and I've won, bro. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll be the melee one. Cummy can be the range one. Who wants to be the mage one? Pull up. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. No, it really. Yeah. I, I know it sounds like I'm getting emotional about it. I just. I'm, no, I'm. I, I enjoy way, yeah. trying to. Argue I think my you're case. just trying to like you know. I'm trying. Give, to... You validate the dude's time that he put into the game, and a lot of people are just shitting on him for that's it. because they don't like him as a person. But yeah, that's no, it. I'm not saying he's bad. I I think he's kind of. I don't know enough about him, but I think he's kind of weird. But I, they're all crack that, gamers to that, me. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fair. I think anybody that is that good at the game is probably a little bit weird. Puts yeah, much time to get I'm good just. At. I wish I had the Malibu beach house with the 30 Malaysians sucking me off 24 seven. You know, fucking get that back. Like you can do it, man. You can do it. If, if I need to do it, man. Come me, we need to do it. If you're yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna suck off Jeff Bezos and we're gonna have our own Malibu beach house. Thoughts. Question: yeah. You could have Jeff Bezos will give you two billion dollars right now if you could make him come in two minutes. What would you do? Wait, what the is fuck, this? Dude. <laughs> no, that's a good. Can question. we talk about this? <laughs> yeah, because I already know the answer. I would just grab some fucking lube and just start giving him a hand job. I don't fucking know. Like, what? What else am I supposed to do? L. You already lost the two bills. Yeah, you did. Come, wow. you tell him the tech, bro. <laughs> no, I don't want to like. I don't want to like say something. It's really vulgar, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, we we'll spare your audience. We'll spare yeah, your audience. Yeah, but that was not the right answer. You've lost. You do not have a billion I, dollars or whatever. Please okay. comment if you've made it this far. Tell us how you would do it. Yeah, how would you make him come? <laughs> Elon Musk or Zuckerberg, one of them, either or. Your choice. You have two minutes to make them come. How are you doing it? Comment below. <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> Holy shit.
<laughs> that was the best part of the whole cast, you know? Everyone oh, should just skip to the end, that little part right there. <laughs> Cumby literally carrying this bitch on God. All right, let's let's get some shout outs from you guys. What are three shout outs? I've I am actually like I'm just feeling myself right now. Not feeling myself in that way, but like <laughs> Oh shit. No, noticing how goddamn tired I am from just talking so goddamn. Dude, we've much. been talking for like ever. <laughs> I did I did I also did a five hour goddamn stream and talked to my brother on the phone today. I was just like, I need to close my goddamn mouth right now. I'm just pasty dry mouth right now. All right, three shout-outs. Come, boy, let's start with you. Um, I want to shout-out the Steel Mill. Can I have more than three? Yeah, just send them all, bro. Fuck it. There's no Steel Mill Church, Bald Cord, my brother, test them. Fucking love you, man. Nabe. Uh, Nabe number boys. one up. Fuck Nabe. <laughs> um, Who the else? homies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's everyone, basically. All right, shout-out to Mick. Shout-out to Ubru. Shout outs to fucking I don't know Marvin. Shout outs fucking Nico. Shout outs. Shout outs Adwam. Shout outs Neen. Shout outs Stooge. Shout outs Cancer. Yo, shout outs everyone. Shout outs Ant Feed. Shout outs Bean Dip. Yo, check out Bean Dip. Shout outs Zoe Pancakes. Shout outs Petrosian. Shout outs Casey. James. Petrosian. Jesus. Yeah, Petro DM me recently. We talked for a bit. Petro's a fucking king. Yeah. Um, shout out to Dirt Nerd, you know. Shout out to Neen. Shout out to Resh. Shout out to Big Tendies. He always helps me with math. Big Tenderloins, this guy. He's cracked at the game. Very handsome. Good at PKing. Good at every piece of content in the game, right? Like, just cracked at everything. And then he's a mathematical genius. He helps me with math. Like, helps me with uni. And shout out to DJ. Yeah, shout out to everyone. If I miss someone, you know, I'm sorry. But yeah, shout out to Ari. Shout out to everyone. I missed you. Sater limited my shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Guys, I had an absolute pleasure today talking to you both. This was actually really fun. We covered a variety of just random ass topics, too. This was kind of fun. It was like three casts in one. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you guys rate it? One out out of 10. I'm giving it a a 10. I'm giving it a 10 as well. I'm giving it a 10 because Cummy's here, you know? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank guys, you for having this. No, no, this was really the, fun. Yeah, my pleasure. I'd love to have you guys on again. Just talk some more shit. Um, and thanks for uh, just dealing with my heated rambles. I think I had like a couple in this one. So no, it's you, good. You They're interesting. Great, gracefully, um, uh, they weren't that like. Yeah. Anyways, okay, that's good. Uh, so yeah, down in the comments, boys, or down in the description, I'm gonna have their socials linked. So go follow them on Twitch and Twitter and what. Whatnot. Don't do that. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. I'm gonna tweet ass, and you're gonna be out in public, and you're gonna be don't see, follow like, his ass Twitter, shaking. but at least follow his Twitch. Is that uh, better. Yeah. Do neither. He, he I don't use my Twitter, so do not follow me on Twitter. Okay. Follow the people we shouted out and follow the people who actually contribute to the community instead of us idiots. 100%. And if you guys want to support the cast down in the description, there's a Patreon link. Get your name on the title. You definitely want your name. Sub to the Patreon right now. You you definitely want your name plastered on this production. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. And uh, in a couple days from now, we're going to have a guest on that 
not many of you have heard of. He's not a content creator, but um, we're going to be talking, and I'm excited for that one. And then we're going to be having Puggin and Lake on at the same time next week. So Holy. looking forward to that one. When's the podcast about the war in Ukraine? <laughs> yeah. The, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that picture, so funny. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.